Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roll Better Podcast. We have not been here for a while. Why haven't we been here for a while? Because we haven't had loads to talk about and we don't know what to talk about. I guess, yeah, we're just... We've we been too busy playing Aristea. We have played a lot of Aristea and I've been trying to... I've started trying to tweet about Guildball now so people don't get annoyed by our Guildball podcast tweeting about Aristea constantly. But we are back and I am here with... Dan Adams. Matt Doran. And then I'm Barry Gingell, and we're here with our special guest, Charlie Colbert. Hooray! Hey, Charlie! Welcome, Welcome Charlie! The There's no parish. <laughs> hey. Oh, no, we're not sharing that. <laughs> John's off doing something else today. so Washing a baby. <laughs> Apparently so. Um, so we shall start, as ever, with hobby progress. Yeah. Dan, what's your hobby progress? <laughs> there been any. Um... No. John <laughs> painted one of my Aristea models. Oh, oh he nice. painted Cosmo, yeah. didn't he? Did you yeah, have to yeah. put any of those together? Was there any hobby involved? Oh, no, no. Lord, no. Um, <laughs> I've bought some things. I've literally spent money on toy soldiers. So Excellent. Always good. That's about Anything in particular? No, they're all mine. Uh, but a lot of uh, Malifaux because the new edition's coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice one. I'm interested in giving it a go because I, I didn't get on with it last time and I don't know if that's just because of the way it was taught to me. Was, you can't roll sixes, so... Or, yeah, like... <laughs> what's Why the bother? Point? I, can, but, but I can draw tens and yeah. base cards, right? So yeah. maybe that will be okay. I've never played it but have always been interested because the models look baller. The models are dope. So I've, def- I've bought some. Plus we had that thing where John and I went to um, the, the Bring and Buy sale at Warball in Bromley and made out like bandits. <laughs> John <laughs> basically great. robbed people for an hour and a half. Well, no... <laughs> to clarify, he did, like we asked how much do you want, they told us we bought. It was an hour full. It was an hour full. I've definitely heard a group of people use that before. The fact you feel guilty about it suggests that you know something. I feel wrong. guilty enough that I said you do this deal on your own. <laughs> <laughs> so John is dealing with it and it's made so lots. That's why you're talking today. It was that d- dirty. To be fair, I did get a wadge of 20mm um, Dark Future models back from like the Dark 80s. Future? It was basically Gaslands, but Games Workshop back in the late 80s. Oh, really? Oh, that's mm. pretty cool. So I showed you, like, they're really cool, actually. They're just like little 20mm guys. Some are cops, some are like preachers, some are cultists, some are road warriors. So are they people or are they cars? Cars. People. To go with the cars. Oh, right. I don't know if I've seen the people separately. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're worth... It's one of those things where I look on eBay and it's like some guy's selling one figure. I know selling because like someone can ask whatever the fuck they want, but they're selling them, actually making money at like a tenner a pop. And then you look and then someone's selling five and they've sold for a tenner. So you're like, well, I don't understand how to price these. And I can't particularly see like this one's worth more than this one. Yeah. And I can't find info on it other than stuff of legends. We do need to play some more Gaslands though. Uh, absolutely. And Maria was sure. saying the other day she wants to play some Gaslands. So You've we'll do that. You've done some Gaslands. Some Gaslands yeah. stuff sat around. You've done some brilliant Gaslands conversions. I know Charlie Culver has made some awesome conversions. Who would have guessed? I may have altered something from the state it was bought in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're leaving Charlie's hobby progress till last. Matthew, how about you? Uh, I've painted a few Aristair models. I've painted Hannibal, Senor Massacre... Gatter, Eight Ball, and Valkyrie. Cool. Um, so that's been a lot of fun because what I love about those models is 
you can go a bit crazy with like colors and stuff like that because it's all like cyberpunky and and mm. nonsense you can just have like lots of silly bright colors i do love how pink your gatter is my gatter is neon pink using the scale 75 fluoro fluoro oh, yeah. color stuff gracious but like not on its own because they're really i found them very difficult to use effectively on their own unless you're like you've got a very nice big area to work on so it's been mixed into other pinks to make them even brighter do you, can you use it as an edge highlight you can I think it, it, some of the colours work differently to others it feels like okay um, so some of them yeah, I think you can use an edge highlight I think I used I think I used a red as an edge highlight on my Senor Massacre after using a bright red for his like red parts and then I used the uh, fluoro as an edge highlight to, to try and like yeah. bring a bright edge so sort of Oh, but they're, they're, they're quite versatile. I think you can use them in a few different ways. Okay, because I've got an orange, which is a diff it's a different brand, but and I got it specifically for my blacksmith to to pick out the fire because it wasn't popping enough. Yeah, you know I got the fire on the bases and stuff. So I bought that to see if it will pop a bit more. But I haven't tried it is yet. Is that the Vallejo one? Uh, I think so. I think it's the Vallejo Mecca one. You know they did this range of Mecca paints. Vaguely. And I don't really know why they're meant to be. Mecca, but Mecca Colour by Vallejo. And I don't really know why they're Mecca, but... Mecca Colour. I don't know if it's like the colours involved. Yes, yeah, so it's like fluorescent orange. Yeah, but it looks like about a little, maybe even a little bit brighter than the one I've got. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, right? On the yeah. topic of paints, are the new contrast stuff from GW up your stream? Uh, well, I'm currently waiting on the postman to deliver them. Ah, right. I ordered a watch from Leodis. Uh, white was gone. Sure. It seems like that's the choice. Like that was the one I think that sold out first. Everyone there just went, white's the kick in the dick when you're painting. Let's go contrast white. So uh, I, I haven't got that. that one, but I've got, I think I bought 10 others. Because I know they're being toted as low skill or whatever. Yeah. The new wash. And I wondered if they, it was like something that you'd rather do on your own or whether you're interested in just having it done for you. Uh, no, no, I... I well, I don't want other people touching yeah. my models. But no, 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 no. I mean, like, because uh, they do wash base layer highlight in one paint. Right. I don't know if that's something that you'd rather do in three different paints. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, contrast paints definitely have a place, and I want to use them. The results I've seen are really good, and I think if you could combine it with a Zenith highlight, and you already do... I mean, Charlie's a fantastic painter. I don't know what... I'm interested to see what you think. But it feels like... I'm not just going to do like a base layer. Yeah. I'm going to do spray the Wraithbone, which I have ordered the uh, one of their Wraithbone undercoats just to see what it's like. And actually I'm going to try it first, weirdly, on my Van Sars. I don't know why, but I've sort of decided they're going to be Wraithbone with like uh, a slightly lighter cream and then a white Zenith highlight. Then I'm just going to slather on, I think it was the Griffonkus Grey or Griffin Grey or whatever. I'm going to try that. Just see what it looks like. But I think I have to accept I'm not as good a painter as I want to be. So, and I'm sick of having unpainted things. So we'll see. We'll see how quick I can you do them. Are you familiar with a uh, painter that does a lot of GW stuff called Richard Gray? No, I don't know people's names. Okay, like um, he painted, what's the big Nurgle demon thing? The um, the, what's, it, what's it called? The really big one with the Butterfly bat wings. Mortarian. Mortarian. Yeah. So he won a golden demon with the Mortarian with you must see the Mortarian with, with the, the eyes, eyes free yeah. handle. So yeah. that guy. Gross. Um he did a really nice test piece with uh, some of the contrast paints where he'd done a sort of Zenithal undercoat before. So it's worth having a look at what he did. I'm sure he went 
for a dark base color and then used the wraith bone as the zenithal right color, and mm. then built up on that and he seemed to get like a sort of an accentuated version of the contrast that's already designed into the paint sure just by doing that well that's what i want to try i've seen some very nice effects gotten with um so there was a piece i saw the other day by somebody who'd experimented with doing non-metallic gold using right. it and gotten a really yes, nice effect on the leg storm pass leg sigma yeah, yeah yeah um and it was almost like he got on a non-metallic gold finish by doing it in reverse almost so gone with the just the the white or the wraith bone undercoat mm. and then built up in successively darker layers in Around smaller edges, areas yeah um or and effectively by doing it what he would normally have done almost backwards mm. interesting got a really nice non-metallic finish so i think yeah. From what I've seen, absolutely agree they have a place because anything that gets people who weren't going to paint or didn't think absolutely. they had time to paint, to paint, is good. Yeah, yeah. Dan. If it gets... <laughs> I don't think there's they're going to be like a magic cure. You're not suddenly going to find... No. You are winning Golden Demon because in one stroke <laughs> I did this. But Can you imagine? If you haven't got time or you've got a hoard to paint, they've definitely got yeah. I also think there's a place for seeing what really good painters get done with them by using that as a base to start on. Yeah. Like, okay, I just want toning from, say, a turquoise to a middle green. Do that quickly with the the contrast colours and they've got that uh, blending medium. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not Lamy sure. medium. But it, you sort of do a colour of contrast and then a layer of that medium and then another contrast and somehow that sort of does the shading for you. Magics it together, yeah. Yeah, almost like if you've done it kind of just turns the, makes the paint a bit washy. No, no, there's a different medium they brought out, I think, for for actually for blending with it, I think. Oh, I'm not sure. Because I think the, so, me, the medium was... Well, Lama Medium, I remember talking to Matt Murphy-Kane, the four-drill painter, and yeah. he was saying how he would buy the Lama and mediums and he would leave them in the sun, on, just like on the side, and he said it separates out, and you just use the top bit, and then it kind of made all of your paints... To, like I'm sure he was like that's how more like a wash making like custom contrast because yeah, yeah. he's so he's phenomenal and it's, was, I think there's going to be a lot of room sorry no, that's okay yeah I think it's going to be a lot of room for seeing in the next sort of six months to a year what people who are really good at painting and really Absolutely. innovative can get them to do above and beyond yeah, even if their primary role is your average painter gets horde armies done quickly yeah or people who don't really want to paint but would like a painted army get something done to a decent tabletop standard I think there's also going to be a whole nother tier of people who are just like, and here's this other crazy skill I've invented that didn't exist last year. And yeah, now that's I'm a good point. It. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. But I'm really confused about the negativity. Oh, there's always negativity. Yeah, but like, it gives a shit. It's obvious. Uh, no. It just feels weird. I mean, I've, on just what I was going to say, I've been doing is some K47. Yeah. So I've got my walker who's not looking too bad at the minute. I mean, I've started just doing a bit of um, weathering highlighting. But the actual guys, the heavy armor German guys, have been like, oh, they've been a bit of a slog, because they, they're just kind of blue, and those models don't lend themselves in the same way that a space green does. With, like they don't have as bigger panels or as many bits that might be silver or as many bits that might be yeah. this or that. And I'm thinking the contrast might actually be quite good for them. So, two things. First, I agree completely with what Charlie said. I think it's just another another mm. tool for painters to use. Good painters are going to get amazing stuff out of them. Yeah, and, I'm looking forward to it. People who who aren't painting are just going to maybe actually do a bit. There was an interview with Andy Wardle on um, oh the Warhammer community, on the yes. Warhammer community episode, and he was just oh, episode um yeah uh, blog blog. Thank you. Um, 
And he just so basically said, yeah, it's just another, it's another tool for painters to have. Like, and I, he's used some of them on like a branch way from Lucas that he's... Uh, I think I saw there. him do a Skaven as well, just with them as well. And it's like... Was that him doing the, the Skaven? I think so. But the he, thing is, someone like him, give him a potato and it's still going to be brilliant. Yeah. Because he's just that fucking but that's good. the point. Contrast paints aren't suddenly going to make people who couldn't paint into golden demon winners, like he says. What, so there's no reason to get annoyed about them. What I the really, internet. what I thought was brilliant. I think it was the games. I could be wrong. I think it was the games workshop manager at Chelmsford. Okay. And I posted it in the Spartans group the other day. Went and undercoated the the bases. Yes, the I really like that. Bases, yeah. And he had done it where the here's um, a white undercoat, a grey oh, undercoat, yeah. and the wraithbone undercoat. And it, it flew around the internet. Like, yeah, I saw that it, pop it, up in a lot of Yeah, it went on everyone's groups. But it was brilliant. Like, you saw that. Because like, the Games Workshop one, when they had two Marines next to a pot, was dumb. It was like, okay, great. It's not close enough. I don't really see I know that wasn't for us. That was just yeah. people at an event taking photos. But I went on their painting app, and you're looking at it. That man- G-Dub manager's post made me buy con. Contrast paints. More informative. I was not gonna. I was gonna get them, but I was gonna go and test them and look and see. His his post single handedly made me go. Well, that looks brilliant, and I'm gonna try that. So well done to him, whomever he may be. I'm thinking I might use them for my K47. Like spray them with like yeah, a, a medium think gray and then like a, like a lighter zenith highlight with a spray, just like he saw, yep. just really quickly. Some nice quick contrast paints, and I think I'll have a a, a table top ready for because yep. K47 are quite. Are models I don't think I'm going to put the effort into doing like all the ridiculous detail on them. Yeah, I don't think they lend themselves in the same way. So, so I, I'm i going to wraith bone them, uh, the Brits. I'm going to wraith bone them, and I'm going to think I'm going to Metarium green, which is one of the contrast, the, the yeah. top, and camo green their trousers. Walk away, see what I'm, I'm going to do the faces as yeah. I would normally do the faces, I think. Just see how they look. Cool. But that's that's been my hobby. I've been doing K47, and I've started to actually paint the masons I got from the Kickstarter. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Next time. I painted brick about two years ago. Well, got him to a... He wasn't fully paint finished, but I got him to a good enough standard. And, spoiler alert, I might be playing Masons at Vengeance. So I thought I should really... You're thinking of playing Corbellan, aren't you? I am thinking of mono Corbellian. But it's... We'll save that for later. Because cool. I haven't decided... Yeah, that could be half our V5 prep. Yeah. Um, so... Someone else who I think has been doing a bit of hobby work recently is Charlie, who's been sitting sort of smirking in the corner whilst I've been saying this bit. <laughs> um, Hobby-wise, right? if I work backwards then, um, <laughs> most recently I've started painting Culverin uh, because I need colours and Culverin painted for vengeance. Yeah. Well, what's that with your undercoat problems, I saw? So I attempted to do a sort of zenith undercoat, mm. did it in a rush. It was way too humid and windy. Um, and I suffered for it, so I got a really, I don't know if you've ever sprayed from slightly too far away, yeah. when the humidity's not right, you get sort of a bobbly effect. Yeah, yeah I've had almost, to strip them. Almost the undercoat dries, and then another little blob dries, so you want it with a very bobbly effect, and initially I started painting there, and I was like, this is coming out nicely, because it's such a nice sculpt, but it's not smooth, and it's not what I'm, so it turned into, okay, let's put the, her, and cut this under a tap with some sort of warmish water and soap and a toothbrush and scrub all the paint back off again, which does work if you're trying to clean up resin models. Um, oh, really? So you don't you don't feel you need a chemical on those? I wouldn't risk a chemical. I'm not confident enough of which chemicals will and won't damage okay. resin, because I've seen chemical strippers damage plastic. Mm. 
I was saying to Matt the other day, I've got BioStrip made my Laz Cannon wonky, shared it. So it's like, I'm not prepared to risk it, I'd rather take longer. Um, I'm sorry, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> my that's the title of the episode wonky. right there, BioStrip made my Laz Cannon wonky. Anyway, Charlie, continue. Completely devolving from Guild Ball. Yeah, 100%. At no point. No, no, nothing to do with Guild Ball, and therefore to- totally appropriate yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so bit of time and effort with a toothbrush and some warm water and some soap and that got the vast majority of the paint off mm. um, generally once you've started doing that to paint getting just like a pin you can get round in the crevices that you really need paint out of like mm. in the eyelids and things like that mm. and that'll pick away quite easily without think, damaging the resin as well so well the good thing is that doesn't sound painstaking and tedious as well so. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not and you yeah. want to do it to the whole model yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it because like, those resin miniatures have got so much detail in them, mm-hmm. but it's so shallow, a third or fourth unnecessary coat of paint is going to start to lose it. Absolutely. So. Got that oh, off, started again, really pleased I did because she's coming along a lot better. Um, prior to that, I started working on a model for a friend of mine from the Hate board game. Now, I don't know a huge amount about Hate. No, I um, don't. He went really deep on the Kickstarter. He was a huge fan of Adrian Smith's artwork, and that's what the whole game's based off of. Yeah. Um, but this miniature is given me. It's about 54 mil sort of size. It's called The Tyrant. Again, I don't know where he fits in in the story. I've seen this, yeah. He's a really nice model. For sort of a board game plastic, he's a very nice miniature. Um, so I have started working on that for him. It's been quite fun. Deep. So he, he, For those who've got no idea what I'm talking about he looks a bit like a giant chaos marauder mm. um, I remember looking at the kickstarter chat. because the disease but I didn't go in on that one it just didn't it didn't suit me I think I say um, my friend Jack went all in on because he loves the artwork mm. I don't think he's even going to get around to play in the game it's just like he's such a big fan of Adrian Smith's work so I need all those toys yeah um, so I started painting that for him prior to that I may have painted one or two fangtooths just Yay! a few of them, yeah. If there is a record for most times painting the same Guild Ball model, I might have it. I don't know. I mean, but technically, tell me none if someone's of these painted the... a single miniature more times. <laughs> technically, none of these are the same model, though. Arguably, they're not anymore. <laughs> I would, I would say that they are each seventy so, percent Fangtooth and thirty percent Culver Flare, if not less Fangtooth and more Culver Flare. So, dear listeners, Charlie has brought the team here for. Uh, for Dan to actually have and look at and enjoy. Because unboxing works on radio. Yeah. Audio, Audio content. content. Hey, we've done it before, we'll do it again. Um, so we're going to kind of just go through and have a look. So if you, I'm sure you'd have all seen Charlie's work, and we're obviously posted up on our page when this goes up as and well. And it is a uh, twisted brush. Is twisted brush is where I put all my painted yeah. stuff. Yeah. Is. I suggest you follow it. Yes. But uh, yeah, the way the community engaged, because we were post- you were posting them, we were posting them, they went on gubs. And people were just loving them. They went crazy for them. And it's, we were joking, they've been the best Guild Ball releases this year. People but, are unbelievably supportive on Gubs. Like, whatever you paint, whatever you do modelling-wise, Guild Ball fan base is so quick to, to tell you what you've done well or, or be supportive. It makes it very easy to keep motivated to doing more. That's nice. That's great. It's lovely to see the other side of the coin to the, to the releases salt. So when, when, some, when a community project gets like shown and it, everyone gets behind it I think it was re- it was really cool I mean there was loads of engagement from people on this oh I'm gonna have a look yeah so, so they are 
beautiful. Who are we going to look at first? Well, the other thing I was going to say is, do we want to talk Char- talk to Charlie about like yeah. how this project came about and great shout, man. and you know how you approached it from the get go? Because this is kind of a uh, uh, a pretty outlandish project in the sense that effectively you're looking at an entire union team from one of the most static models in the game. A hilarious and lovely pose. Single piece. Single piece. Giant. Primarily metal. About, what, like, eight mil thick in on the arms and maybe a centimetre and a half on the gut? Like, come on. So how did, how did the project come about? It started almost as a joke. Um, I can't remember off the back of one of your episodes. It might have been just after Bonescom where Dan kind of went undefeated and ran Fangtooth in every lineup. Um... <laughs> And the, the the sort of joke of a whole team of Fangtooth would be great bounced about. And somewhere off the back of that, I kind of, in a throwaway comment, said something along the lines of, well, if you can find me six Fangtooths, I'll make you a team. <laughs> and very quickly, that switched from a throwaway comment to, actually, how would you make a team out of Fangtooths? Is it possible? And there's a little bit of a conversation about, well, which miniatures would you need? Because obviously Fangtooth that does have the advantage there are three different Fangtooth sculpts. So you've That's got true. your Easter Fangtooth, your original Fangtooth, and your rookie Fangtooth. Um, and they are all in different poses as well, which helps. Yes, and that, that kind of became a conversation about, well, which miniatures would you use? And I, I think because the, there was never a moment where that conversation was, let's theme a team around Fangtooth. It wasn't ever going to be, let's put a hockey mask on Gutter. Yeah. It was very much, how are we going to make a whole team out of Fangtooth? Yeah. Um, so that, I guess you kind of start with the mechanical problems you've described, like Fangtooth is basically a cannonball with little dumpy arms and yeah. there's not a lot to work with posing wise excellent slingshot ammo so you I feel a kinship with him <laughs> <laughs> Barry's cosplay sorting I don't want to see that nobody <laughs> needs to see Barry stripped to the waist in just chains disagree <laughs> I think there's some bandages there too it's not just chains he's got shorts on yeah um, so he started with uh, I think that mechanical problem, and you sort of look at the silhouette of those three fangtooths, and which existing union models fill the same silhouette. So, Easter Fangtooth is stood sort of legs apart, hands at his waist, square on to the observer. And well, okay, both captains, not the retail Blackheart, but the Kickstarter Blackheart and Rage, were both in basically that pose, hands at the waist, stood bolt upright. So they both instantly become shortlisted. Well, okay, they could theoretically, there's an option to do them. Um, you look at Rage, he is basically in the same pose. Original Rage is basically in the same pose as Fangtooth anyway. So that, yeah, can shortlist Rage, he's doable. Um, Mist, again, the retail Mist is very dynamic and airy fairy, but actually, the limited edition Mist that came in a lot of the tournament packs is again pretty static. It's not a massive job potentially to move the arm from the side to upholding a staff so mist becomes viable and then when you look at uh, rookie fangtooth legs are further apart arms are more dynamically posed and that's you kind of thinking okay maybe gutter and decimate are an option I for me as well you I don't see a time where a union team doesn't involve gutter and decimate yeah. I think strong, for, strong. As, as a player and as iconic members of that team I think they both suit the team really well I think they both need to be in it so if you can even begin to make Rookie Fangtooth fit that they're going in cool 
And that shortlist starts with, well, they're all season one Union models, so maybe Blackheart Overrage now. Um, which the, that was the one bit that I, I really sort of was a little bit disappointed with. So having gone, oh, I could do all this, the sort of season one Blackheart models. Coin. Yeah, so how do you do how? coin? Um, and I scratched my head about that for a long time and sort of grudgingly accepted I was going to have to do Strongbox because I think because Ninja Turtles exist, <laughs> people <laughs> can get their head round the idea of a guy in a turtle costume. Dan's got it in his hands right now. It, it looks so, so good. good. Look at his it little shell. It really shell. is good. And I love that he's the dragging box. the box. He's just dragging the box. And so when, when I was sort of first finished sculpting him and putting it, sat him on the table, I was like, I just had this image of him because he's sort of looking head slightly down as well and you just sort of look at him like all the others are off doing things that Fang should never do like momentously tackle double dodging I can't um, wait for the first time I do go? that <laughs> you know and then you've got him going like Gu guys uh, wait up guys I brought the tin uh, I've got to wear this dumb suit and this, this box is kind of heavy it's you've got, got a mask yeah. anyone want to swap yeah I can't he's, he's so kind of just good. depressed about being the one Aww. left with the turtle job. So is he all green? Is the shell and the front is it all green, or do you use anything else? That's all green stuff, right? Um, yeah, most of those conversions are primarily green stuff. Um, some of the cloaks start off as a base of um, sort of tin. So if you like, think like coke can yeah. type tin, um, I find that's quite easy to use as a base for a cloak. So you cut it roughly, to, and because it holds curves and rolls if you get sort of um, long nose rounded pair of electrical pliers yeah. and sort of curve it and bend it into sort of a broad shape and then add green stuff to it. Green stuff generally doesn't like being hung out on its own. Yeah. So it'll just flop and tends not to work. So for the some of the cloaks and things um, and for Blackheart's little demi-tabbered thing that's hanging off his waist, they all started out as a tin base and then got sculpted on top of. Um, Having said that, the exception to that is Mist's cloak, um, which was sort of an experiment in a new technique Mist's green stuff brilliant. for me. Um, oh, how did you do that one then? So my wife does loads of arts and crafty stuff. And while I was sitting there agonizing over how I was going to cut a piece of tin to even vaguely look like that, um, she showed me a technique she uses with air dry clays, um, which involves sort of uh, talcum powder or baby powder. Um, what that does to the clay is it makes it far less tacky so you can roll it out flat and not stick it to the table For some reason as well. It also stops your fingerprints going into the green stuff as much So one of the things you guys like flattening out green stuff and I leave fingerprints all yeah, over yeah, yeah. it which are Really hard to get out and this yeah. certainly reduced the amount of fingerprinting in it um, So getting a blob of green stuff sort of completely covered in baby powder and you can roll it out flat sort of sculpt it to shape flat on the table and then lay it onto the model. Um, so that was, that was a technique I'd not played around with before, was pleasantly surprised how well it works. And when it's on and dried, we would just go back with a, a damp bit of tissue or a, a bit of cotton wool dipped mm. into water and just wipe the excess powder off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem to do any damage to the green stuff, and it certainly gives it, well, it looks an good. option to work in a different way than I'd had an option to work with before. Um, but yeah, where were we? we were on how did the project so having shortlisted what we were going to do and given Dan basically a shopping list go forth find this many of this model this many <laughs> of this model <laughs> um, then it was Blackheart I started on first because 
at that point I was kind of fired up for it and excited about doing it and wanted to get on with it. And I had an Easter Fang tooth at home. So well, Dan's going to send me a replacement Easter Fang tooth. I'll start on the one yeah, I've yeah. got. So Black Tooth wound up uh, Black Tooth, Black Heart, Fang Heart, whatever he's called. I, I think the we captain. went with Fang Heart, but Black Tooth also sounds pretty cool. I, I completely concede to Matt on naming it. <laughs> yeah, you are the officiado on this. <laughs> God, the plastrum on the Strongbox is so beautifully detailed. I'm sorry to derail your. I can only assume you mean the front of it. The front, yeah, the chest. By what you're looking at. But he's and it's so shiny, it's gone perfect. I love it so much. Sorry. Continue. So yeah, Blackheart became the one I did first. Um I love his beard. I just love his yeah. beard. That, that was the first decision. It was like, how much of the face mask are you gonna cover up? Because all those models have like iconic facial details. So there's mm. a point where I toyed well, I could paint like a comedy gringo moustache on rage and I could paint sort of overly dramatic eyes around the sort of eye makeup on gutters and things like that and in the end I was like you know what I'm going to leave all the masks blank because you need something that ties them all together I think that was the right move I think it's worked well and weirdly Fangtooth's complete lack of actual facial expression makes it very easy to always make him look like he's doing the right his, his expression always looks right if it sounds daft yeah. But because he has no facial expression, his pose implies his whole body. So, tortoise fang tooth, the head being slightly down, he looks depressed. Whereas Blackheart just looks ominous because he's staring straight at you. Yeah. And they're exactly the same pose. The head is in the same position. Mm. But because there's no facial detail, the rest of the body implies that that sort of um, mood, if you like. Yeah. That's well, interesting you say things like this because... Something like, uh, just I've picked up a lot of watching videos about this sort of thing, is when people are talking about directors and they are having difficulty getting an actor to portray a particular uh, emotion, they will often ask them to just look as blank or as bored as possible and they will use things like the music or other parts of the scene to actually convey the emotion. And it's really interesting that you basically use almost exactly that same technique. So you're using the pose of the miniature and the accoutrement, the, the accessories that they have to convey the emotion you, or the uh, what you want Fangtooth fang to be showing rather than actually having any facial expression. I think you have to with Fangtooth particularly because they're all ultimately, they are the same model. So you have yeah. to leave enough of that model that they're all clearly recognisable as the same model <laughs> and yet still find some way of differentiating between them all so that they still look profoundly different. They're definitely still all Fangtooth. You can look at the wall and just be like, this is definitely a Fangtooth that has just been warped beyond all... All, all I can't think of words now. But yeah, they're just so clearly still Fangtooth, but also completely encapsulate the feeling of the model they're representing. They are brilliant. They are. 100%. I, but, so, which was your hardest... To do, to actually get Most challenging. Most challenging. Thank you. Most challenging. Better way of saying it. I think probably Decimate. And the reason for that being is so much of Decimate had to be filed away and completely redone. So that's a rookie fangtooth base? It's a rookie fangtooth base filed to almost no detail left on the body. Okay. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because very early on I decided I was going to do the whole tunic. Um, and that basically meant getting rid of 
almost all the detail on the body. Naturally, it's also the only fangtooth where I've changed the direction of the head because the fangtooth's head is set almost into his own shoulders. Yeah, changing where he's looking is really hard. Yeah, um, but equally because I knew I was going to wind up covering so much of the model in green stuff that okay, I don't mind cutting into this. And it, it was literally like a, a junior hacksaw cut either side of the head <laughs> in like a V shape, and then bending it round with a pair, small pair of pliers because it's the only way to change it. And obviously that absolutely trashes the top of the model. Yeah. But if you already know, if you've already sort of decided, well, I'm going to have to sculpt over the shoulders to get the cloak right anyway. Yeah. You're going to hide all of that again between the between the collar of the tunic and the top of the cloak. You you don't see any of the neck anyway. Decimate might be the Best one. What did you Which make the swords out of? So the swords are an interesting one. Originally, I was like, I'm sure I can find some swords, and I looked. And I thought, I'm not going to find a match pair of swords the right size. Yeah. Um, You're going to tell me you made them, aren't you? Charlie? I did. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So they they they're literally cut from a matchstick, filed to shape. Wow. Um, and then lacquered over with a really hard wearing PVA glue to sort of give a to stop the the fine edge fraying clever um, and then the handles and sort of the hand guard and the hilt area is all just green stuff again oh, you son of a bitch the thing with Decimate <laughs> is she got left till last and every time I sculpted something I feel I've learned a bit more so it okay. raises the bar of what I'm prepared to risk trying So that's really interesting is the, is the cloak on Decimate that's a tin that's a tin base to get the, the broad shape but then the sort of V-shaped bit that comes up over the shoulders, mm-hmm. that's all green stuff. And the trim at the yeah, bottom, yeah. bottom is all green stuff. Oh, that might be. It's tough because I want to... We'll get on to like what's your best one later, but that is very good. She also involves so feather in the hat, which again was a... Well, I'll try this because the thing with Mist's cloak worked, so maybe it'll work on a smaller scale to make a feather because I couldn't find a feather at the time lying mm. about. And this seems is the, to have come away. This is the right. only one where you changed the mask a little bit in the sense that you added the, the classic decimate, um what's the word I'm looking for? The, the sort of ball mask. Ball mask, yeah. Yeah, yeah because I think when, when you think decimate, certainly for me, the things that, that stand out are she's got to have two swords, she's got to have a mask, she's yep. got to have a big floppy hat, and she's got to have that ornate swirly patterned thing over the top of her cloak. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only one where Fangtooth's mask changed a little bit was just to try and keep that because I think that mask is so iconically part of Decimate so I agree if she was the most challenging do you think then you're, she's the one you're most proud of? Um, I'm not sure because there are things I like about all of them sure which there is your favourite child like is that yeah, question? <laughs> it's that question it's like um, <coughs> because Strongbox I thought was going to be really easy and then when you actually try and put a big green stuff shell on the back of it, it's <laughs> not as straightforward as you thought. So I went home to build this sort of first layer, which is a smooth dome, to flatten out the back and the sort of little divot where the um, the belt cuts into the lower back. Yeah. And smooth all that. And there's a point where you've done that and you're looking again, this looks awful. This is... I might have just destroyed this model <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> But then it gave me something to actually build the, the shell on top of, and yeah. it worked out quite well in the end, I think. But the the initial decision, because when I first tried it, I was going to do the whole shell in one go, and it was, oh. it's too deep an area of green stuff. So 
trying to get any detail. Every time you push the tool in, it's sinking in too far, or it's pushing in one side, it's distorting the shape on mm. the other side, and it becomes very difficult to work on. Whereas building a solid base first, and then you're working in a couple of milligreen stuff all the way over the top, became much more viable. Um, yeah. So that was a challenge I hadn't expected to have to overcome. Um, Black Heart, because it was the the first one where I kind of went, okay, this might actually work. <laughs> Having sat down and tried it, <laughs> actually put green stuff on a model, this might actually come off. Decimate, where we talked about. Gutter was difficult in that. That's another rookie one, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a rookie fang tooth, but again, it's trying to get a little bit more dynamic shape to the pose. Um, because Rookie Fang is still quite upright and Gutter obviously iconically is leaning right down on one leg like she's mm. doing some sort of yoga stance yeah. um, so trying to tilt the model a little bit towards that is still obviously not as far knelt down but it's enough to give the idea or the feel of what she's doing and the only Gutter with hair was uh, only Fang Tooth with hair? Uh, Black Heart's got, got a beard, top, top knot thing, yes. but yeah, she, she's definitely the only one with like long flowing locks, <laughs> which um, is also kind of iconic about her. Is she's got the long hair flowing out to one side as well. But the chain on that was a completely different challenge because I didn't really know what the best way of achieving that was going to be, and I'm still not sure what I've done is the best way of achieving it. It looks nice, but it's also probably the single most likely thing to break on any. That's why I'm being so I careful. I think you got real out. chain and just like PDA. Yeah, so I got a very yeah. fine. Um, decorative chain yeah. wrapped it round lathered it all in super glue let it oh. set went over it in a sort of harder wearing PVA and, and it seals up nicely and it paints over nicely but I do kind of at some point someone's going to knock the end of that and it'll snap and just hang down again and it'll probably never break off because it is a proper chain but yeah. at the same time I don't know how long it'll stay <laughs> held out at 90 degrees to the floor I'm hoping people will be very careful. Was it a challenge on the bases? Because they obviously needed to be on the 30 mils. Weirdly, no. I thought that was going to be a bigger deal than it was. But actually, <laughs> Fang Tooth starts. His feet really aren't that far apart. There's yeah. a lot of excess room on the 40 yeah. mil base. And he fits fine on the 30. Even rookie Fang Tooth with the legs apart mm. um, doesn't struggle too badly to fit onto a 30 mil base. It turned out easier than I was expecting. Sorry for the scraping there, listeners. I'm just, I to have a look yeah, we haven't really talked about him much. He's brilliant. It, I think so. Rage, rage is barreling towards being one of my favourites. Yeah, as well, yeah because the sheer excessiveness of how large those weapons are. It's he looks so dapper as well. He's a fancy boy. So I think what I like most about him is how clean the overall finish looks. Of, oh, yeah. of all the sculpting, I think the work on his waistcoat particularly is probably the the cleanest. It's the bit I th I look at and go, yeah, I don't know where I could have done that bit better particularly other than maybe the buttons but nailed it no, I think what I really like is how it actually looks like the waistcoat's a little bit too small for him mm. so it just looks like he's put it on and it's just stretched a little bit more mm. like it's barely holding him in what's the axe from? the axe is off of uh, Games Workshop plastic orc right. like a chopper type hand weapon um, and, and the blade again is that another match? Stick? no no that's off of a miniature, I'm just trying to remember what it came off of. It was a spare arm of something I had in a box full of random parts at home that looked about the right length yeah. and size. But like the work you've done on the shirt, the collar, the the hat is just perfect. The fact that it's what I love is that it's very slightly undersized. Well, because Fangty's head is already too small anyway, so it's like as you get <laughs> towards the head, everything gets 
smaller and smaller and smaller, and as you get down towards the hands, which are enormous, everything gets bigger and bigger. I think the and I use this. It's not as a real problem. I use this word weirdly. The problem with him is you look at him and you just go, you don't see the work because it looks so good. You just go, well, that's a real. It's just a real minute. That was just cast, wasn't it? Yeah. You'd have made this one, you don't, come on. You don't get it. <laughs> Super clean. Yeah, and the more I look at it, the more I go, damn, like the shirt, the waistcoat, the hat is bonkers. The, yeah. So is it maybe that the work is, because it's more subtle because and it looks more natural, Yeah. it, look, it didn't it, pop it, in my at head. At first, it's less impressive until you realise how much work it takes yes, to get I think it that's like true. it's that purpose-built. I think right. that's exactly right. I think with any conversion... That's probably what you aspire to is the point where somebody who doesn't know the model can't see that it's been changed. Absolutely. Yeah. If what you've ended up with looks like it should always have been, yeah. you've probably nailed that conversion. And I oh, tough. I think this is it. I think that might be the one that you've nailed most in that sense for me. Yeah. I think when I'm looking at them and, and like it's very easy to look at Strongbox and very easy to look at Decimate and go, Oh my god, look at all the craziness on here. Whereas this I thought, oh, that's brilliant, but my eyes sort of skipped over it. But now I'm looking at him more, I am more impressed with him, and the more I look at him, because that it it just looks like they injected rage with whatever catalyst is made of. <laughs> is that the hat? Is that off other uh, mini? That's off of actual original rage. I had ah. a spare one ah. that was not being used for anything. So that is the hat is the actual original rage hat. That cool. just shows you the scale difference in the head of those minis because <laughs> that looks ridiculous at the top of his head the tiny little hat it's like a fascinator more than a hat yeah <laughs> it is it's exactly that. it looks like he's going for a day at the races but also that's no great. one else will survive his day at the races that's great was doing like regular fangtooth a bit annoying because you're like oh it's just like just fangtooth no, because I, I, I really like the fangtooth model. It's the only one where I got to actually paint any significant amount of skin tone, which is one of the <laughs> things, if you enjoy painting, I think that's one of the interesting things about painting fangtooth is the amount of work there is on the flesh tone and all the little, um, the cuts and scars and, and all like the, the sort of blistering and sore stuff. areas, like where the chain's yeah. been rubbing and Those stuff Those are bits like that actually require a degree of painting and they're also the bits being completely wiped out and almost mm. all the other fangtooth. The base so. fangtooth is just a, it's a really nice character model with how little... Agreed. Strong nipple work. <laughs> is your is the goalpost from your master's win? Sixty-four. Uh, it's not that one, but I think it's the that goalpost is from the ones that Mike Pollard and yeah. the guys yeah. at Mid Kent were handing yeah. out at one of their jumpers. Yeah, for the it was the jumpers. Jumpers for goalpost. It's not my golden pole, but it's the same. Yeah, because Dan got the because um, he won it. He got the master from that. Yeah, it was one of one of those. Um, Goalpost to start with because they had some really nice three D printed ones made yeah. up, um, and then just adding a crossbar to it. Mm. it Didn't love his flags. Made. So, which is the favourite then? Which is the best one? Come on, Charlie. Which is your favourite child? I I am torn on that one between Decimate and Rage because yeah, I think that's fair. Decimate felt like I had to try more new things that I'd not tried before, and Rage felt like sort of the single cleanest finish and I don't know how I choose between what out of those I like most mm. I think that's fair and so it's a toss up for Strongbox has to be in the conversation for me because he's just so fracking cool absolutely agree but now I've looked at Rage more I'm like oh my god Rage oh. for me it is between Rage and Strongbox because Rage is the one where I think that just looks like it should have been a model already. That's what, mm. that, like, to me, that's just something that's been cast up. 
and he's just claiming credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> but Strongbox is the one that looks cool. Factor on him is higher, I think. But it's also it's the the wonderful silliness of it of a guy wearing a giant turtle shell. Yeah, it does feel more like a, a proper sports mascot. Like yeah, the guy in the big dragon suit, <laughs> or exactly that. The sidelines are go Union. You know. Um, what about you, Dan? Come on, they're, I they're, they're your team. It's got to be Desi or Mist. It's de- or oh, yeah, Mist. Interesting. I love that Mist a lot because one. he feels the one that looks most like the original model. Like if you put that Mist and that Mist together, it's like a before and after Weight Watchers. <laughs> 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 oh, you're not wrong. Actually, you really aren't wrong. It is a it is a before and after shot because the cowl. Has been done beautifully there. I, I did literally have my Ellie mist on the table next to me. Going, right, so where does this cloak actually go? Because mm. it's not immediately obvious. There are lots of twirly swirly bits, and it's not like an obvious, it's just a cow yeah. and a cloak. There's like there's a scarf bit in there and all sorts. Mm. So this I had, I had oh, Ellie mist. Yeah, next and to Ellie mist like, is one of my favourite models there. actually Definitely. that they've ever done. Definitely. I think so. You actually basically effectively copied exactly which bits of fabric were on top and on the bottom yes and because going I couldn't left. remember off the top of my head like, where does that scarf bit go it's not just one cloak swaying yeah. out to the side there are other parts so I had to have the original model sat next to me that explains why it looks from. so accurate it's so good and I think what we should also discuss oh, is this little ball, fella of course the ball <laughs> the ball which if you haven't seen it dear listeners is a tiny fang tooth approximately one centimetre tall by one centimetre <laughs> wide it is all these images are up on Twisted Brush and I think we've shared most of them as well on but yeah, well, when we post when yeah. I post this I'll put them in as well, well. We share it. it is just it is an almost completely perfect <laughs> analogue of fang tooth at like I think one tenth the fang scale fang being that small it just expresses how silly his head proportions are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, it's such a one, and I love that because everyone was just like, "What well, about a ball?" And you were, and you kind of went, "I can give you a ball." <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. It's not going to be a ball. It's going to be a tiny version of himself. And it, so, in my head, this isn't a doll. This is an actual tiny human, maybe even a baby that they have dressed up as Fangtooth, and they use that as the ball. I kind of like the idea that he is, yeah, some sort of weird semi-sentient creature that probably makes a dog toy noise when they kick it <laughs> but like, he's really excited by it like he loves being punted around and just keeps like, running back from the ride. he's into it don't kink shame him he's into it <laughs> kink shame like maybe it's like some kind of familiar like that <laughs> so it's the results of some horrific alchemy experiment are you yeah. taking this team I know you're not playing in Vengeance Dan because yep. you're commentating but are you taking the team I will be yes so will that will that I'm really interested to see when their first outing is. Although it might will it be this afternoon? Will it's, it be Avengers? It, it might be this afternoon. No. I, I just think they're brilliant. I am definitely playing them at sixty four man jumpers. Brilliant. Which I appreciate there's not a huge amount of sign ups for, but I'm going and I'm playing that too. Well we will well, should we plug it right now because we're gonna do it later, we can do it right oh, now. Oh really, yeah, sorry, I didn't appreciate if we were doing it later apologies. Well no, we should we should pl- we should but plug it now as well. I'm definitely playing the Vangtooth for that entire tournament. Yeah. And so it's you're basically basically mono black heart. Unless Possibly. I've built another one by then. Oh! So, like, spoiler alert, Dan may have given Charlie a box of more models. Yeah, so I have the breaking strain of a wet Kit Kat, basically. So, breaking strain of a wet Kit Kat is a wonderful. Is that another contender for episode title? Yeah. <laughs> Within about 24 hours of having uh, finished the models, models and had so much flattering feedback about them I was sitting there looking at the team going 
probably should have done 12. <laughs> I didn't want to agree to 12 at the start. I thought just six because it was kind of a joke, but now I've seen them. It's like this should be a proper tournament they team. Somebody needs to be playing games with Union. We should probably give them all the tools to play with. <laughs> Imagine if you, when all the miners come out and Union get their magic buff and they're just awesome and you're sitting there with the best Union team, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> so yeah, there, there may be five more Fangtooths coming in the near future. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't, don't tell us which ones you're doing in what order. So we know which ones he's doing. But no, oh yeah, alright, this is the last one. But I want to see them like we did the first lot where slowly we get the progress pictures of like par green stuff made because I really loved seeing them as they were coming to life. Can I offer an idea for coin? Like, can it, and I'm you... interested to hear this because I've recently think I've got my head around the coin dilemma so I'm interested to hear what Ooh, you're saying. It, to me it feels it should just be like a fangtooth that's just been completely encased in a thin layer of green stuff with a little tail or a little head as though a snake has swallowed him whole. So this is one of the first places I went to when yeah, I was trying to Yeah, it seems nice logical, out. right? So he's like, the coin inside. How am I going to do Fangtooth as coin? Um, so we could just have him in, like you say, in place of the, the bag of coffers inside. Some weird yeah. sleeping bag. The problem yeah. is, where I think that that's struggles that to fit with the aesthetic, that's not Fangtooth as coin, that's Fangtooth on the same model. It's like, I also Ooh. sat there thinking... You could do him like in the jungle book. You know where Mowgli sat there and the snake sat round him, hypnotised him. So like, we could do that. Oh, Fangtooth cool. sat there looking dazed with the snake staring. Look awesome, but it's not Fangtooth as coin. It's Excellent. coin wrapped round You've fangtooth. gone totally like It's not Fangtooth cosplay. It's not the same so thing. So what you need so, is Fangtooth's little head poking out of a hole in the costume with the snake head on top. Well, this is the problem. Isn't it? The side. Tortoise <laughs> is easy to cosplay. You just put a big sandwich board tortoise suit on him yeah. and he walks around looking depressed. How do you cosplay a snake... When you look like Fangtooth, it's like, and he's not got the interesting. He's like, he's not like Naja, where he's got the interesting sort of like. Cobra you yeah, you can't just give food. him like a hoodie with a long tail or something. It, I don't think that would look enough like Coin. So him in a onesie. Been suggested, and I'm still not completely sold on it. No. Where I think I might have come up with an answer, and until I've done it, I don't know how well it's going to work. But in my head, it might be the answer. I'm going to have Fangtooth. Holding a like primary school sock puppet, like proper childlike with like stripy <laughs> sports sock with sewn on buttons for eyes. Brilliant. And, and just like the bag of coins in the other hand. In my head, <laughs> like it's got that like has the potential that. to work as Fangtooth genuinely imitating the snake. But until I've done it, I don't know I like that. if the execution is as funny as it is in my head. Mm. So that's possibly I where like coins are going. Can I going. change it very slightly? Absolutely. And this is just another idea. You know, like um, like a pair of mittens where they're connected on one end. You'd have like the sock puppet on one end, and you just put the tail on his other arm, and have it like a thing that goes across his shoulders, down and across the other shoulder, and down the other arm. Oh, so you give kids so they can't lose their gloves. Yeah, exactly. So he's got the head on this end and the tail on that end, and maybe I like maybe the the he's still got I don't know the, the bag of coins is attached to his belt or it is on the other hand or something. But I'm just thinking because I quite like the idea of having both ends of the like snake. Just puppeteering the snake. Yeah, like he's just doing this and that's he's just I'm waving my arms. That's the creepiest thing I've ever. My arm just go like that. Be glad this is only audio content. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever wondered what Matt like a Bond girl at the beginning of a Bond movie silhouette would look like that was it sing the title of the movie really loudly that's how you do a band Bond song man you've got you've got some serpentine moves <laughs> yeah I'm a wiggly boy <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I'm really excited to see that yeah I can't wait to see those but one thing that's 
bothered me, I'm going to say it, is you've done such a brilliant job on these. And people must have been clamouring at you like, oh, oh, can you do stuff for me? Can you do stuff for me? But you're not doing this to like make money. Your twisted brush thing is just you having fun. Yes, absolutely. And I just, I kind of want you to monetize it. I want you to do it and people throw money at you because you're so good. The trouble is, I still think it's just because I'm mercenary. Lots of people have said to me at various times, do you do commission work? And the answer is almost always exclusively no. I do stuff that I'm interested in or gets me excited um, because I'm interested in it. Yeah. I have not yet found a niche where I would be prepared to make money out of it. So there are lots of people out there who do really good freelance painting services. Yeah. And they do them to a really decent standard. But you've got to be prepared to like just paint like you're on a production line. And I that, that stops being fun for me at that point. I want to be able to pick a model up when I want to do something with it and ignore it for two days if I don't want to touch it. Um, so I'm, I couldn't do the just send me a, a six-man box set and I'll paint it and send it back to you and there's a hundred quid or whatever it costs. I don't, I don't know what you charge for that. Um, that wouldn't interest me at mm. all. I would potentially be interested in doing like one-off commission pieces, but I don't think I'm good enough to achieve, to, to ask the kind of money I think I would have to ask to make it worth doing. Does that sound... Yeah, okay. I understand what you're saying, but I disagree. (laughs) The people I look at when I go, that's how good I want to be at painting, who who absolutely blow my mind, that's what I aspire to. Who can do that? Who can go, well, send me 154 mil figure and remortgage your house and you can have it back again. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have my interest, except I don't think I'm good enough remotely to, to have the nerve to ask the kind of money I would need to ask to do that. Well, for me, I suppose... For me, I wasn't looking at your painting. I was looking at your conversion work, as that's what I think is. There's huge brilliant. value there. Yeah, because a lot of people can paint, <laughs> but the work you've done on these is so good. I believe far fewer people are capable of that. Okay, I absolutely agree with what Barry's saying there. I think your ability to comp- almost completely change a model. While still somehow retaining the essence of Look what at it your was. blacksmiths. And if anyone hasn't seen Charlie's blacksmiths, go on your Twisted Brush, Twisted brush. page and have a look. Because they're brilliant. Brilliant. And that's the fun that you add to these models. That's what people will pay for. Mm. I'm still not sure I want to charge people to do it. Sure. Which I, which I like. <laughs> what I was going to say is this, and this might sound a little bit airy fairy or a little bit. But I think it's because you've got that artistic mindset you're looking at it as something you want to do because you love doing it not because it's a business or a way to make money and i think that actually leads to a a better product as it were not product in the sense of the something you're making but because it's something you're going to actually put your like your heart and soul into making you're only going to do the projects you want to do so they're always going to be fantastic if you're doing projects you feel like you have to do is some of the love gonna like drain from it, and maybe it's not gonna have the same flair that all of your projects so far that we've seen have had? That would be. That's just the way I. That I think the way I agree it. with because the second it feels like you have to do it, not you want to do it. Yeah. Something changes in your mindset. You you force yourself to kind of gotta sit down and do an hour this evening, 
or yeah. I've got to make X, Y, Z amount of progress today or this week. Whereas if it's just a case of, interestingly, when it's something that you want to do, I find it's never difficult to make the time to do it. When it's something that you mm. feel you have to do, that's when suddenly, actually the washing up does really need doing. Yeah. Or like, you know, I'll better pair all my socks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that probably actually be the one way I get my house tidy. And maybe I should take commissions and just never do them. <laughs> take commissions, understand there will be a sixth month waiting time between when you send me it and when you get it back because I have a garage to sort out. <laughs> and it would become like that. It would just become suddenly it's easy to, easier to procrastinate. Yeah. Whereas the projects that I get excited about, there is always something I could do. If I, even if I've only got 10 minutes spare, I could just put a wash over that previous layer of brown on all the wood bits or something. Yeah, and then leave that to dry and go away and do something else that I've got yeah. to be doing. So maybe no, it does change your, your I think it's just the mercenary bit in me is like, <laughs> come on, Charlie, make some fucking money off it. Because it's just, and I think, I think I'm saying that because I, I guess I value money highly. And I think it's my way of saying, well done, I think. I just think it's so good. No, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I just I wish there was a way we could make more. Like I want to like three D scan them and then start knocking them out. They're just fucking brilliant. Like Dan has this team now, and I'm like, fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. Dan's got the best team. Sort of, sort, of, sort of hate you for it. A bit. Yeah, I do. I don't, I've never wanted. A, I've never ever wanted to play Union until right now. Until it's all brilliant, thank you. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's great. I mean, we're, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you, you know, you came on the show and that we got to have a look at these in person and that we had you to, to sit down and talk about them. I can't because wait to get smashed by them. I'll tell you what, I was just so engaged with everything you were saying there. I hope everyone who's listening has, has enjoyed hearing it as much as you have because that was really interesting to hear how you went about this. Well, is there, you. Can you think, is there anything else you wanted to say about them? Yeah. Um, actually, the only other point I want to touch on because it's easier to articulate in conversation than it is to write a dozen answers on every time I post something on Facebook. Avarice and greed are the one thing that I will not do. Ooh, and there's yeah. a reason for it. It's not just, because in a vacuum, a little psychopath fangtooth with a cutthroat razor is brilliant. Yeah. He's awesome, I want him. He's the one thing that's not gonna happen in this team. And it's entirely aesthetic. Okay. So, touched on earlier that the team was never gonna be about a fangtooth themed team. None of those models were going to be, here's Gutter in a hockey mask. It was, yeah. here's Fangtooth, looking like he lost a fight with the dressing up box. And has <laughs> now crammed himself somehow <laughs> awkwardly into Gutter's clothes. Yeah. The problem I have with Avarice and Greed is that Avarice is actually not dissimilarly sized to Fangtooth. Apart from the fact it also look a lot like Veteran Rage, because yeah. they're dressed very similar. And if you make them out the same model, they now start to look almost identical. But more than that, if you accurately recreate Avarice's clothing onto Fangtooth and recreate his pose, he starts to blur the line between distinctly Fangtooth and Avarice. Like, at the point where it's almost no different from putting a hockey mask on the Avarice miniature. That's a yeah, fair point. Very fair. It loses what I think gives that team its character. For me, that character is Fangtooth in dumb costumes. And it starts to flirt with Avarice dressed as Fangtooth, not Fangtooth dressed as Avarice. Mm-hmm. And the same kind that. of problem applies to greed in that there will there isn't a fangtooth model that I can convert into greed. I will have to build one from scratch. And then you're at the same point. Well, if I build yeah. a model the same height and the same size and dress the same, but in a hockey mask, where is the difference between fangtooth dressed as greed and greed just with a mask on? So I think those two, despite in a vacuum, okay. I get why people keep saying to me, when are we going to see average and greed mm. tooth? 
when you look at what I think encapsulates the sort of artistic feel of the team, they buck that trend. They don't fit with it. They start no, looking too fair. similar to the original model. Okay. So that's why, sorry for folks, there will not be an average and green. <laughs> so who have that. we got left? With this coin, vet rage, vet rage. Uh, I'm not good with union. Coin, vet rage, ang, snakeskin, uh, grace, Benny, minx. Minx. So it's Grace, Benny, <laughs> Minx, Snakeskin, Rage, and Coin, who are the ones that so would Charlie Benny, managed to do. Would Benny be hard because he looks a bit like Veteran? So, going into spoilers now, Benediction is one of the ones I really want to do. Oh, and Harry. Oh, oh Harry, yeah. Harry. Oh, Harry. So, Benedict, just because of the armour. Ben- be it is because of the armour. And cause Dan even said to me, would it make more sense if I get the Veteran Fangtooth model? I was like, well, yeah, logically, it probably does make more sense, but the armor's the bit I want to try and sculpt. And then so you haven't done it, so, so yeah, <laughs> where's the get, fun? Get me another original Fangtooth, and I will try and turn that into Benediction. Um, but that, again, is like the armor is trying something new again yeah. with yeah. sculpting. I don't know how well that's going to work. Is Grace going to end up being the best one? <laughs> Is Grace going to end up being the most precarious yeah. one? Man's going to need like a, like a proper. There's going to be a huge pin through that foot. I mean, you've seen uh, Charlie's Hunters. It's like the base is like up to here, and yeah. it's going to be like the entire base is going to be made out of lead weight just to stop it falling over. <laughs> I don't even know where you go with it, Grace. Phenomenal. That's going to be. It would have to be rookie Fangtooth, right? That one, Bill. Have to be rookie, yeah. And then you'd like because you need the arms out. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm curious to see which five you're doing next. And I, I already know which five it's going to be. So I'm, I'm looking this forward way. to it. Oh well, we look forward to it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And on that note, should we have a cup of tea? Just before we do. Oh, very quickly. Oh yes, we mentioned it. We did. I do want to plug the Jumpers for Guild Posts Masters 2019. To make it clear, you do not need to be a brilliant Guild Ball player to come along. When it says Masters, it's just the name of the tournament. Anyone can It's come. just the big tournament in the South. Yeah, this could be your first Guild Ball event. It would be fine. It's the it probably idea will is, be for some of our guys. Yeah. The idea is it's supposed to be a 64-player event, I think it's uh, aimed to be. Yes. Um, the um, the Jumpers guys are a really friendly well, lot. They always run I a great tournament. I think we've been to like, every one of the Jumpers events since like Jumpers 2. Some of us have. I've missed like, one I think or I've two. I've been to I most think. of them. Yeah. A Spartan has been yeah. to them. Yeah. They're, uh, they're great events. You get a huge showing from people from all over the south and even a few up north occasionally make it down. Um, it's uh, in Maystone in Kent and it's on August the 3rd and um, I think it's already got a pretty good sign up. Um, I don't know how many we're looking at at the moment. So it looks like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's not it's not anywhere near for near field at the moment. So there's still plenty of spaces. But yeah, I Great would, I would highly recommend it. Good kebab shop nearby. I will be going along. I've just Do a lovely pizza as well. Pizza. Yeah, they do a lovely pizza, the kebab shop. Oh, interesting. There we go. I must just say. Um, yeah, so definitely um, get yourselves along to that, guys. And on that note, well, just while we're doing this, Saturday the 14th, Sunday the 15th, is the London Guild Ball GT thing. That's September. That's September. You said Saturday. Saturday 14th, Sunday the 15th of September. Oh, yeah, okay, of September. There we go. Just clarify it's on September, not... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Saturday 14th, Sunday 15th of September. Yeah. Uh, is... Yeah, so it's the Rich John Keeling, aka The Beard, is sorting all that out. And right. I'm on it now, and I'm trying to uh, find out all the info on it, and I'm struggling. It might be but, a little um, bit odd on the phone. Because I can't remember what the venue's called. 
It's where all of the... Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm not we all look at things on phone. Can, can I plug a different event then while do you're... Do it. Yeah, 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 plug, yeah. We're just going to be plugging events for like the next three minutes while we... Um... Okay, so since I'm here and have the platform, um, Seaside Stakeout in Bournemouth, July 14th. It's a store called Bagger Holding. It's a lovely store. If you've not been there, get down there. Um, Matt, the guy who runs the store, is starting to build a really nice little Guildball community in the Bournemouth area. Um, he's run a couple of these events. Really good day out. And the food there is excellent. Their burgers and shakes are phenomenal. So nice. even if you're not playing, go for the burgers and shakes. Stay for the Guildball. <laughs> uh, it's a bit far for us, I think, just to pop down for the day. I've thought about it. I think I actually paid for an event at that store once. <laughs> and then me and Dyson, I think, were going to go. And then on the night before, we were like, I cannot be fucked. Because it's like quite a long drive, I feel like. Uh, it's well worth the drive. But yeah, we well keep. We might one day pop down there, definitely. All those okay. people in Kent notice how far east I drive. I back <laughs> west drive occasionally. West. <laughs> oh, that's two and a half hours, including traffic. Do you know what, you know what Beard's done? He's done like he's done the event but he's not pinned yeah I've, the event information I have found it now okay right? there we go so it is Guild Ball at the London Grand Tournament Saturday the 14th of September 9am 9 uh, 9 to Sunday the 15th so September to 6pm it is at Lee Valley Athletic Centre which is 61 Meridian Way uh, postcode N90AR. I'm being really specific. <laughs> you are. Uh, go on Facebook, look at the Guild Ball at the London Grand Tournament. Join up. Um, I'm not sure how. It's saying here at the minute that 97 people are going or interested. I think he's trying to make it the biggest tournament we've had down here. We're aiming for a 128. But we've got the problem that we'll travel up the north, but the northern people can't ever find the M1 south. Uh, it's from the man who just said Bournemouth's too far. <laughs> Well, we oh, do. damn, he flipped that on you. Oh, he <laughs> did. Away. To be fair, he did. <laughs> Got flipped on, sir. But that was quick. I think that tour was like, a, like an eight-man tournament, and I wasn't going to travel that for an eight-man tournament, to be fair. Yeah. But, um, All right, Bournemouth, hold a 128-man tournament, we'll get in the car. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Down straight. Um, but yeah, so please come to that. I think a couple of the SFG guys are coming. I think Perkins is coming. I think Sherwin's going. Wouldn't be surprised if um, Matt pops along because it's not... Far from him at all, is it? West, a West wild, is going. A wild west, west appears. Yeah. yeah. Wild, wild west. A wickedly, wickedly wild, wild west. Um, How do you do? That's our thing. Um, and also, it's just, it's a massive tournament. I don't know how I feel about it, like, in the sports arena vibe. I've never been to something like that. It'll be interesting. Yeah, to... I think it should be a big, a big, nice, big space. Yeah, yeah. I think I've offered to be a data monkey. Yeah, you're being a data monkey. I am holding off. I don't know if I'm going to play or if I'm going to... Sure. Assist uh, depending on what Rich needs, yeah. really. We're both in the same. We are, I believe, Rich's bitches. I believe yeah, that's the official. Bitches. We're gonna get t-shirts. <laughs> the official term. We're wear shirts. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna get tattooed on our chest. So, anything else to plug? Is that our official plugs over? I think that was our major ones. I yeah, think so. we yeah. might remember some later and doing them at the yeah. end of the show. Cool. Right. Tea time. Tea time. Back tea in a bit. bit. We are back from tea. Yeah. Um, next up. We are going to talk about the miners' nerfs because it happened a while ago, but we actually haven't recorded for a while. Like six weeks, I think, seven weeks, maybe. Yeah. Maybe longer. Um, so, <clears throat> Dan's put it best to say that my mine car has derailed because I was super in on miners. And I. <sighs> it's weird. I'm not happy with them now. 
but at the same time I recognised they needed changing. So it was an awkward position they're also, to be in. They're also still really good and still doing very well. I don't think they're very good. And we, you know, we can't change each other's minds. We, yeah, we, we're going to argue yeah. about this until the cows yeah, come in, yeah. but I think the fact that they are still a good footballing team and the fact they are still doing well enough, like they're still, they've still got a good win percentage... I'm basing this purely off of the tournament I played post-nerf. Okay. And how difficult I found it without Mule being good. And the fact that 2-2 was re- is required, but was much harder for me. That's really what I'm basing it on. So the tackle push off of um, the captain should have gone. Absolutely fine with that. Yeah. I have to admit, I... I think where it is now is odd. He, he's just got the tackle double push on four or five, which he always had. It's on five, yeah. yeah. And the times I'm hitting that is never. Yeah, agreed. So it's like, why fucking bother with it? Like, if, if they dropped it to four, I'd feel happier about getting it on the charge. And it's like, it just feels that if we've gone to, it was fine on one, but now you can't have it till five. Well, no, because it's a double push on five, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, but I'm saying that could, I would be happy... If they had a tackle push, not a double push, sure, but drop it down one. So like hitting it on the charge is like a thing. But he always had it on five, right? Yeah, but okay, I'm saying if you it's still a bit too high. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, if it was okay to have a tackle yeah, one yeah, push yeah, yeah, on sure. one, it should be fine to have a tackle one push on four. Say that's what I'm saying. Sure, I got you. Does um, the errata not tell us that it wasn't okay to have a tackle push on one in the first place? Yeah, that's why it's gone. It, so maybe it that does. doesn't automatically follow that it's okay to have a tackle double push. Sure. But they put it there. Yeah, but that can be an error. Because fine, I think the fact that he had a tackle tackle single push, you have the problem was that it is hittable. Yep, that's gonna sound really dumb. I appreciate, but like the let's call it the problem activation for Shaft was I charge your model, you don't get to respond. Yes, and, and it wasn't fun. No matter where you put that tackle single push. If it is not on five, it's still going to happen. Yeah, but which is which I agree with. Yeah, but the fact that they gave it to me for a while—that's why I'm having trouble letting go. Sure, it was like that's why. Yeah. Why did you think it was okay then? If now we're all because like, they well, are what only st- what three people and some playtesters. I don't know. It, I'm just still a bit like. The other thing it. that I'm never sure about is whether they're playtesting this at the same time as other things are in the pipeline. From what I understand from talking to some playtesters, yes. Because if the tackle single push is like they're having real problems against, uh, fucking I don't know, the beekeepers <laughs> right. or whatever, the next minor guild, yeah. and they're like, we're playtesting this. This is happening constantly. Like with the, I think that was their um, argument for the thresher change. At the same time, right. was uh, we are playtesting miners are a huge football thing. We think the meta is going to shift way more towards football. We foresee farmers struggling. Therefore, we're going to buff thresher in this way. Right. So I don't know whether maybe that... Do you think as well, I mean, if you look at recent, obviously, Ball's a thing now. If he was being tested at the same time as Ball, and the need to score three goals quickly or you die quickly was a constant problem in playtesting, or if you don't score now, Corbelli's going to score back on you with the legendary. Exactly. So maybe in those scenarios where they're only being balanced against each other... Maybe there isn't time to go back and balance yeah. against every team as thoroughly. Oh, sure. I can't imagine Sharp versus Union was a heavy playtest. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Like, 
an unintentional power creep happens yeah. because they've only got a balance against each other, mm. not against it, whatever the baseline yeah. is. You're not balancing against the 12th model in the roster. Yeah, and I, I think that's all fair, but the fact is these guys got changed and the others didn't. And that's I lost my, my toy and I want it back. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> that. no I, it's not it, it unfair. It, no, it isn't that, genuinely. Right. So, like, the tackle push should have gone. I absolutely agree. And okay. I'm just being a bit, like, silly with, like, mm, it definitely should have gone. It wasn't fun. In the to- first time I played with them, uh, when I was against less experienced players, and you just walked up like Thor and went, like when they kicked the ball out and they didn't understand that you have to kick the ball as far away from the miners' goal as possible, and they would stick it on the the mascot or gutter or whatever that was still on the line. They were waiting for that last big activation, and they'd stick it there, and you just went four inches tackle push. You there's nothing you can do. I've just scored again. The look on their face ruined the game. Fact. So. Ultimately, I am glad it's gone. Weirdly, I don't think that's why it was a problem. Okay. Because if you're playing into a less experienced player who inherently doesn't understand the guild they're playing into, there will always be a moment. True. Where it's like the first time you say, Mom ate damage, <laughs> and then I rap, and someone's face just drops. You are? That's yeah. a, even a number? No, true. Like, if you. There are some guilds that you have to play against a specific strength or threat. And if you don't, they punish you, and they usually punish you in the most extreme version of getting punished. Mm. So playing the ball to the wrong place on a player that Shaft could just come up to and take it is the worst version of getting punished. The problem is when you're playing a person who's done everything they can think of to lock down the ball, because they know the kickoff's got to be more than 14 inches wide of the goalpost, or you're going to abuse it. And they, they've done everything they should or could reasonably have done. Mm. And you still just go, and one more thing, tackle push, <laughs> thank you very much. And that's, that's where I think it becomes a problem. Which the Captain Legendary was sometimes used for. And I, again, I wasn't, too, I wasn't really playing it that way. So I'm not too, I don't care that that's gone. Mm. Um, I, I miss his damage. I wasn't using it, but now I feel I need it. So I was struggling... To two two, and I needed to. In the last tournament I played, in the first time I played when they were quote unquote good, <laughs> I had to two two once, and it was easier because I had Mule who could throw, throw, double push push kind of thing. It was like hey, that was easy. He's now not good, and I actually think he isn't worth taking. And that's that's harsh, but awkward if he's the captain. No, no, no Mule. No, Mule. Mule. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were still on shot. No, 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 Captain's not worth taking. We're in a dangerous well, place. So I'm saying he's gone. So then where's my okay. other two two options? And it doesn't feel like uh, the miners have those two two options, which is fine because they're a three zero football. They're a three zero football team. But then I look at other football teams, and they have much better damage. But they are also megas. The fish, yeah, you know, when you're looking at like sharks got free damage. You guys got yeah. free damage. But it's, when have you ever seen a fish player take those results? I have seen them take them if they need to get a takeout. And if people are killing the ball and doing these things, you know, might need it. When you go 8-0 down on turn one, which I think is it Nick Bell, real nice fellow who's an engineer player, and he was using Rivet, who is scary as hell. So fucking yeah, scary it, good. It was so scary. Have it, so we were playing and it was like, right, I collect the ball, I kick back to close control model, fine. And he goes... Okay, great. My kickoff model was um, Spade. And I'm thinking, well, close control's fine. I'm, I'm okay here. I forgot she was 
tax six. Well, I didn't forget, but like, she's tax six. She charges, wraps, close controls, fucked, thanks very much, score. I kick the ball out again. I need to score, so it needs to be on a model that can get to their goal. He's like, great, okay, um, velocity, tax six, uh, brilliant. And you're like, fuck, this is incredible. And it's like, right, I can't score now because he wins next activation if I score. So then it's like, right, how do I get takeouts? I can't get takeouts on these engineers. I didn't know what to do. That, I think, is an extreme, because engineers are one of the most durable factions in the game. Possible. Uh, it happened to me with Butchers when... Um, is it Val- Valerian? Yes. Valerian Langton? Was or Francois. Fra- I was playing for Francois, wasn't I? Yeah. Play Francois. And he um, put Shank on his deployment zone in the very far corner... And my miners are quick, but they killed me quicker than I was. They are butchers. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. So it's like, I try and get up there to try and get the ball, and it's like, the player that you sent is now dead. Okay, let's try and go on force. No, they're all still dead. And it was like, damn, I don't know what to do. And I, I, just, I just don't have an answer with them right now. So I've kind of dropped them. I just... I think Mule is the problem. I think he's bad, and I think... Mule has a different job to what you want him to have. Okay, what do you think his job is now? His job is, I charge something that you want nowhere near your strikers, and I sit on it. Yes. But in the games where I would take... So when we have access to Salvo, Mule's now my switch for Salvo. Sure. Because I think Salvo's great. Salvo's amazing. Yeah. Um, Before the nerf, and we've talked about it, that should he... You've raise the question yeah. should he have been able to do this and I, I know you're right yeah. like, he could go to the bear go to vet ball and control them completely by locking them down throwing them far enough away that they couldn't then get back and it was it was fine he now can't do that he can but it's far more situational yes you either have to secret tunnel into them control them and then walk, and away, walk away or you accept that the only model they can go in on is mule but that's fine because that's his job and he's the hardest model in your team to kill mm. By far, yeah. But the way that they... I was finding that it's, he was just becoming a bit of a m- sort of momentum farm. No, and it was fine. just like... Ugh. I kind of want to try the new miners because all I would say is you are a good player, Barry. No, I'm not, but sure. I don't consider you an experienced miner player. Absolutely true. So, yeah. So some of this may also be a lack of experience with miners in total sure. and not knowing how the best the best tactics in certain mine, uh, matchups. I, I fully accept that, yeah. definitely. But it, it feels that Mule doesn't need to be in my team now. When I have access to Colossus <laughs> and Salvo, Mule is nowhere in the conversation. Lack of auto-includes is a good thing. But I would say that uh, I did speak to a playtester who informed me that Mule... The mule we got first up was a last-minute change. Okay. And it happened very late in the playtest cycle. And the mule we have now is the version that the playtesters said wasn't very good and they weren't taking him. Interesting. So they maybe overcorrected this version well, to a bit too good. I, I, maybe, I mean, I feel that way. And I know I, I think in this in here right now I'm in the minority, which is, which is fine. So do you think if his throw was back to two inches, you'd be fine with him? Well, this is it's tough, isn't it? Because it felt so good. It felt kind of it was too good. But a one-inch play still puts them out of out of engagement. With yeah. Him. I mean, if the throw was a push, not a place. Do you think the original wording's okay? 
Interesting. Two inch push. push. Yeah. Then it's just a double push. Okay. So well, no, no, but the plate, the the, the plate carries is further than a, a two inch push. I know, but but and there, also, there are also base. different ways of interacting with a push mm. that yeah. are completely gave. Uh, the push doesn't I, go I over cover. Myself, next to cover or I put one of my models behind the one I want to fight with yeah. you have to take it you can't counter attack yeah. me with a place you just go you're still not in the game yeah agreed and I, I wonder if a whether it's a character play whether it is just a push result if a double push yeah, is less is a different question even if, even like go mad go say it was a treble push but it was a push mm. not a place would that have been okay my, I think it would have been, but then my only concern is it loses some of the flavour of so what my, makes minus different also, and interesting. I'm not a playtest. I don't know like how many other balance problems I create by yeah. doing that. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I and I put my hand up. <laughs> neither am I. Um, I I don't know if if we'd kept him as he was and dropped an inf. I don't know how relevant that would have been. They made him slower, which is fine. You can deal with that. He was he's still quick. actually quite quick. He's um, still a five seven. Yeah, it it it's not more. more. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. But that's not. What it is, it's it's that inability of this team, in my opinion, to two two, and the games that I have been playing, the got like two goals in turn one is now super easy with a lot of teams, and it happens a lot. And if you're against that as a minor, you then cannot score a goal. So against teams that you are expected to go two goals down, do you then take Colossus Salvo? Salvo's got a three at the top of his book, four at the top of his yes. book. And he's also got the two damage range play. So if you're taking Colossus, so you've got singled out, you're taking Salvo, you're taking Shaft, and then mm. probably what, Spade and Fuse? Fuse has got a which, three as well. Which at that point, you just go, I'm going to play Engineers, because Rivet's fucking better. No, yeah. I think you still would take me all, because he's right. got two damage double push on three. This is like... So one of my opinions on minor guilds, which I appreciate I have voiced before and I think it's quite an unpopular opinion, <laughs> is that they should not be as competitive as major guilds. I believe they should be the, the like the Blood Bowl that choose your own difficulty of guild ball. Yes, you've said, yeah. And it's just fair. And it does feel that way. Yeah. <sighs> but Like, because I appreciate, one, like, some of my cooks rosters, I should just play Vet Boar. <laughs> with yeah, exactly the same models as I've been playing. Yeah. But... But where's I'd, the fun in that? I'd rather play Wellington. <laughs> sure. And, and, and I get that. Because it's more fun to play Cooks than it is to play Butchers. And I think that when I was playing Nick and I was against River, I was like, this, he's he's got Spade. That's that's yeah. my toy. But she's now, his toy's better because she's tax six. Yep. And it was like, oh, okay, that uh, that's not fair. His captain's better. <laughs> that's not that's not fair. I, like, I've got nothing that's better on my team. Except your captain's got better mobility. Except your ability to <laughs> place your longer kickstart on your captain, your two-inch melee base on your captain, your momentous tackle on one on your captain. But it, it was irrelevant when I make nil down. Yeah, I agree. But again, you and I don't get any I... experience with minus into that matchup, so you maybe True. haven't found the ways to. But I don't think things. I played badly. Like I forced. Like it was the ball was on the mole who was next to Shaft, so was being helped out. Fuse was in front, so I blocked the charge, you know, and Fuse was in cover. It was all like, like <laughs> chat, like, come get me, you ain't getting this ball. And they did. And he did a brilliant job, you know, did it perfectly, uh, and scored through people, you know, exactly sort of the sort of thing I would have done. And but yeah, it was just so hard. And it's not just that matchup, it was other matchups that day. I was like, damn. I was, yeah. I was going to say, because. Because Rivet with the double super threat strikers and then like two yeah, punch balls to back up is a strong it's list. It's really good. 
you know, that team is doing really well. It's very Can powerful. Just stop printing jogs outside of people's activation, please. Yeah. <laughs> they've done it every time they've done it. They've had to go back and change it because they've realised yeah. it's a bit good. So perhaps... Still going to make Midas very good. Stop doing it. Do you think part of your problem with Miners, Baz, comes from... When I look at Miners across the table from me, yep. they've got all the tools to get the ball back. That's what it feels like when I'm saying they will always get to me, they will always get the ball back at least once, probably twice, and they will always score. It's a bit like when you play Shark. You just accept if Shark's kicking, you're going to start this game 4-0 down because that's how he's balanced, in effect. Right. Is the game about Miners now... It's not about stopping them scoring the first two. It's about stopping them scoring the third goal. And Possibly. that's where they're, like, they've got all the tools to get goal one and two. I would disagree very with few, that statement, though. Very few tools to get a takeout. And the game is really, can I do whatever my win condition is before you work out where goal three comes from? Um, is that not where their balance is set? Fish have the ability to take the ball off a model from range with Vetsakana. Engineers have the ability to take the ball off a model, sort of, with range with um, Harry. Alchemists have the ability to steal the ball off a model and make it burn without interacting with them, without touching You them. have the ability to knock down at range and retrieve at range without interacting with With, with Salvo. You have the ability to knock down with a number of models and then go, I'm going to kill the ball from 10 inches away. Or is it still 10 yeah, inches no, away? Is that eight, eight, no, still. Either way, you, go, you, you knock down. 10 more is too much. Pretty much yeah. at will. Just go, you're all on the floor and that ball that's scattered almost wherever it's scattered to is now back at my goalpost under my control going to the player I, I want to. It's nowhere like near that. the skittled um, team that I've just knocked over. Are Miners now a kicking team? Interesting. <laughs> where you always kick with Salvo and you you do the old um, ally kick. Mm. Where you kick on the extreme with the tank out here. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Are, is everyone a kicking team? Yes. <laughs> well, I, everyone is. Everyone's a kicking I team. I mean, unless you're playing against Brewers, in which case... Just, just let Brewers me kick and all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Blacksmiths, I have a lot. I really enjoy my receive yeah. plan with them. Miners, I did really enjoy my receive plan with them, where I built a little wall and it was like, "Come at me, bro!" And it's like, "Oh, what Colossus? Unexpected arrival ruins my whole plan." Oh yeah, fine, fuck you. Mm. Um, I don't you, know. Your I, opinions aren't invalid, Barry. You're very entitled to your opinion. You've built them up <laughs> over continue, you know, several games and a couple of tournaments now. One tournament pre-nerf, one tournament post-nerf. Yeah. So I absolutely understand where you're coming from and the way you like to play the game. Is definitely harder now, but the, yeah. The, but weirdly, I'm trying to move to a two-two with all my teams, which I never wanted to do before. But I can't do that with this team. Like I was, I had a situation where I was like, right, Shaft's got six, right, crowded out by two what? people. Yeah, it was like what? <laughs> one damage. I mean, have you no, considered one, no damage. one right? Uh, yeah, he's got one damage. Oh, I thought he removed that. Apology. Have you? No, no, no. Have you considered that the only way to two two now is probably using Col uh, Colossus? Possibly, I think. I think you be. need to have people. Have you played miners with Colossus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to have people knocked down, singled out, crowded out by Colossus. Probably one other person, and you need like uh, you need both Shaft and mm. Mule because they've got momentous yeah, two damage. I, mean, I played him into Mort's just to test him, but um, the guy I played, real nice fella, but he's still not super new with the game so I actually won activation one of turn two so I, yeah. Colossus didn't get to to do his thing you know yeah. it was it was I received and my my receive plan worked perfectly I got two goals and set up for the, the you know it was done so I you, didn't did, get you to, did minus turns yes exactly they can still do that but yeah I, I understand that the, the switching to the 2-2 game is a lot harder now but 
I from reports that, that were going around, it looked like it was a bit too easy before. Yeah, because he had his three. He would do his legendary. Everyone would pile in, and he'd be like tack six up to like sort of tack nine or whatever, and just go. And, and because his three. results are mentors, he can go top and bottom, which is unlike most other guilds. Mm. So would you know? That's cool, but I don't get it now. I don't get where they fit. I don't. They're not. They're still for me. I guess, but they're just so hard. It's just hard mode. That's how it feels to me. Like, as you say, you're picking your difficulty. When you go, I can still have fun with Spade, I can still have fun with Fuse, and Salvo, who I was taking, because I think Mule's shit now, and have maybe Compound, who I love. Yeah. Velocity, who's brilliant. (sighs) Yeah, it's tough. It just feels... Like, if I want that style, just play, just play Engineers. Yeah, exactly. Not even just specifically River because she's amazing. Which is a shame because I was so into them, but... But you're into them because of the aesthetics and the... No, I was, but I was. I also got my dick kicked yeah. in. Where, and they don't have that switch. And like you like you were saying, um, Charlie, about um, taking the ball back. They, I, not having that ability to take it from range, which would probably... I don't know. Maybe that's it, what the tackle push was. Yeah, let's give her a shaft fast strike. <laughs> no, um, it that's that was tough. Like not having that, like the other football teams. So other football teams that have higher damage than us and have the ability to take the ball from range. Other football teams take less time to kill, though. Yep, that's, that's definitely like, yeah. you can run up to me, knock me over. Somebody else will get the ball, or you'll retrieve it. Mm. Except rivet-led football. No, nothing in a shark-led football team usually wants to run up to the opposition and be stuck left point-blank with it. Yeah. It's like really Captain, Mule is going to roadblock the thing you don't want getting into the rest of the team. Yeah. Your team are Unless above average resilience. Well, I mean, even against Butchers, like, he specifically that ball will still kill Mule. Yes, and like, that but, happened to him. Like, and Shank can get away because Shank. But like, non-shank and that ball butchers will still get sat on. Mm. Against a not-so-experienced player, I could see the use of him as a distraction Carnifex. That yeah. worked well. I was like, have him. And they just wailed on him. as like, brilliant. You're you're doing this. I'm just scoring goals and you don't seem to care. But against a good player, they just go, <laughs> no. That should be the way, is it? I think. Exa- no, exactly. But I don't feel I've got an answer. I think you've got to okay. look at Newell with... A bit like some da- uh, like some high damage models that are very weak to counter attacks. It's sort of like that where you need to you pick him when you know he's got a target. So I think he's very hard for me to pick now. Honestly, I really do yeah, because no, of our other choices. That's what I'm saying. He is a possibly a niche pick. Who do you think he goes into then? So like again, I've been playing a lot of cooks recently. Hmm. So and I appreciate it's probably one of the more extreme matchups, but like. Spice and Sugar hate him. Like, Arm was very relevant against Ar- Cooks. Arm was very good against not just Cooks, but a lot of teams that don't necessarily have the highest attack in the world. Mm. Where you're... And especially Mason's. if there's maybe a large piece of cover in the middle of the table. Mort's hate it. Yeah, Mort's hate it. Mason's, I was going to say. Well, like, Apart from the captain. Mule could, like, say, for instance, if you're worried that they're going to bunk the ball on Skulk and uh, Vet Graves, if Mule just sits on Vet Graves, they can bunker that ball if they want, but you're going to just, like, slap them with a KD on, what, column one? Yeah, yeah. That's what I did when I played the first against John. Mm. I know it's like, was you, broken then. But he can certain options. He can deny to them in ways other football teams don't have access to. Mm. 
where like sometimes the answer to a problem is having a meaty knockdown model, model set on them but like I appreciate fish teams have Kraken but Kraken is Kraken is slower than Mule Kraken is slower than Mule and it has worse defensive stats da, 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 da. so Mule's job is to be like I can't deal with that problem with a football player what I need is just to put like several tons of lead on it <laughs> I don't know I I'm just when I look around the cards on the other teams, I'm just a bit like they're better. Oh no, I completely understand. That's what I'm struggling with. The other option for Mule is um, if they've got a footballer that say doesn't have a viable dodge. So like Friday, hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Friday's bag. She's got shadow like. Shadow like, yeah. But like something like that, where you're just like, uh, who is it? Angel, for instance. Yes. If they have a footballer and that is their one footballer, I'm just go and sit on that. Hmm. Like brisket, brisket one. No Bible dodge there, right? Yeah, correct. No, unpredictable is relevant, but yeah. Well, no, because you can... You can teleport into it. Teleport into it, sure. But I, and I, if you can lock down like they're maybe their one and only striker, it opens hmm. up options. And also, looking at the cards has given me the impression that one of the biggest problems I've got is coming from Blacksmiths. I think Charlie will back me up on this, that they're such a toolbox team and you can do what you like with them. I'd be the best team in the meta, but... <laughs> Maybe. But playing with them so much, and I had my Blacksmith's badge, and I'd played them yeah. all through Season 3, I come to something else, and I'm like, um, okay, so I've got a six-stack activation on my captain, but I don't have an answer for X, Y, Z, or A, B, and C. I and I think the Swifts do. In-game, with Smiths, you can probably always change up somewhere. And if mm. you become mm. used to that, I can always change to fight if I need to fight. Yeah. Or run off and score a goal if I need to score a goal. Even if I don't know the opposition that well, even if I don't know that guy's play style that well, if I just take a broad mix of Smith's abilities and sit in Sentinel, huh. it'll probably take care of itself most of the time. <laughs> sure. And I can react to whatever's <laughs> happening. I think that Smith's not just being toolboxy, but being able to sit in Sentinel, yeah. see how the game's going, and react accordingly yeah. is their biggest it's strength. Now, if you're used to playing that 100%. and used to playing that way, you almost don't need a real plan A. You wait to find out what yeah. plan B is going to be. And go with yeah. it. They have almost and I don't think you can do that with miners. Certainly not post nerf. I think you have to know this is my plan. You probably need, like most teams, to have a better handle on. In this matchup, I need this character and this character and this character. And in this match, I'm going to lean more on these character plays or these playbook results. But then into the next team or the next matchup, though, or even if I'm taking the same models, those results are not as pivotal in. Matchup A as they are in mm. matchup B. Um, I kind of feel bad I can't suddenly think of examples yeah. off the top of my head. <laughs> right. But the the premise, I think, is, especially with a minor guild, you probably need a better plan before you start into each opposition than you can get away with with Blacksmith, where you just go, I'll sit in centre and see how it plays out. Yeah, I, <laughs> this that's is, fair. Yeah. This but, is why I love the Smith so much, because I'm very bad at sticking to a plan once I've come up with it, because I'm <laughs> far too changeable. I love to be able to wait until my opponent has done something and then see, okay, what is the best way I can punish them for that decision? Smiths, like almost no other team, have this almost right of postponement where they can literally, if they need to, they can just say, I'm not going to do anything for a turn and the game's yeah. not going to change that much. <laughs> it's glorious. Like you can just go, well, I'm just going to set all my models in Sentinel and I'm just going to hit the clock for a bit. And you try and your and legendary, just nothing. Just move your models around a bit until you move one into a place where I like it and then we'll go. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. No, neither do I. But, um, boring as hell. So I have a very specific plan on the receive with the miners. And it feels that Rivet and her team don't give a fuck about my plan. It feels that Corbelli 
doesn't give a fuck about my plan. It just feels like, hi, we're the new hotness and we are here how, to fuck How often should you be receiving as a minor guild into those guilds? Should you not at least have the weapon there to say, okay, I know that my very specific plan on the receive doesn't work against these teams, mm. so I'm going to leverage that plus one to the dice roll, and I don't know how often it's relevant. I like How mm. often as a minor guild player do you go, thank God I had that plus one? I don't know. But it you should like be often. able to at least swing that kickoff in your favour and go, I know these are the teams I can't be receiving I, into because sorry. they just kick better than I do. On the kick against River, you kick with shaft and then first activation just walk forward and load stone River and push everyone three inches away from River so she can't tow anyone. Yeah, that's, that is an interesting <laughs> an interesting plan. What happens when you're good at the game? No, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I don't think I would suggest that at all. But As it's, funny. It's, it's funny. It's funny. Like kind of ideas. Things, yeah. it, it'll work once when no one's ready for yeah. it. Yeah, it's like Expelliarmus, but for models. <laughs> I mean, it might, it might, that might be the hotness against them. Sure. Um, well, we'll try it and see. Uh, kicking. Uh, I still think if I kick into her, she still gets two goals. That's how I feel. But does she get the third one? Does she get two goals, she, and do you get two goals? No, that she'll get two, and I'll get one if I kick. Then going, into turn, game, then going into turn honest. two, who's winning momentum? It's probably going to be them. Bearing when they've spent four momentum on scoring the goals and you've only spent two. Uh, and you have lost activation. It, and they've probably got a model somewhere near your goal. Sure, but if they've got models near my goal, who have I got that's going to be wailing on them to do stuff? Who hasn't gone and helped engineer the goals? That's the problem that I found. I haven't had some. I uh, say like when I was playing Masons the other day, and it's like towers kind of their chisel can kind of do that, and they can cover my back sort of thing. These guys, it's like if all my energy is focused on these guys helping me get that ball so I can score. And maybe you have a rivet problem, not a miners problem. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But um, well, I had the problem into vet ball, but that was more. Um, uh, Mental white. Literally can't remember his name. Yeah, Francois. Francois. Uh, he, he's a really good, you know, he's a good player. And vet balls are kicking the dick on the best of times. But I mean, killing the ball, we all know it's like, yeah, it's a dick move, but it's not because it exists in the game and it's yeah. absolutely fine. You know, that's just what you do. And most teams have a significant way around it now. Uh, well, I managed to get the ball back once and score, but then he kicked the ball out and put it straight back on shaft. So I had four points, and it was every time I tried to go and get the ball, I couldn't. He just killed every player that went there. You mean Shank, but yeah. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Right. I just um, yeah, yeah. Um, and because he was because he was crowded, I couldn't hit my push dodges with fuse to try and get him off, and they were just at two inches. And it's like, you know, he set it up exactly well. I needed a I steal the ball from range. To be fair, though, I did charge a tank into vet ball to try and knock it down. So nine dice needing three successes, couldn't do it. Yeah, you just buy grinding tracks, right? I had put the imp on the, on it to do what I needed to do afterwards. Sure. Poor allocation, that's the problem. I <laughs> I really needed the momentum as, yeah. as well, yeah, the main sense. thing. Because I needed, I had one momentum point, so I was going to charge in, knock that ball down to give me a second momentum point, which meant I could stand up Fuse, who but was on the ground. At that point, I think it was a dice problem more than anything. That was that. a dice problem, yeah. yeah. No, I, that was just calling Casey. But no, it was they were so hard to play against. And it just feels that all the newness and hotness is fantastic and too much stuff has been left behind. And I think miners are now, for me, in that 
category. I don't know if I agree with too much stuff being left behind. Perhaps some things have been left behind, but I think overall the game is in a very strong place if we kind of ignore oh, the sure. dominance that Vetbor is having in the low to but, upper mid areas. I, like I, the only time Vetbor seems to lose is against very highly ranked players who really know how to how to deal but with But interestingly, control. I think it was Steve Cole, forgive me if I'm crediting the wrong person, like last night or this morning went quite some way to proving that Vetball does win at top tables as well. Oh, I think it was Steve Cole, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he absolutely does, yeah. Vetball wins at every level. What he maybe does, this is way off topic of minus, but he's probably tilt evenly matched players heavily in one person's favour. Yeah. yeah, it does and feel that That's what we've discussed that, before, But that's yeah. what it felt like playing into minus players before the nerf was mm. in get... You always, you would like to always believe that the better player, barring dice being dice, is going to win. Um, and I think for most guild matchups, that's still probably the case. Yeah, but I being agree. a better player is all encompassing. It's about selecting the right models for the job and knowing how what the other team can do and how to shut that down. And when shutting them down is more important than doing your thing. And all the time, you're both comparably good at that. I think generally the game is in a good place, and those two board just feels like. Maybe when you've got two people who are equally good, he tips it in one of them's yeah. favour. Which yeah. is exactly. And you're right that the pre the pre nerf miners cannot agree with you stronger. That a hundred percent that's true. Hundred percent. So and that's now not true. So therefore that is better. I you know, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> you still want to. No, no, I just I just feel that something's not right. Okay. And I am not smart enough yet have, to work it out. Have you I ever played try. a proper 3-0 team? Um, I presume you've played teams as 3-0 teams. Right. But have you played, ever played a team whose only out to a game is 3-0? I played Alks design for that when I did, you know, when it was... Um, That's 3-0 plus that cat. No, I did do games before Witness. Okay. Um, um, I played Fish, but I... Only a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, like, the 3 the three O fish hell problem, which is, like, going 8x down as a same, as yeah. a football team, yeah. has always existed in-game. Absolutely. And so it may just be you need practice in that scenario. Yeah. I, the problem is, I don't know what practice can do when, if you score, and they score back and win. Because you have to find ways of engineering it so you score bottom and top. Yes. No, and yeah, true. And I think that fish can generate the momentum required to make that happen. And why can't miners? I've just found that we couldn't. Your captain is still taxic, still has mom on one. Yeah, true. True. He was often the guy that was like Spade is my general. Let's yeah. go get the ball and do things. Um, but I was finding that because she was getting my goal, she was dead. Um, so I was coming back on, and wasn't necessarily in the best spot. Sure. to then generate the momentum, she was in a good spot to maybe try and threaten one wing of the ball. So then the heavy lifting came down to shaft. Although, I mean, Fuse is going to do yeah. it. Sometimes I had to drop Fuse for Salvo. I don't know. I will have to look at it, but it felt when I was generating momentum, the teams I were playing were killing me. Have a chat to Connor. <laughs> have a chat to Because he's been a shark player for... A long time, yeah. And he's very good. Yes. Sure. Well, but no, sorry. No, I will. I do want to play some fish, specific because I always think I should have been. So I'd like to try. Yeah, it. you do always try and play football. So why you never pick the iconic football guild seems on? Because I've always, I always think you need that two-two option. I just never take it. I just feel I need it. 
but you've said yourself, you think that you look sort of enviously at fishers having it. Like you can see where it is. They have it more than miners, but it, yeah, so it's tough. You should UK. UK is so fun. So fun. I think Shark is up my street. Oh, by far, but still UK. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm... At the minute, I've switched to a bit of Masons and a bit of Alps. That's the two guilds I've been playing recently. Because Corbelli's just so good. And so, how I like to play this game. He is the he is Mr. 2-2, in my opinion. Because like once he's tooled up with three on two, him and Chisel have just been doing great stuff and I've enjoyed it. I think both other Masons captains are better at 2-2 than Corbelli is. But... Oh, quite possibly, yeah. but... The, the way that I like to set up those goals with the dodging and oh, it's just yeah. so fun. I have yes. such fun with Corbelli. He is up your street. Which I'm not really having with Midas. I'm trying, but smoke's better. I don't want to say it, but smoke's better. So my, all, I'm sort of putting all, a lot of megs in my in the basket of new out captain, which hopefully is not that long now. God knows, but. Bars. You'd hope it isn't. But yeah, so ultimately my mine car has derailed. I'm not in on them right now. I want to be back in on them again, but I need a bit of time. Yeah. So so the synopsis of the miners nerf is Barry's it, not happy with it. It worked, but Barry's not happy. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think he did, but I still think Mule isn't where he needs to be. I'm not saying put him back to where he was, and I don't know what we need to do to him. I'm going to have to give it some thought. You need to find somewhere between one and two inches. <laughs> yeah. Or, or change him up. I don't know. But don't don't put start putting half inch measurements into this game. <laughs> <laughs> Throws being one point five inches, it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with him. Like the other chain, like the captain legendary, fine. Take a push on one needed to go. The kill the ball down to eight. Eight, fine. The, the mole six to four on his range fine. of, uh, yeah, that, absolutely fine. That's all fine. All needed to happen. I was, it was odd where they were to start with. You're coming with me only on the tanks activation? Fine. I, I honestly never saw anyone use it not on the tanks activation. I know the option was there and it was like, theory, look how shaft, how far shaft can move, but I never saw anyone do it. I did it in the in the one time I played pre-nerf, I did it once and it won me the game. But it was I already had eight points and I just did that, took the ball... Legendary and was tapping me practically from like my half. Well, my goal almost. I feel yeah. like that one specifically is a is a crowd please enough. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like Mule and Shaft are the nerfs that needed to happen. I appreciate maybe Mule was too far, blah, blah, blah. and then it's like, but everyone's complaining about the tank. Let's knock something off. Yeah. Agreed. I, I definitely felt playing into them. The tank being able to kill the ball from ten inches away felt really strong yeah. because even the very first time I played into them my gut reaction was okay they're going to kick to me I'm going to put the ball as far yeah. to the flank just in front of my own deployment line as I can and build a wall between me and it and make them at least try yeah. and come through that and all that happened was the tank trundled halfway up the pitch and went can still get it but I can only do it once yeah. it was no, it was 10 was too much fact but I think it was I loved Mule so much, and he was too good. There isn't really a way around it. But um, now I think he's not good enough. So that's where I would leave it. Oh, good. But I don't know. I don't know what to to do to him. Hopefully, you know, they'll maybe they'll have. Well, they're not going to get changed anytime soon. You know, no. there's so many no. other things that need doing. 
but <sighs> I want to play him, but can't play with Mule. I mean, you literally maybe play some like yeah. really bad teams and then go back to them and be like, oh no, they're great. Yeah, play some Union on the kick. <laughs> I'd actually like that. I oh, know I can't have missed anymore, can I? You can. I can't have missed, but he doesn't have the Jesus dodge. No, that's fine. And that's all you're doing on turn Two one. Two incremental tackle. That's all I care about. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, getting that's... a goal on turn one, and you're happy with that, yeah? You're getting a goal uh, of handing them six points. Yeah, they're, they're not going to get a goal back. It's fine. Sure, babe. It's fine. Um, Shall we move on? Sure. What were we talking about next, Baz? Next, we were going to talk about the fact that fish are being released. We have a release! A release has occurred! And there was much rejoicing. Only there wasn't, because people are angry about the shark sculpt. Well, not only the shark sculpt. I'm not... I'm a bit negative about it. Sorry. It's okay. It's, I mean, you've been negative for the last 20 minutes. Why don't you be negative? Uh, half an hour, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than entitled to be bad. Go on. Talk, talk, well, talk no, first. no. Others first, please. Oh, I don't give a shit. It's blue. Like <laughs> it, it scores goals. It doesn't hit stuff with hammers, so it's clearly pointless. I still adore both the siren sculpts so much. Uh, first up, I should preface this by saying that I will, of course, be... Um, Purchasing them? Buying them. <laughs> yes, yeah, 100%. Um, there was never any doubt. Oh, I don't like these. I'm, I'm down on them. You're going to buy them. Oh, yeah. What's this? It's just popped up. Richard's saying there's going to be an FAQ this month. Apparently. Yeah. But it's an FAQ, so it's stuff that we all knew anyway. It's things like Culverin's uh, AOE. Barrage, yeah, which we said was only hits the one. Yeah. And everyone should you, you have place known it. it was two AOEs clear. and that defines who is hit. Correct. Yeah, And then you roll for everyone who is hit and yes. they take two damage if they are hit. Yes, we knew that. That's fine. Uh, if, it was, if it was hit by either AOE and like you could do both... Holy fucking shit. Yeah. No. I'm going to be honest, the first time I read it, I went, oh, does that mean I can drop both AOEs on the same target and do four damage? No. And then uh, someone very uh, yeah. quickly Which corrected me and went, no. No, no, that no, doesn't, doesn't no. mean that at all. No. Come on, Charlie. You pull her up and you do six damage plus another four from the <laughs> chain shot and you do ten damage to my, someone. My first read of the card. And then you charge them. I yeah. got all excited and went, oh. Yeah. Up, that's going to be a thing. No, I, I mean, did. Oh, no, no, it's not. Tooled up still, still definitely, thing, yeah. It's but it's not as much awesome. of a thing as I thought it was going to be. The thing is, I did exactly the same, but we were at the playtest when we did it, and my first question of that playtest was, Bryce, can I do this? And he was like, no. <laughs> so, oh, okay, fine. People like you. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite line. Okay, oh. so going back to the new fish sculpt. Yeah. I think there's only two I actively don't like. What okay. shark is holding in his right hand. It looks like a fishing rod. I thought it was a, like a harpoon, no, it's, wasn't it? No, no, his left hand has got definitely a spear got a or a harpoon. hook on it. Yeah, it's a fishing rod, but an odd fishing rod. It looks rod. like he's holding a weird fishing rod. I think actually, I think it's a spear in reverse grip because I think that's a blade on the other end of it. Could I'm it saying like that's, a, I think that's a stock. Could it be a bill hook? I'm saying it's a posh fish. It's a some it's the sort way, of fishing rod. The way it's hung, like yeah. where gravity's directing the direction of the hook, that yeah. says to me it's on a rope or a string of some uh, sort. Yeah, no, you know what? I think that's a fishing rod. Okay, some weird strange I, fishing rod. So, I don't think a fishing rod has any place on the gilbert butch. Yes. Um, have you not played Smash? Isabella wrecks face Isabel. with a fishing rod. Isabel, sorry, Isabel wrecks face with a fishing rod. It's going to do great on a gilbert pitch. So there are too Charles many. going to lay traps. There are too many models <laughs> that are like so. I'm disappointed in Grayscales. Because it's because the same it's one. It's the same as the Metal Limited Edition. That just feels redundant. I don't think that's redundant. I think that's a lovely sculpt. Why change it? Jedi Grey Scales is awesome, yeah. and because if you're anything like me, edition. if you're anything like me, 
the one thing worse than Barry losing his limited edition <laughs> is having one different material miniature in your... Like having a plastic team with a metal model in it, if I can have them all, the sculpt I want, but it's in the same material as the yeah. others... I have zero fucks about that. My blacksmiths is resin, plastic, I, and metal. I realise it's my weird problem. I'm no, probably you're not the, the only, only one. I think a lot of people would no, that, though. Surprisingly, so many people say that to me. It's weird. But Grayscales, I'm disappointed for that reason. The limited edition Grayscales is really no, rather no, not. I see, I, I like it. I, I think it's fine. I really like the tentacle goalpost. Yes, yes, I really like that too. I absolutely love that. Like Maybe that that's not nice. the thing that everyone else will get hyped about, but that's the first thing that I go. Although, I go, that is very... I kind of want that as a rat catcher's goal rather than a... Or coming out of a drain or yeah. something. Interesting. No, that, that or is the thing a, from the sewer. That feels like a highlight. Hag is the same? So Hag's the same, Tentacle's the same. Um, Jack's basically yeah. the same. Well, no, no, not Jack's a, different. He has his fingers is. He's also got that weird t-shirt on that I don't know if it's just the picture I'm looking at. It just makes him look fat. But isn't that isn't that his like rookie pose basically? I think it's yeah, it's quite similar, similar to the rookie. Um, that's what I was thinking of. So Sikana's um, Sikana's the, same. the same, yeah. Corsair is minorly different. Yes, because I think actual Corsair has like a harpoon behind his back. He has down by his side yeah. his right arm. He's holding two small harpoons. I quite like the hands on his hips though. Yes, I like new Corsair. Now, but Kraken I have to agree with Dan. Kraken is a problem for me. I quite like that pose. I think it I works. like the pose, but I feel like I want the arm to be further out. Because he's got like a shoulder pad, which just makes that entire thing look like a block. Mm, that may well be a limitation of the casting yeah. process. Yes, I do I love the agree. rope in his left hand. Though. I, I think quite like that. yes, I, I think you're right. A more realistic, if, if you or I or anybody else, regardless oh, yeah. of further giant comedy biceps yeah. and pauldrons, I don't think I'd be. My hand wouldn't be on my shoulder. My hand would be yeah. some way away from my body, but. That's probably a limitation of the car. Probably. I sort of love O Siren. Both sirens are great. Like I like I know it looks a little bit odd her holding the wand spear on its own, but I kinda like that. It's like she's holding like a wand almost, and with her magic pipe magic science powers or I think you know, if you swapped it for a wand it'd be stuff. fine. Right now she looks like a crossing lady. Hmm. <laughs> no, see I I mean I know what you're saying, but I actually kinda like it. I'm not loving it. I, I like it all bar that arm poking out. If, if sure. I ever own a fish team, that arm's going somewhere else. Now, and the actual reason to buy these boxes, the pufferfish ball, and the crab ball. I think both. both I think balls the pufferfish is better. Nailed it. Yeah, I do think the pufferfish is better, but I do also really like the little hermit crab. Yes, I can't quite see what's going on on the wheel of the goalpost in the first one. What's on it? I believe it's um oh, it's shark shark jaws. Shark yes. Yeah, it's I just there on the back. I feel like it should the other way. Be, yeah, turned. Yeah, it should hundred percent be facing so we can see the shark jaws. That was bad composition there. Whoever took these photos. <laughs> Uh, but Shark just looks derpy. I don't think there's a way around that. I do. The think hair going out to the side is weird for me. Yeah, when yeah. he's standing still. But he's also stat- lent slightly to the right off the ball. I think the pose they had him in the Indiegogo one was beautiful. But I was about to ask that question. Has anyone got a side-by-side comparison? Because my oh, memory of that somewhere, he, those sure. sculpts was I looked at them all and went, wow, that's a beautiful team. And the I look at this and I go, there's nothing work. wrong with them. But yeah. They don't look as good as I think I remember the Indiegogo ones. I, think I agree. Most of them are the same, apart shark. from Shark. So Shark, body pretty much the same. Hair was down more, I think, yep. and right arm holds the spear upright, and so I maybe stoked into the ground at the bottom as well. Oof. I mean, I'm buying them and doing my Star Wars ones because that's what I said I was going to yeah. do ages ago. But Barry's giving everyone lightsabers. Fair. 
it when they're the same sculpts, it makes it harder to justify. I mean, but we're not who these are for. Ultimately, let's remember these are for the people that have yeah. been clamouring, going, "Hey, I'm new to the game, but I can't seem to buy a team. How do I do it?" It's it's for them. Which so they don't give a I'm fuck. so thankful for. They need to do it, and they need to get the rest of them out fast. I, I know, I know, it's not easy, but it, it, for the health of the game, it's so important. Absolutely. So butchers are next. We assume, yeah. Well, we got told, didn't we, that fish and butchers were coming? Oh yeah, first. like ages ago. But yeah. that was already. It's already later than they were supposed. Yeah, to be. no, absolutely. But yes, butchers should be next. So we have to imagine it'll be engineers after that for cogs. Yeah, because. You assume they're probably doing them in minor guild order. Yeah. Well, they said that. Do you remember, we got an email months ago, and it was you know the next uh, resin team will be the engineers. Yeah. But I'm sure we were meant to get them. Yeah, you know, a while ago. But you know, so I agree. I think they'll probably be next because yeah. they're miners out. Yeah. We've already had hunters. We've had mods. Yep. So it should be engineers. Yeah. Um, and then. We know the next miner is the lamplighters. I think. I think like nineteen percent. We've had it soft confirmed, I believe. It was yeah. heavily implied. Yeah. So it's then Alks lamps. Then yeah. But I'm not. I'm I, I'm expecting like lamplighters at the end of the year. But then God tier comes out. So then surely is God tier taking over? Well, so my assumption would be is God tier is due for the end of the year. So that's their Q4 Christmassy. Go ask. Look at their spy ship. Yeah. And then SteamCon is delayed till Q1 next year. Allegedly. 2020 Allegedly. sometime, yeah. So summer next year. Q1, I reckon we'll get a minor uh, SteamCon. Yeah. Um, the Free Cities draft players. Q3 slash 4, I reckon. Yes. So coming uh, out like, we already like had, a rolling release, maybe? Like I can't imagine we'd get Metal Boxes again like we did for oh, no. the others. So I would imagine we're going to get blisters like Cutlass and Culver and... No, we don't like the captains were. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That sort of style. In resin. So probably rolling if the captains are anything to go by. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, so it's great that it's happening. You know, keep up the pace. Yeah, but it's just, it's just I'm just. It, I mean, again, one picture does not tell the story. No. no, and what I would say is my experience of Steamforge new resins to date is they are beautiful when you get them in your hand. Agree. Like, there are lots of things I look at that picture and go, "Ooh, I'm not sure about." But the reality is, I haven't picked up one of their yeah. resin sculpts yet, and not gone. Wow, that is such a. The detail is all there. Mm. I uh, want to paint that model. Just as a collector of things, I just am a little sad about the models that are. Well, I think it's really only four. So Fet Sakana. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Regular Sakana, Hag. Uh, Tentacles. Ten. Uh, Tentacles, Grayscales, and Angel. Angel is different. She's different, but it's not enough. Sure. But then, if she's not enough, is Corsair's change enough for you? Because he's equally um, subtle in his change. Yeah. And also, Grayscales is different from normal Grayscales. Not as many people have limited Grayscales. I don't know, like, these limited edition models, seems, every fucker seems to have them. Look, who hasn't got three mists? They're called limited edition. All it means is limited release at the time. Yeah. It just means that they're rarer to come they're out. They're not obligated to stock them, but they're not obligated to stock I've them. I've got the two moment, of so. the metal ones, because I was going to keep one regular and one Star Wars, but now this is Star Wars, so and it'll be easier to work with, maybe. Yeah, Corsair as well. Add it onto the list. So, as a collector like type six. person, I'm disappointed in that regard, in that aspect. Well, like Pregnant Soul. But I think Soul's it's brilliant. Like 
like Matt already said, as a co- as a collectory type person, you're disappointed. Yes. But we are not the target audience. Correct. That's what I said. Because people have been playing since fish were freely available and all over the place have probably got them if yeah. they wanted them. It's the people who are coming into the game since yeah. the myriad of weird distribution problems have occurred. Yeah. And because they can't get anything that they, they want to play. For with. all of us people who've been around for ages, they did the here's your last chance on the metals. Yeah. And we, they did the Indiegogos, and we didn't go in on those. Yeah. So it ain't for us. Nope. It's not for you, Jen. <laughs> yeah, it's not for you, Jen. But the fact is, I'm still I'm just such a twat and I'm gonna buy them. Do you think that siren would? And it may, maybe it's only me who thinks she looks odd when I said I'd get rid of that arm as soon as I picked up the model. But if the harpoon was just extended into the base, so the reason her arm was out straight is because she was Balance. almost balancing mm. against or it, like swinging around it, like well pole dancing around it. Well, I was just thinking you to, go, to, Matt, yeah. to turn fast, not actually to pole dance. <laughs> Spoiler alert: well, we're, we're not going for pole dancing fish ent- again. Mate. I was going to entertain a shark where the internet's going to flip out. That was about dumb. It. Yeah. No. If, so you're right, hundred percent. If that, if that. Exactly the same harpoon, it's just longer and extended all the way to her base. Maybe I would think that the arm held out quite so locked elbow position. Man, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good pose for a lightsaber. Well, no, what I'm going to be doing already, as soon as I looked at it, I'm chopping the arm and twisting it in front of her so she's holding the blade like in front of her face. Yeah. Even if it was just angled slightly open so she was pointing with it, Yeah. I think, that, I think my only real problem with it is it looks like she's locked out at the elbow there. Yeah. And... The Everyone way she's this. holding the, yeah, the way she's holding the harpoon, no, to he, parallel. If only we knew someone who was like pretty good at conversions. <laughs> so Charlie, <laughs> you might know this because you work with him more than I have. Mm. When I'm working with forge world resin, often I'll just warm it and twist it. Yep. Have you tried that on the steam forge resin? No. What I was very conscious of was when I cleaned up cut this and culverin because I ruined the undercoat the first time was deliberately not getting the water hot enough to risk that happening mm. because usually for those of you who've never tried it there are some resin miniatures that if you put them in just off boiling water or boiling water let them sit for a minute or two and then get a pair of tweezers you can very gradually mm. start to bend the shape of poses without ever having to cut and that hair dryer model. will work as well because i've done that i've not tried it with hair dryer but yeah any sort of warmth and resin reacts quite quickly and you can sort of repose and then let it cool down. And A lot of my iron hand conversions were very simple bends. Just warm it up, bend it. Simple I, as that. I did it with um, Cutlass's Cutlass and uh, what was the other one? Some of the traps part from hanging on from steel jewel. Right. And it was just as easy as cool. resin to Because I'm looking at her arm thinking I'm just going to warm that joint, her yeah. shoulder. You'll be able to do that now. And just, so she's there and I'm going to twist to here. Ooh, that's quite a big difference. I think it's you doable. You might get away with it, yeah. I think it's doable. You'll have to sort of bend her a little bit at the elbow as well, maybe. I like that. An arc. I just like, she's looking off to the left and I like her, I like the idea of the lightsaber blade being 90 degrees, like level in front of her, like zhoom. Yeah. See, interesting, I think if I was doing it, that's not where I'd go with it. I think I would get a scalpel or a craft knife blade and cut at the point where the arm meets the cloth, just comes out the cloak, yep. um, and literally just rotate the whole thing, put it back into that joint, because then you've got the three sides of the cloak adding more contact area for gluing back on. Maybe. Well, until um, we get them in hand. It's hard to call for certain, but I think that's, that's probably where I would look. Mm. Um, but... Then I would pin it as well anyway, so who knows? Shark. I just, I'm confused by Shark, I've got to be honest. 
So I think the Kickstarter shark was so good. I never was a fan of Dancing Queen Shark. Or Honor. But. Yeah, Which tough. is the running one? That's Kickstarter. So he's really nice. Brilliant awesome. model. Yeah, brilliant model. Brilliant model. So it's nice to have one now that's not like. You, if they were done a running one, we'd all be like, oh, there's two running ones. You know, it's nice to have this sort of stoic stationary dude. But yeah, I'm not. I just need to. I could be once we turn him and go, ah, now I get it. Oh, that's what that is. It's yeah, fine. exactly. I'm sure we've had this many times before. Yeah, it's, it's, especially since that's not even a particularly great photo for zooming in on. No, know. it's not very high res. Um, so, but I think a vet. Um, what the fuck's her name? Siren. That's not a great angle for that model because no. it looks like yeah, she's kind of a witch doing. being yeah, a witchy. See, I'm hoping that what that. Is with her arms. Is she, she's sort of almost spell casting yes, like exactly. in front of her. Some I'm sort of weird, like that. Yeah. weird twisted finger yeah. pose. Just can't some, some quite like tell. Doctor Strange hand poses going on like that. Which is Get the infinity hacking plates. Yeah. So you know, I love this. Yes. yes. That looks so good. That needs to happen. <laughs> Give Charlie an idea. Careful but, but for the Star Wars idea, she's just using force. <laughs> All you need to do is like pin like a box on like a long thin bit of like invisible... Like Earth, uh, see through plastic in front of her, so it's floating. Like no, no, you need to like find someone and then like re-choke them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Charlie, give me a bang tooth. He's choking. <laughs> well, by just a ball on like was... a, a see-through little bit of plastic, sure. that, and it's like levitating it in front of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if her lightsaber is out in front of her and she's like, there you go, calling it back or throwing it or some shit. Yeah, you go. <laughs> that won't get in the way on the table. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's why it's up fine. in the air. When has the inability to stand two models next to each other ever been a problem in Guild Wars? <laughs> Rotator, it's fine. Pivot. Okay. So, ultimately, fish. They're out. We're super happy that they're releasing things yes, that they are available to buy. Hopefully, the Morts and Hunters will go back to, in stock. Clarify, I think Morts are out of stock currently, right? Probably. Yes. Yeah. 28th of... Uh, June. 28th of June. Two weeks hence. Two weeks hence. In time Vengeance. Speaking of... Vengeance, seamless segue. Um, <laughs> Almost professional, well done. <laughs> well, I'm going to get on my grave <laughs> Almost professional, well done. <laughs> um, actually, I think what will be on my gravestone is we can still hear him. <laughs> um, well played. V5, Vengeance the 5th, VV, is coming. Dan yeah. and I don't really have to contribute a great deal to this segment yeah, in terms like, of our preparation because we're going to be chatting shit on stream as we are commentating. I, Which I disagree with. I think Dan should be playing. Dan's a good player and I think he should be playing and trying to like get his dick out on the table. I mean, I think that gets you kicked out of Element. <laughs> well, let's see. Not convinced. That's definitely a TO call right there. <laughs> It didn't get slapped. Is it a out barrier or, or an obstruction? <laughs> well, well, it's what? definitely an obstruction. <laughs> it's a variable Burn. widget. <laughs> um, it's for those half-inch increments. It's got a three-inch side, a two-inch side, and a one-inch side. And then if we wait, it's a five-inch, six-inch widget. And if you're very lucky, it's an eight. There you go. But, um, we... No, you tell them it's an eight. Yeah, you tell them it's an eight, but really, you know it's a six. Like... So we've, we've fulfilled our dick joke quite well. <laughs> fans will be happy um, <laughs> so <laughs> you guys aren't playing your vengeance I'm disappointed Charlie we are playing your vengeance we are playing a vengeance 
Uh, you're blacksmithing, definitely. Absolutely, definitely blacksmithing. Mm. I still am yet to decide. So two weeks to decide. It's between three teams, which is Alks, Masons and Smiths. I think what's good is you've not left it until two weeks before one of the biggest tournaments for Guild Ball in the UK before deciding even what team you're going to play, let alone getting a lot of practice in with them. A, practice isn't going to help me. <laughs> That's demonstrably not true. <laughs> um, let's be honest. I'm not going up there to go, right guys, you know, the big dog's here. But That's you not want what to. it's about. Don't you? No, I want to go positive. Okay. You know, it's tough, isn't it? Because... Like sports psychology and all that bullshit, you should be like, well, I'm winning this. Yeah. You walk in and go, I'm as good as any cunt here. I'm going to fucking win. Whoa. But it's like, yeah, I'm not that guy. Which is why I don't win things. <laughs> do, you, do you set yourself a target before tournament? Going positive. Simple. Yeah. That's it, really. I'm not... That's positive score, win, losses, not just like, let's stay positive, you guys. If I can't beat the, my guys on my own podcast, how can I beat my guys... <laughs> At a big tournament that win events. Some of a group of four and I still came last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What Barry's done there is very kindly suggest that we're not very good and that he should be able to beat us and other people. That's literally not what I did. I was saying that you're much better than me. No, I know, but I'm, never mind. I'm, I was kidding anyway. I wasn't being okay, No, like, if I can't beat you guys, how can I come and... Um, oh, I see what you're saying, but no, yeah. like, <laughs> now, now I say it that way, I understand. But that wasn't the yeah, intent. I know. The intent was, yeah. you guys are better, you're not playing... I'm not going to win against anyone. But you don't have the Dan to run into. As a don't have the Dan. We've got like some Germans and, you know. Um, I don't think I've beaten you, Charlie. I don't think we've played that many games. Though. I think we've played two when you were Hunters. Only two, possibly. It's probably long enough ago that it doesn't matter anymore. We're <laughs> right. in Irata and we're both playing different teams. So <laughs> it's a safe bet that whatever the result was, it's moot now. We're both yeah. new people. You've both grown so much since then. <laughs> I've been working out as well. We've followed your, <laughs> we followed your journey. Like, <laughs> cake um, after cake after cake. <laughs> so I really do need to decide. I've got some... Well, we'll play this afternoon. Help me decide. Uh, I've got some games booked with Rich Beard on Tuesday. Nice. Ooh. Up a dark sphere, so yes. that'll um, help me decide. If you said right now you have to pick one, I think I'd pick Smith. I think you you should. And I think I keep trying to find an Are excuse. You picking Smiths because you think you'll enjoy them more, or because you think you'll do better with them? Both, genuinely both. Okay. Barry uh, enjoys winning, therefore the two are in fact the same. <laughs> <laughs> but so with Alks, I've had a lot of fun with them, but I'm. Semi-conscious that they haven't had their new cap, which we'll come on to later. That's one of the questions. And I kind of, I kind of want to. Parmy wants to play alchemists a lot now and get good with them or better with them. Forgive me. So that when the, the cap comes, I can be like, "Hey, I'm ready for the new captain." Um, but then there's Corbelli, who's so much fun. Like he's great. I am not super enamoured with Culver and Cutlass, but that's because I haven't played with them. Also, don't think they're necessarily your jam. They're no. I, I mean, a long-range knockdown, yes, thank you very much. But if I'm going to be trying to play with a live ball, they're not... Yes, they could hit that model that's going to have the ball and scatter it and da da da, da but I'm never going to hit that. Cause At I'm that point, mad. just play cast. Cast, I really like. the Cast and furnace together, I really do like. A tooled-up cast is filth. See, I think, I think now, weirdly, it, it's possible that 
cast and cinder are two of my drops <gasps> and then it's either hearth and or alloy and i'm not 100 percent certain mm. which i'm sh- that's the biggest thing which is in this discussion but i don't well let's ask you do you know i don't know if it's giving away tactics but who are you i'm not drops? good enough to care if i give away my tactics my inability to play the game will undermine <laughs> me far quicker than other people knowing what i'm going to do before i do it who are your drops then because is it two do we have to make two three 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 Okay, so my drops at the moment are Original Cinder, mm-hmm. Alloy, mm-hmm. and Cast. It's fine. Cast is the one that hurts me because I love Cast. She's great. I, I want to use her all the time, but unfortunately, I'm sure it's been said by other people who are better at Guild Ball than me, while she does everything, she's not the best at anything. Sure. Have you... Can I... Oh, sorry, go back. Go down. Because you, you're dropping Cinder and Alloy, and you're happy about that, yes? Yep. yep. Well, I'm not happy about so, dropping no Cinder, well, to fine. be honest, yeah. but I think the, the occasions where I use her are niche enough that I could just as happily use somebody else, sure. and so she winds up missing out. Without Ocinder and Alloy, what do you see as Hearth's purpose? So I take, personally, I take half for one matchup, and it's solely into Miners, because the most success I've had against miners, albeit limited sample group, but the most success I've had against miners and dealing with all their movement shenanigans is just go knockdown spam. I'm not even going to play my game. I'm going to play knockdown as many models as possible, and whatever's left after that, if I only get to spend two or three influence scoring actual VPs or moving towards VPs, that's fine. Because, okay, they can still place, yeah. but like you mentioned earlier, you sometimes feel you struggle to generate momentum. Yeah. They can't stand... If they can't move, they can only place. They don't actually run right across the table. Yeah. And a wall of people who, at the limit of their melee zone, which Hearth can increase... Yeah. If I stand two inches from your model rather than where I might conventionally stand base to base, if I stand off at two inches, knock you down, knock you down, knock you down, and just keep a wall of people between... You can't place beyond me. Correct. So you've got to stay the wrong side of me to my goals. If that wall's on the halfway line, when I decide, okay, I need to get a goal, I can do that. If you score, I can get a snapback goal. And I've found that the miners players, and it might just be because they're not used to having to cope with that scenario. The miners players I've played into, where I've just gone, Hearth's going to get loaded up and knock people over. Anvil's going to get loaded up and knock people over. And then probably Alloy's going to throw a shoomerang at somebody. But you dropped Alloy. Not alloy, sorry, bolt, oh, throwing yeah, a shoomerang at somebody. And then whatever influence I've got left is what I'm going to play the game with because actually Blacksmiths are quite sure. good reactionary, in a reactionary way. So that's the only reason Hearth's in the team is for that matchup because I found in a limited sample group it stifled what miners wanted to do. That wasn't me telling you you were wrong, that was just me genuinely interested. Yeah, because that's, that's the only a great reason. Answer. Because yeah. great answer. Arguably, yes, Hearth interacts with Alloy and, and she gives Cinder auto tackle yeah. without having to roll dice, which is brilliant. But that's not where I'm using it. Sure. Which mm, like. interesting. It's interesting. So yeah, the, I like that. The only one I'm considering switching back in is so a half obviously doesn't do a great like I don't really think I'll play half at any point. So part of me goes, Well, do I take one of the eight inch kicks? So I have a, an apprentice with an eight inch kick. Because at the moment, the only eight inch kick I ever play is either Furnace or more often Farris dropping the ball. So maybe I should be playing an inch kick, but then I might play Ferrite in a couple of scenarios. She's unlikely to be captain, but with three influence, she can still get a goal if everyone else is clearing up half. Of her. I, I still believe she's captain or nothing. But I don't think she has to be. 
She's a tough one, and I think might be my drop, and she's the drop that hurts me the most. See, for me, I don't think you can drop a master. I think each of the masters do something quite specific. Yep. And often, that specific thing is the flex pick into a specific threat from the opposition. Okay. Fair enough. I don't think the apprentice, although the apprentice obviously all do their own thing, all apprentices can put out damage, all apprentices can get a goal all apprentices are a pain in the arse to hit if they're under sentinel what I used to really like about cast and still do is that I often felt she was the one apprentice who could go out of the obvious activation sequence so master goes generates easy momentum does something that sets up an apprentice apprentice goes contributes to VPs Yeah. what I found with cast was she was the one person who could go well I'm actually going to behave like a master I'm going to take my two or four influence or whatever I've got on me I'm going to go first I'm going to hit easy momentous results that debuff the opposition. And if I've been forced to activate in the wrong order, cast can cover that role. The problem is okay. that arguably, and that, that for me, that was the one niche that cast did. Yes, she can kick. Yes, she can fight. But what she really gave me was flexibility in the activation order. That's fair. And I think Alloy had that. It, they reduced it when they took away his ability to take a two inch from half from range. But he had that and that's why he had to get changed. But see, I think Vet Cinder has that anyway because she goes, well, I'll go first. I won't be the killing machine this turn, but I am going to prod you and debuff your armor, pro- set you on fire, prod you and debuff your armor. I'm still probably going to do about nine damage. I'm st- yeah. yeah, I'm still with no setup, going to do meaningful damage, debuff armor, whatever comes next is going to hurt a lot more because you don't have armor. So the roles I was using cast in are either done by Bolt because I want football and dodginess, or they're done by Cinder because I want somebody who can activate out of sequence. I like that. And I don't like that I have to drop cast, but that is why I drop cast. Mm. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a perfectly compelling reason. The reasons for me is basically half... So I, w- I, w- I want to recommend at this point um, listening to Fraser McFretridge on Singled Out on the latest episode. Fraser gives a nice, about an hour-long breakdown of Smith's in different scenarios, why he takes X player into X matchup. Who you know who does what and, and when, and it's a very very good listen. He is obviously a very uh, skilled and competitive, highly ranked player, particularly with the Smiths. I definitely recommend it. Um, but what he was saying is about Hearth is effectively instruction is tooled up for Smiths because instruction adds two net results, which often means they hit the next result up. So it's it's super tooled up because it often gets you two extra damage rather than one, but it's a damage. Increaser, and if you want to increase your damage, you can you can take Tooled up on Furnace, who also has Sentinel and an eight-inch kick, and the tackle on one Tooled up is across four influence. Two net hits is across one influence, though. That's the other big thing. So, if you want someone to increase your damage output, Furnace is the better option over half. So, um, Charlie's point about knocking down the world against minus is you know perfectly valid, and that makes a lot of sense to me. It's not a matchup mm. I've had to play into a lot. My in my head, if I'm playing against miners, I'm doing the lament configuration or something similar, and I'm forcing each miner Absolutely. to come to me. Anyone who doesn't get away, I kill that lament configuration. Is fucking horrible with them. Which is a, a scenario I may, may want ferrite in, because if suddenly Iron's in a position where he's maybe getting tied down, and next act, next turn he's going to get the ball taken off him, she pulls him four mm. or six inches out. And disarm is very relevant. It is. I really like disarm a lot. I still don't think that's what I want to be spending influence on. No, no, but if if they were threatening the ball, you could go, okay, 
he like irons armor three. Yeah, so maybe your, I just disarm three people. Your striker's now tack two. Fuse is now tack three. Your captain's tack four. Yeah, and he's in cover with free armor. Have fun. Yeah, uh, you are still right. But there, but, but it's but I agree. It's super hard to take her for that purpose, especially when the other smiths are so good. Like I just I love, especially on the kick into teams who can't reliably kill her. I love a Faris kickoff. I love Faris cap with oh, she's my captain always. I think with Iron as her apprentice, and then I take Ooh, Cut- really yeah, and then I take Cutlass Culverin and um, uh, Anvil and Sledge because Iron can bump everyone else up two inches, and then Anvil can bump everyone else up two inches. Iron can bunker the ball once I've got my first goal until I've got my kills. Mm. Um, Iron is a very good mid-game um, scrummer slogger. Because once he's in... So everyone else has excellent burst damage. So like Sledge, you can just buy eight damage. And you're kicking with the captain. To clarify, on that lineup, you're kicking with the captain. Because what I like to do... So I did it into Corbelli the other day. I kicked I kicked off with um, uh, Farris. The second the ball was on not a close control model, or could have been on Flint, that would have been fine. Charge, get a goal, slide off into cover. Mm. That team doesn't come and kill Farris unless they put stuff onto Corbelli or like... Um, Cind- Cinder can start the process but if Cinder's not got her full ac- uh, influence allocation she's not doing it do you mean Chisel? I do mean Chisel not Cinder sorry Sorry. so if you score first with Faris you've started the race so it's harder for them to come back especially if you can somehow keep her in snapshot range and what I liked doing was spending all five of my influence on attacks to move people around or stagger people and be annoying and then taking the legendary goal um and then by that time, everyone else is four inches further forward, thanks to Iron and Anvil. The four inches further forward feels very relevant. So suddenly, Culverin's already threatening people via Cap- Cutlass's character plays. Uh, Iron's done nothing, but Anvil can potentially bump everyone up. Well, and he's, go done, and do stuff. he's done something with the two inches. He's moved everyone up to. And then um, you've got two to three influence on Sledge to go and really wail on someone. Like you can, you can get a charge with Pile Driver and then another hit. Mm. And so that's you're like, four inches up the pitch. You're threatening you can, most. You're threatening people. most things. And if you really need to, before um, Ferris blitzes off, you can quick for someone. Mm. See, I think I'm dropping Cutlass and Culverin because I haven't played practice with them yeah. at all. And they're not. They don't play the way you want to play. No, Smith. so they're kind of out for me. Which uh, fair enough. I mean, mm. to me, it sounds like madness because they've mm-hmm. become so integral to the way well, I like to play. I the actually game. genuinely want to play them because I really want to feel that way. I want to try my new toys. And I've only had a couple of games and I was like, eh. It's, but it's not for you, Jen. Yeah, it's not for me. Jen. It's not for you, Jen. <laughs> it's just not how you want to play. They aren't mm. They aren't part of the super high-speed footballing Smith that is your jam. Mm. They are part of the ranged control chip damage, yeah, new is, hotness. Is that great. is what Smiths can do. They can chip stuff down and suddenly Cinder's getting kills where kills weren't there before. Sledge is killing models he wasn't going to be able to kill from like full say mm. and or, or you're opening up what I now love which is you use um, Cutlass to chip people down to eight and then Sledge just buys them off the table yeah I think like the one bit that you would like on Cutlass and Goldwyn is the pirate result on two but for you Cast does that better agreed yeah her double dodge with damage is very, very good. This is interesting. This was supposed to be about V5 prep, and we've just kind of spiralled into what we like about Smiths. But both of us <laughs> might be playing yeah. Smiths, so yeah. it is relevant. I, I think Alks are off... 
the more I think about it, the more Alks aren't in for me. I think it is between Corbelli and Swifts, and I do say Corbelli specifically here because I will be mono Corbellying if I play it. You're just playing. Do you have a second character in, in your roster? Captain in your roster? Um, yeah, because why not? Hammer, because he's more painted than sure. and because it probably <laughs> <laughs> should be him over. Honor if you're playing Corbelli? Like, well, I used to play. Not for Dan. In season two, he's, when he's I played. <laughs> I played a lot of Masons in season two, and he was my captain. Yeah. But I was playing Snakeskin as my union pick, and she was my kickoff model, so. I mean, Snakeskin's an arguably better kickoff model now than she was. Possibly, yeah. And I mean, if you don't have Hammy, you just sort of auto lose to Smiths. So. <laughs> do you auto lose to Smiths? Kind of. You do. Good Smiths players. <laughs> Good Smiths players. <laughs> There's lament configuration, then you, you get it out of the lament configuration the once, once, yeah. But never, but then again. I kill whoever, apart from maybe Corbelli, who did it, right? It is so hard to if you've Gross. got the cover where you need it. Oh. The, the Smiths at the moment feel so, in such a good they're place. A team that feels like when they're played by people who have been playing them for a long time or are very good or just have lots of reps in, they can be so oppressive. Mm. But then, as soon as they're picked up by someone who's just like, hey, look, Smiths. Metal guys, armor. It's like when things aren't in Sentinel, they're misplaced. The influence allocation is slightly wrong. They're just like a cakewalk. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's a similar scenario to playing into a good morticians player. Yeah, it's like a good, yeah. a good control player just takes away all your toys because they know your team as well as you do, and they yeah. go, "I know you need X, Y, and Z, and you don't get to play with those." Yeah. And you're sat there going, oh, this is rubbish. That team's OP yeah. as hell." And I think it's the same thing with Smiths. Like if you know which Smiths to use against which opposition, or which things can't get the ball off iron in cover, yeah. then the other person has a very miserable day. Yeah. Can I swing this a little different way? How yeah. are you guys feeling into Vet Boar? What are your thoughts? Ugh. What are your plans? The boogeyman. Because let's face it, we were going to have to discuss him at yeah. some point. The guy is yeah. freaking everywhere. Like if, we, if we play the assumption that everyone is playing to the matter, like you will see a lot of Vet Boar, and you'll see a lot of farmers because farmers beat Vet Boar, and you'll yeah. see a lot of blacksmiths because they're. How do farmers good. beat Vet Boar? Just because Thresher, thresher is strange. Yeah. Functionally. Out and thresher. thresher. Thresher can outgrind them. They've got high enough HP pools. Um, they they still off rivet. They're protected against shank bullfuckery due to um. Down to charge. Oh yes, that's the one. Maybe can't yeah. think of his name. Tater. 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 So mm. that would be like the expectations, if you were. So mm. how are you feeling to have Vibor? Let's say if you were playing Corbelli. Oh okay. Um, so then we have two different. Yeah, because otherwise we're just going to have two Smiths players. Well, no, but I think our answers would be very different for Smiths. Because well, Charlie and I maybe. Of course different. they would, because you play different to every uh, Not everybody. Uh, Corbelli, I don't. I have not played into Vet Ball with Corbelli. Go but um, am I kicking or receiving? Because I would choose to receive. Okay. So would Vet Ball. Yeah. So let's say. So you have a 50 50 chance. <laughs> let's say you end up having to kick. Let's say the worst case scenario. I You've kick, had to kick into Vet Ball. Then I kick with Flint. With the intent of trying to score a goal, I have four points, they have two. Okay. And I am trying to... So, I'm trying to get Corbelli in a position where I get my second goal. So, that's done with um, Rekka pushing him two. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not realistically going to get the pass unless, the, unless Flint manages to get the ball next to a, a concrete wall. <laughs> Um, what were you going to say, Dan? I was going to say, 
you can be welcome to one of the worst footballing matchups in history, which is Flint versus uh, Original Brisket. Yeah. It's horrific. It's awful. It is awful. Uh, the other thing with Flint specifically, I've been having. Uh, when I used to play against like high damage teams with him, uh, whenever he like ramos and gets the ball and scores, you just slide towards their goal. So if you want to kill them, you got to go behind your line to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The problem I have with that is I'm a massive fan of a snapshot goalpost, yeah. and once he's there, he's neutralised in that respect. But- yes, but isn't it better to fuck up their plan and not have a snapshot turret? I, I would argue it is better to have the butchers all our position not threatening less less threatening against your rest of your team against the model that I was happy to sacrifice anyway exactly maybe use him fully as bait but I mean it's I'm all in on trying to get those two goals and trying to get those two goals is tough getting because Kobani can be two inches up the pitch Rekha. because of record yeah four inches with acrobatic yeah so he'll be quite central you've got the inf in that team to sort of give it to him. Um, so he can run to the middle line because he'll be well. It's eight. He'll be two inches past the middle line if he jogs. No, but if he, if he runs eight and he's already two inches up, he'll be four inches up with acrobatic. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. No, okay. Not you don't acrobatic, yeah, because that's relevant. Because we don't know who's there. Like, if the ball's on brisket, acrobatic yeah, yeah. becomes relevant. Um, well, not massively because of two inches, but you can position it in such a way that you have to go in on her. Da, da, da. It's all about, for me, it's all about whether Corbelli can get that second goal turn one. If I can, I think I can win it. If I don't get that second goal, then I'm fucked. I don't necessarily agree that not getting two, turn, two goals turn one gets you fucked. If you manage to drag off one or two people with Flint and just set up for the top of turn two... Like, yeah... Who, so who who would sorry uh, who would be your because like it, so me you, I'm thinking setting up it's like tooling up and things like that no I just mean have positions where you've got as much coverage as possible so, or give Corbelli the best chance to get to where they're likely to put the ball without whilst also being in the least threatened position he can be well the problem with butchers is that everyone's threatened like all the time it's so scary so does that mean Granite has to get as far at the pitch as she can yes Granite has to be outfield. Um potentially have someone like um, if you because you might have Tower in your list use Tower's knockback to disengage the first person who comes to Corbelli if they don't kill him mm. is her rough ground relevant in terms of forcing them to pay an extra influence to move which could have otherwise been used for oh yeah but early on they might not have it uh, but once one person if you're diving Flint into their lines to get goals they've got momentum they've yeah, got fair. like 6 to 8 probably fair. I think Flint may have died in 100% of my Masons games where he scores a goal mm. agreed but that's okay as long as he doesn't die in conjunction with somebody else which yeah. I think is the risk into Vet Boar is that not only do you feed them a momentum farm and two VPs they still find a way now they've yeah. got the ball to threat another kill I mean that's not why and even without the ball Shank's probably threatening someone if you're trading a goal for four VPs, you're in a sad place. Yeah. Trading a goal Agreed. for only two, I think is you okay. stand off far enough, you kind of go, I missile in my goal scorer, you're going to win next turn, but it's not going to matter much. And we'll play again from turn yeah. two. And then I think four, you, two up. you yeah. try and build toward, toward a Corbelli activation where Corbelli has, is activating last and no one else really has threat on him. It's not necessarily easy, but... Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Going... And Especially in like those sort of situations, going bottom and top with a football captain is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I so like turn two, you bottom Corbelli, get a goal, 
top of one, you've still got the legendary, and that's when you've got the game. Yeah, if you have to Maybe. spunk your legendary in, early. In inverted commas, that's when you've given yourself the best chance to win. Is what I would is how I would think about playing it. I'm not saying it's easily done or that it's not derailable yeah. because it's butchers, so, but on the receive, I'm looking for the usual like pass the ball about Flint and Corbelli get moved up the pitch. They're up like eight or twelve Rekka. inches depending on what's Well going. no, no, interesting against butchers, suddenly do you do that? Because you're just that's effectively feeding them. Yeah. Exactly. I think opinion. that depends entirely on their comps. I think I think they're <laughs> Ball with and without cinnamon are two very different teams. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. But the generally, w- the wisdom is kicking with Shank. That seems to be the thing that people are doing. It's, it's what we do down here, but apparently... Who the fuck knows everywhere else? What are others doing? I Strange things. Strange oh. and weird and wonderful things. Kicking now. with Shank seems powerful. Yeah. And then giving all the tools to... What was the pitch Shank we've been discussing? Oh. Secret tech. Okay. It's not the pig kick, it's that ox. Oh, it's the vox kick, that's it. Vox yeah. kick, buff the pig. Vo- with the pig anchor. It's, it's how you beat vet ball with Philip. Philip. Oh, I, I look forward to seeing that. Maybe. Like. So, what's your blacksmith's vet ball tech? Um, so, my blacksmith's vet ball tech is grossly underprepared right now. <laughs> I yeah, I've dodged enough. Dodge, just dodge the matchup. Oh, that's great. So, that's 50% the advice. of the people in the field I don't play, that, that's good, I guess. <laughs> Lose your first game, except that most of the vet ball players will have won their first game. Minimise your so chance my, of hitting My limited experience into vet ball players at this point, very limited, is that if I keep stalling, they'll get bored first and overextend somebody, and then I can eat that person. Right. But that person will have eaten you. <laughs> But the point is, the one that comes into me, I can keep. Uh, I don't actually yeah. kill it, I keep it. And if that's a bit bored and happy days in magical Christmas land, it's going to be Shank. It's probably yeah. Shank. So then I've taken that toy away, and then I'll just stand there drumming on that one, not quite dead yet, not quite dead yet, until the next thing gets bored and overextended. But that is, it's not a good strategy. I'm not advocating that as a plan. It's, mm. I think I've played into him twice now, so this is how limited this experience is. Right. Both times, they got bored before I did. If I have to kick, yeah. <laughs> but if I have to kick, yeah. Turn one is a non-event, and if they have to kick, then I've got the ball and I can actually make yeah. some things happen because Bolt can manoeuvre my team around quite a lot and I can actually outthreat them, and that's great. I haven't worked out. I think it was Alex Botts was saying that everybody into vet ball should be planning for a two and two game. I'm gonna. Straight away, hold my hand. I don't know where I get a two and two game the way I play because I play ultra Cajun conservative, which sure. is probably why I'm not a really good Smith player. Um, but yeah, so my, my tactic at the minute is if I'm not controlling the threat ranges, I'll stand here and wait till you make the mistake of overextending something. And if that means for eight turns, I got you got I got I, I kicked, I win. And yeah. that is a really, really poor strategy, but wow. it's all I've got at the there minute. Was, there was a period when uh, Thrasher was at his peak where. Uh, our our strat against Thrasher was to infinitely prison Thrasher. Mm. We just sat Thrasher on three health, so they can't um, crop dust him, and just they Thrasher is always in threat of dying, and Thrasher never moves. So the only thing I would say on that front, they still have brisket. If you sometimes, if if I'm playing dismiss, I think the brisket's worth it. Mm, I do actually, but. So, we had uh, Andy, who's a, who's a pretty good uh, butcher player from the club. He went through a game where he had a game where 
the the it wasn't a blacksmith player or, or I accept, but I can't remember who he was playing to. Or was it Falconers? Uh, it was um, okay. It's a very uh, different Reeves. matchup than I accept. The Reeves, James, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I accept that it's a very different matchup. My point is, they played a very standoffish game, so he just scored three goals. At the end of the day, the Butchers still have one of the best strikers or one of the better strikers in the that, game. That's fine because that's the overextension. I need. You've given me the ball back to control threat ranges, and you've given me something to take hostage and drum on for momentum. That's fine. I can live with with going a goal down. But by the but time they've got it. that goal, they've got other stuff that's starting to be in threat range, and eventually you will run out of board. My, yeah, but this is, I, I, I already started yeah. with. This is not a good plan. It's true, I know. I'm My limited experience yeah. in this matchup is what worked was. I'll wait for you to make the first mistake. Yeah. I'm happy for a non-event. It's like you said earlier. Smiths can ride out a turn when nothing happens, and they're actually okay with that. The, the butchers out in that situation is they injure a turn where they're going last, or even if they're not going last. Their last activation kills your last activation. Yeah. They then win momentum going to the next turn, and on that turn, they've also moved Vet Boar into nine of someone. So they then open with Vet Boar, killing probably another model. Yeah. And, and from that, you snowball. Then I'm doomed. Yeah. So, like I say, yeah, it's it, not really a plan. It's, yeah. It's worked. Smiths, I think, have game, but it's the advantage because... where, because of their high armor, they a bad spike down on the wrong attack stops the berserk. Which makes kills go offline when they should do, and suddenly Shank is sitting there going, "Well, I'm I should have had an extra two attacks here that I don't," and I think that is relevant. I just not come up against the spike down. I only seem to come up against the spike up. <laughs> yeah. Spike, spike down. You the, say? What I would say about your plan is, having played him a few times now in tournaments, Vetball, um, KG seems to be how I think I'm going to try and deal with him. Because otherwise, the opposite of that is effectively feeding him players. Well, it's the race. Mm. So, Vetball, you you assume that they're going to try and functionally score six point turns, or if they engage, him it's an eight point turn, and he was like, "I'm just going to trade six points with you and hope that my six points are better than your six points." Yeah. I mean, people going about them being glass and stuff, and that's like, yeah, that's fine, but um, I don't seem to be able to kill him. So. <laughs> I think I was having this discussion with Charlie uh, a couple of days ago. There are there are arguably two problems that butchers have, and they don't solve each other. If you were to say errata them, okay, their design space is meant to be like damaging glass cannons, which is fair. Uh, but I think some of their glass cannonness has gone. Agreed. Because like, if you look at Ox and Vibor, they're now very they're quite durable actually. Jumpy, like, yeah, v- has got roughly a million hit points, and Ox is three two, and three two is the gross stat line yep um, confirmed but then the other problem is the way at least down here we are playing the game the butcher's like game plan of I'm killing and snapping back and just doing everything as fast as possible is just the best way to play at the moment mm. down here preface your meta may vary da, da, da. Uh, so I think even if you were to change butchers to the point where they are back to being true glass cannons they would still be worse because you've obviously nerfed them slightly but they would still be Pretty good in the current meta, just because that's the way they play. Because of the speed, yeah. yeah. Tough to disagree. But yeah, in synopsis, my my V five prep, which I think was what we were talking about, <laughs> yeah, was not played enough games, yep. and certainly not enough games in the vet ball. So watch this space for the win, right? <laughs> I actually think Smiths are going to win Vengeance this year. I don't know who's going to be honest. I don't. I'm just calling it a Smiths. Right, if, if the sample group is me versus Barry and Barry hasn't decided what he's playing, there's a good chance. Yes. 
So we have a 75% chance of a Smith's victory, right? <laughs> That's how statistics yeah. work. 50% of the time. Um, it's tough for me to not want to play Smiths, if I'm honest, because I just like them so much. But we'll see. Um, how I deal with that ball with Smiths, I, generally it's like I try to outstill score them. And I think that's probably the better solution. I think being cagey will ultimately backfire. Yeah, I mean, being cagey works against pe- oh. people who are going to make a mistake. Oh, I think being cagey does not work against people who know what to do. Yes. I think, especially with the way that Butcher's damage is currently, it is quite easy for them to, if the Butcher player does need a like rudimentary knowledge of the other team's team. Should we stop while wearing on the Who cares? But if they're aware of what models they need to kill to snowball, and they just knock out like two important models. It's like in like say against the Brewers matchup, if they try and play Gagey, if they like bottom decimate top your captain, then the game just snowballs. But if they can make the same decisions and they make that wrong and say, Well, I'm gonna bottom uh Hooper and top fucking Friday, then it's fine. Hello? Hello. Hello. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting one. It's definitely a matchup that I think you have to be prepared for going into Vengeance. Like, oh, absolutely. Th- Statistically, we're going to hit better ball than probably any other cap more than any other captain. Yeah, think- that was the um. Ah, uh, what was it? Two or three Vengeances ago, when everyone was like, "Oh, Fisher, the 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 boogeyman team," and then only five, six players. Turned up That's fish. right, there was a point where but everyone everyone had bought Engineers and Union to combat fish. Yeah, super so like aggressive fish was a thing. and 20 Engineers and like 15 Union hmm. and 5 fish to combat. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be... I think Alchemist won that one. Shall, shall we uh, counter the counter? Shall we work out what everyone needs to play to play into that? Farmers? Play the thing that beats them? Uh, <laughs> yes. So everyone's playing Brewers and Hunters. <laughs> See, Hunters, like, why are they not on my radar? I should be playing a bit of them. But... Steeljaw is fantastic, but requires you to put in a lot of time to make it work. Mm. Right, well, so, I mean, my take is hope I receive, score two goals, turn one, distraction can't affect someone, and score again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, is that our vengeance prep? I mean, I've just been watching games. Yeah. Have you like you know got some slogans, some phrases ready? No. Uh, I'm maybe sure. watch dodgeball. Get some like. He has got some. He keeps saying bottoming players, and I'm like a child. I have to snigger every yeah, time yeah, he yeah. says it. <laughs> I'm just going to watch dodgeball. I'm going to watch a load of uh, like um, match of the day stuff and that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you do need to decide who is Pepper Brooks and who is Cotton McKnight. That's probably the way to run it. You're... I'd be Pepper. He'd be Cotton. Yeah, I think that's inevitable. Cotton knows what he's talking about. Pepper has randomness and bizarre non sequiturs. Yeah, the, the, Matt has that baked in. Yeah. So I have got that in the tank. So shall we move <laughs> on to listener questions? Cool. So kicking off with the ones we've got on the Robert Bear page, uh, friend of the show Dominic Westland. Oh, Westy, wicked, wicked, wild, wild west. <laughs> I'm going to make that stick. He is asked, uh, "What are you hoping for from the last few captains?" Go. So we've got the Alchemist captain. Alchemist captain. Farmers, Farmers captain and union question mark vet greed question mark question mark yeah alchemist captain we all know what I want from an alchemist captain a transforming, transforming model. model I've said it before somebody wants from any I've said boot. it again you want Optimus Prime but 
Well, that he was, shoots fire. That was what I wanted Rivet to be, Optimus Prime. I'm off that now. Yeah, so now I'm Optimus Prime really shoots fire. Now I'm accepting Super Saiyan. Okay, okay, so you want someone who, like, Goku. shoots yeah. hand laser flame poison. Yeah, sure. Okay. What about an alchemist captain that, in a kind of average and greed two-part model, starts off as a tiny little guy who's maybe not very good and ultra-vulnerable, but Voids through up. some condition, drinks his potion, goes Hulk mad, now loses his team buffs but becomes so, solo thing. Yeah, plus two tack, plus two kick, gains Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd be on board with that. I think I've asked for that a while ago. Like, guy who drinks something becomes mad. Honestly, stays on the Alchemist theme. Maverick is one of my fate was one of my favourite rules in the game until it was removed. I just, I like that idea that you can then design a model com- um, out of contact with the team. Mm, where you could have like, so say in Butchers where everyone's like super high damage. You could then say, well, this model is going to have something that would be absolutely just like broken if it was with Oxazoras and that. But we're just going to slap Maverick on it so we can mm. do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, Maybe like Thor with Cinnamon, for example. Yeah. Thor <laughs> <Ball> with Maverick. Thor <laughs> with Maverick. Uh, Too many rules on the back of his card, then, though, because I think it's limit four, right? Sure. But they've, you know, they've pretty much gone past that already. Let's instantly derail the yeah, topic sure. as well. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. what were we going to do? Oh, was that, was that, no, it was, was already that, fully derailed. Oh, no, we got we, back to boar again. I was. That's like, we didn't even perceive that as a derail because that's just how <laughs> that's we are. just how we roll, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'll get the hang of this. I story. was, I was going to say, I still like the idea that Chad and I came up with as like a, a captain where everyone, all the opponents' models get worse the closer they get to them, or the, when they're close to them. Oh, so like it's an area debuff. <laughs> Interesting. Like it's just a passive. Two, four, so, six inch aura, depending on the strength of the debuffs. Like they're emitting radiation or something. Yeah, the closer or, you get. Well, we had the idea of entropy, so it's like they're absorbing energy from their surroundings, like literally draining the life force mm. of nearby players. It gets a bit witchy science, but wickly, wickly, wild, wild, but they're alchemists. That is witchy science. Interesting. I want a large based female farmer who's a reaper, but they reap for support things. The end. Please make it so. You've wanted that for <laughs> quite a while. So we long. knew we were getting captains. so long. Uh, if they're not on a combine harvester, I'll be furious. I'll give you the key. Yeah. Or a tra- I'll settle for tractor. Tractor. But I want a farmer on a motorized vehicle. What about like a Paul Bunyan type deal where they've got a big ox next to them or like a buffalo or something? No. Or riding a buffalo? No. Tractor or nothing. Tractor or nothing. Okay. Tractor or nothing. Which I know isn't happening, but I want a tractor. Never say never. Should be female, I think. And I would like a Reaper that enables planters. So a Reaper that supports the planters. So like so the Reaper tears Ugh. up tears up Harvest Markers to give out buffs. So and that so because currently Grange and Thresh can both operate in a very like solo-ish role. Yeah. And I'd like I'd like a support farmers captain. Make the team better again. And with yeah, with Union, we presume you made their kick off vet greed? Yeah, we presume it's a bit greed. I think we have to. Yeah, so, and is it. Because it wasn't an April Fool's model, so we assume it's an actual model. But is it vet greed and is it strong box? Therefore. It takes up the Captain 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 Daniel Mascot? Cap Scott. (laughs) He's nice. I'm happy. Worth three points? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That just feels like that's a bit of a brain teaser. I don't know. I'm excited for whatever it is, but. I think it's hard to call what you want from a Union captain when I think they're probably the team that most needs revisiting at the Arata. Make their kickoff relevant. Because now 
their need to fit into every other guild has been taken away because everyone's got a minor guild. Yeah. Seems like once all the miners are out, that's the time to rebuild the union yeah. from the ground up. But if you're going to do that, it's hard to know what's going to be missing or Correct. what. I mean, what they're else not in the game added. anymore, so let's just remove them. <gasps> well, I mean, no. the only teams that are currently have them are like what? Alchemists, Masons, Brewers? Mm -hmm. Is that Why correct? Did, no, not Brewers. Brewers got Corker. What? Well, that doesn't. That doesn't Wait, have I misunderstood? Union. Teams that can play Union. So we were talking about why a union yeah. captain's hard to call because we don't know what the union are and aren't going to do. Mm. Brewers still have access. Brewers still have access to union slot. So yeah, until Fantooth so literally isn't brewer. What I've done is because I know where the entertainers are coming in my head, and I wasn't interested in them. I was like, and I don't care about brewers. I think in my head I was like, they're here. What are you talking about? No, Brewers have <laughs> experienced the biggest loss since the Civil War. Yeah, <laughs> Or whatever uh, it was. I'm so uninterested in <laughs> brewers. I think that's what's happened, and I apologise for fucking up massively. <laughs> I just don't care about. It them. was just what I love though is we're all looking at him like he's mad, and he's looking at us like I'm the one who's right. You're all the idiots. <laughs> that's right, Cam. Yeah, I claim not to be an idiot, just not wrong on this occasion. Yeah, like, literally, we're right. A fangtooth playing for the entertainers, please. And can it be the crossover? I just gave you a box of entertainers. I don't think people are gonna <laughs> let me use those in brewers when entertainers come out. Fangtooth was a season one captain. It's fine. Um, yeah, so that's it, isn't it? Just the, the two slash three. three, but because we've seen him, I find it hard to. Say. Oh, we know for certain that he is a captain model and not we an don't. old mascot. I, we no, don't. I thought I had sneakily so, been told it by someone. See, I've heard people constantly make this reference that Greed is like the new future captain, but I don't know where that originated so, from. From what I understand, uh, US SteamCon last year, uh, they were like, and so the Union don't feel like they're not getting anything out of the Free Cities draft. Here's Veteran Captain Greed. Or no, here's veteran, um, greed. veteran Greed. Yes. Not Captain. So we don't uh, know he's coming captain. along to rebuild the union after mm. the fall apart of da -da -da -da. and who's playing on his team and then there was absolutely <laughs> no context for it yeah and so things so he like, could in fact just be a coach and not even a could be but I'm sh I'm sure and I feel I can say this because I can't remember who I was speaking to I'm sure I spoke to someone who may or may not work for SMG and I thought that they had confirmed it to me but I fully admit no, I also plans change. Yeah, absolutely. What was then is not now. I like. The we idea. were also told that we were categorically never going to get a minor minor. Uh, yeah, that's true. DC true. doesn't yeah. didn't like him, but still, the minor minor happened. Um, I like the idea of him having both the captain and mascot activations. I'd like it activating twice. Huh? I'd like stamina. Stamina, like what? Like three or four inch jog stamina. Just, just a real. Good, hard-working strongbox doing hard-working strongbox things. <laughs> all greed is also here. Uh, yeah. yeah so, um, so after you. No, after you. Like I said, I think Matt's idea of having maybe someone that breaks the wall of being specifically either a captain or a mascot and potentially having both character types. Cap's I mean, yeah. It's the reverse of the old problem if you had to have average and greed because you've now got seven activations yeah. to their six. It's like, I'm going to play Union with only five activations? Does that <laughs> mean? No, no, it's still six activations. The he activates in the captain activation and he activates in the mascot activation. He has like a seven influence cap, but he, but you can use the influence in the later activation. So you can activate him for a nothing influence activation. And yeah. See, I think that's got a lot of room. Like, 
You can have, you can have you really can powerful, but... Yeah. In this instance, the mascot powers will be the most useful. So I will spend all seven of my influence on the mascot Being strongbox! Being the magic yes! super strongbox. And then Still my captain activation will yes. be null. <laughs> and like, the, two he's worth three for a takeout, but he's like, I don't know, like 22 boxes, tough hide, two, three. Oh, you're, no, no, you're, you're, like you can buy the sat lines. He's 5 you're talking yeah. five O tough high twelve boxes. Two armor. You're, you're yeah. almost talking about two completely dual cards, and I can choose which one to play off. I was thinking like it's one character yeah. that can activate twice, and I just choose whether I activate mm. when that activation becomes relevant. Yes, definitely. Like, in effect, That's yeah. the in way effect, more sensible his, thing. His strength is I can burn an activation without actually losing this model. Whereas what you were talking about is I've got two cards to choose from. Right now, what, I'm going to activate as this what card. If? Then I'm going to this, which I actually think is a lot more fun. It's a lot more harder to work. Yeah. So you have Veteran Greed as a card. Veteran Greed has a rule on the back of the card that says you must play it with Strongbox. But you don't get the Strongbox model. So you have the Strongbox card, you have the Veteran Greed card, but they both activate the same model. Oh, so when you activate, you say, right now I'm using him as Strongbox. I'm going to activate Strongbox, you move the Veteran Greed model. I'm activating Veteran Greed, I move the Veteran Greed model. Nice, like it. Okay. So I maybe think, what I we want from a new Union Captain is a truly... I mean, activations. <laughs> I know we're saying uh, veteran captain Longshank Strongbolts for a while, but yeah, that was after the salt. Um. Veteran captain Greed Longshank Greedbox. Yes. So in hindsight, what we want to do is confuse the world with two cards to one model. Yeah. Ideal. Perfect. Yeah. Except without twists, I want two models. For to one, one card. card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You want you want here's model A. Foosh. No, now I've said it, I want two cards, and I want the second card to be a shiny. <laughs> you want you want a <laughs> you want a foil. You want a collectible. I want a foil. <laughs> That's what I was really hoping for, um the uh the play kits. Shiny cards. I wanted I wanted four cards. I love a four card. We'll come on to four two cards. Two for later. a shiny. Yes. Uh I think we've answered that question. Yeah, it's a yeah, I think good we nailed it. Good question. The, the good thing is the next one I have no idea how to answer because I don't really understand it. Um the beard asked, when, commenta when commentating Vengeance, will you do one round as an ASMR commentary? <laughs> yes. Point of okay. order. What the fuck? I have so Googled it. ASMR is uh, a thing that's quite popular on streaming YouTube at the moment, which is essentially people making very quiet, very um, specific noises that elicit certain reactions in certain people. <laughs> I've already thought of that. Uh, point of order. I need context because so I don't like, understand. There are, there are literally Twitch streamers who will just eat like like jelly candy very quietly into the microphone and people will just watch them listen to them because that's apparently what they enjoy Matthew can you tell me what ASMR means if you looked it up Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response what the fuck is wrong with people <laughs> I can I can tell you like verbatim there is no I was about to say verbatim that's not a word the word, word that works in that uh, instance there is no way you are getting me to do quiet things into a microphone beard Fair. hear me now this will not occur. Have you ever had when someone like speaks quietly and then your hackles go up? Hackles? Like the, the hairs on the back yeah. of the neck? N no. Well, do, does a topless girl count? Yes. Are they, yes. Are they whispering sweet nothings in your ear? Yes. Yeah, it's, you that, it's that, functionally. I, I ain't getting that off some fucking nerd on the <laughs> internet. Eating crisps. Well, <laughs> I'm going to eat crisps quietly into your ear, Barry, and see if I can around Chocolate you. orange muffins. <laughs> Yeah, chocolate muffins quietly into your ear. Chocolate orange muffin gate was real, guys. That was real. Um, I still only vaguely understand what it is. It'll be round four when they're playing shot ball. We'll uh, we'll air some our shot ball. Sure, you can hear us quietly drinking rum. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So once you started eliciting 
autoimmune responses through audio Not autoimmune. Autoimmune. <laughs> autoerotic. Autoerotic asphyxiation response, right? That's what, what it was. Once you start eating, yeah. your physical responses to audio stimulus, what's the point? I'm lost. Like, why is that a common I thing? believe some people... Why does somebody do that? Orgasm, find it pleasurable. Okay. From what wow. I understand. Wow, okay. Um, I'll try anything once. So we talk quietly into Mike and see who can make but someone in the audience come first. Am I right in thinking it doesn't have to be talking, it could just be sounds? Yeah, some, it, apparently, from what I understand, it's different for different people. Like if I if I sat in front of the mic and licked sandpaper, someone's going to get aroused somewhere. Yeah. You can make like a bingo card for this pre-tournament. <laughs> yeah! <gasps> like, Maybe I am on board for this. <laughs> and then it's like first person on the live stream to respond with, yeah, I've been turned on by all of these, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out, Beard asked a pretty innocent question. I've already turned it into a way to get people the, give people the horn. So, <laughs> you mean it's not wow, specifically man. about sex? You, you're misleading. Apparently, me. it's not at all about sex. It's just in, at, like having a ah, nice this, time. This is not you what the has led me to believe. But it's rule 34, Dan. Rule 34, there is porn of it. Yeah. No exceptions. So, to clarify, I've misunderstood it isn't always sexual. It's just it's not sexual at all, ideally. All right, I was. I fed mean, for I a think you try telling that to the internet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did we answer your question, Beard? Good. Uh, Westy again, we greedy. Uh, wiggly, Dan, wiggly, wild, wild west. For Dan, who is in and who is out of your Fangtooth Union roster? I mean, currently I've got seven models, uh, which are Blacktooth. Uh, well, Avarice and Greed are out because and Greed of are out. the reasons we've discussed. And Charlie's going to take a crack at coin. So, so there's, four there's left. the seven that are in the photo. Yeah. Coin and have a stab at because I think the team needs a coin. Yep. It's just whether it can make it work or not. Um, the new Harry captain the is happening. Yeah. Because Harry's relatively straightforward. Um, Big also relatively good. Vet rage is happening because you need two captains in the roster. Um, and I argue we don't need the third. If it if it is vet captain Greed on the strong box, I don't think we need that. Really there's a problem with Greed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Fangtooth on a strong box could be quite funny. Just balance, that would be good. Just balance the Fangtooth ball on top of the existing no, Fangtooth strong box. Fangtooth that is also a strong box. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's three, it's three Fangtooths in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> that actually could be fun now. That's going to be such a dumb model. So heavy. Michael Adolf. That, that's going to be my, don't my on the edge of the board because it's going to flip the table. One of my favourite things about that team is that they're huge metal models because I hate the plastics yeah. because they just fly around the table. Yeah. So, yeah, um, oh. on top of the seven, coin, Harry, Rage, Benny. Benediction because I want to do the armour. Um, right. And then it's probably. Are we already at seven? So, yeah. I really want to have a stab at Hemlock. Oh, she course. is by far the most Ooh. difficult of all the Fangtooth conversions. But since Dan has found resin Fangtooths, which are way easier to cut into and shape, then I think Hemlock Tooth or Hem Tooth, Lock Tooth, Lock Jaw, whatever. Hemlock oh, is Fanglock. one I want to really have a stab at. So I think probably yeah. her. If not, forgotten about her. Minx That's is brilliant. viable. Minx is viable. Minx is already got the mask as well. The daft thing is that Fangtooth's pose is not actually that far from Minx's. If you can make one foot get in front of the other yeah. and lean him forward at 30 degrees, <laughs> he's virtually in the same pose. <laughs> and who doesn't want to see a Fangtooth go, what, 13 inches across the Roughly table? Roughly in the range Fangtooth. <laughs> already established all the best Fangtooths are the ones that yeah. do the least Fangtoothy things. Correct. So to answer the question, Avarice and Greed are out. Yep. 
Grace is out. Probably the new captain may be in now. So they're your, they're your two drops. I don't know how many drops you've got to do with Union. The, two, the drops at the minute are Avers and Greed. Grace. Grace. And Snakeskin. Uh, snakeskin. And then Minx might be a drop, but it kind of depends at point it works. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one. It's from David Margotson, off of the club. Off of the club. Uh, given Union are considered slightly below, below the curve, what do you think they are lacking? My general feeling is, one, minor buffs to existing captains, maybe just vet rage. Two, kickoff model that threatens a takeout or damage rather than just miss two threatens a goal. Three, grace buff slash repurpose as quick foot plus tooled up could turn an existing model into point two. Oh, Jesus. Let me go and find this because I need to have a look at that question. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot to digest. It's basically, how do you make Union playable or, or more likely to be played uh, more powerful and I think the points he said kind of just sum up what we would so, say and I don't know how exactly you I'd like to specifically talk about grace buff because Do it. I like my grace buff uh, I would change so have grace have a I don't know three cost play uh, to generate a ball of light irrelevant of what team she plays in and then you change orders guild rule to be uh, the ball of light doesn't end at end of turn so Grace has a character play, cost three, generate a ball of light, at the end of the turn the ball of light goes. If there's already a ball of light in play, remove the current ball of light to generate a new one. So that means that on the kick, you can give a ball of light to Union. It still costs them three. Well, it costs them one because Grace generates two automatically or yeah. whatever. Uh, and it goes at the end of turn, kind of like a snowball. And then Order still get... Order A get away to reset their ball of light if something happens to it. And they still get their shenanigans, which I like. And it makes Grace more playable. Which is all good. Interesting. And we're saying that they get it in union for that to turn. Because yeah. they can just use it to extend everyone's threat range by four to eight inches. Yeah. Well, not, not everyone's. Because it would be, if it, go, if it goes at the end of turn, it would be one player, effectively, right? End of turn, not end of activation. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Which I like. I quite yeah. like that. It's an interesting idea. Especially, yeah, because you're going to be dodging like crazy off of Harry. Yeah. Anyway. It turns union into, like, right. baby order, but you have activation problems and you must take grace which some people would argue is a, a, is a significant cost yes yes but you're only she's not fully an auto include because you're only probably using her on the kit correct mm, interesting but I don't think I know union well enough is the honest truth no I don't not anymore because I, I, I still fear their rage I still See, hate I him all. he fucks me up I don't really fear him that much anymore. I hope to change this at some point. Yeah, you probably will. When, once I start playing against again, I'll probably remember why I hated him so much. I've, I've not had a chance to play New Union with like workable Fangtooth and Gutter. Yeah. Which makes me Yeah, happy. Gutter and Fangtooth in the same team, because you're very good at that play down and setting up those bubbles. The That's going to be fucking horrible. And single out, which we never used to have. Does, That's so, true. a knockdown model's quite helpful in that regard. A lot of your team in Union have like not horrible knockdowns like mm. Fangtooth's on one uh, Rage I think is on two or three mm. Tax seven Gutter's on four but anatomical it's not impossible to hit it's not likely but is that Harry's on two or three yeah it just feels like those two models with a reliable knockdown model is good it is mm, interesting Harry's is on three three because oh that would be awful oh I'm scared of that now Rages on three. Yeah. But tax it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm really interested to see... It's not as powerful as what other teams are doing. That's the thing. It does feel, from what we've chatted about before, it does feel that the kick 
off model is, as, as Dave rightly said, um, mist seems to be your option. It doesn't feel like you're realistically thinking about anyone else. I think it depends what the other team want to do with the ball. Okay. Um, for instance, I think some teams who want to play with the ball, like you can argue that Snakeskin or Decimate is a good kickoff model mm. because they can threaten the ball. And like Mist's threat range is still like what, 8, uh, 10, 12 functionally? Because it's no longer Quick and Cover, no longer Jesus Dodge. Is I know. Correct? He, uh, Jesus Dodge gone. Still quick and. Oh, is it cover. still quick and cover? Mm. Okay, fine. Ignore me then. Acrobatics still on. Yeah. In play. I don't know. I think. I think they need. They need to look over. Oh, to, they definitely do. To tweak to tweak a lot. But it feels they're not coming until we've got all the miners. I so we've still got lamplighters. We've still got masons. We've still got blacksmiths. We've yeah. still got fish. fish. I don't mean fish. Farmers. I mean, f- I just went fish. Farmers. I think Dan's suggestion would be a really good short-term patch mm. to cover until all the miners are out when I yep. still genuinely feel they get the opportunity yes. to rebuild the union from the ground up if mm. they need to. I don't think that every model needs completely redestroying, but I think that's the ideal time then to go, right, let's completely go back to square one, look at what do we want the union to be? Where is their design? Because their design space used to be we've got to fit with everybody. Mm. That design space doesn't exist anymore. So where is their design space going to be? And then tailor the existing models accordingly to fill that space. Mm. But that's obviously like yeah. potentially a year away yet. Yeah, because it would re- re- involve reworking most of the team. One of the original... I can't remember where I heard it. I think it might have been on like a Kickstarter update like way back when. Pictures of the union were like... They were... All of their models were like the pinnacle of that model. Like mm. they had the best striker they had missed at the time. Da, 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 da. But they just did not work as a team. Yeah. But that was so, kind of the original picture. That yeah, was in season which, one. Yeah. That was which how is what they were I really like that as a concept. Like even if you're like going to physically like uh, brute force the concept by we're giving everyone Maverick, which I don't think is what you should do, but I like the idea of a team where all of the models are above the curve, but they just don't interact well with each other. They have no way to buff each other, they yeah. just help themselves. Hmm. It's miles away from where farmers sit, where everybody's got damage on two, but yeah. we don't have any other inherent buffs. So yeah. it, the concept is already existent. Yeah. And there are plenty of other elite level models that do one thing really well, mm. as long as that one thing isn't buff the rest of the union yeah. team. My issue is one out external to the game, which is story. Um, because union are dead in story terms. It's hard when we're getting new models for other teams, like the the Free Cities Drafts models, where the story backs up their inclusion. Yeah. And I know it's like models are dead in the story when we're still playing them, but Union feel quite a hard one because you can't... It feels like how can we ever add anything to them when so many of them are dead or in another team? All of them are either dead or in different teams. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. The only ones one. that are MIA are ANG and Strongbox. Um, yeah. Or isn't Vet Rage technically? Isn't he on a ship somewhere? He's a pirate. He's yeah. doing his own thing. Rage is arguably not Rage anymore. Yeah. It depends how you want to take like, that. So if, if Greed is here to remake the Union and recreate them, do they end up with a whole new roster? Or exactly. is it like, is it like, this is the new Decimate? It's still Decimate, but it's a different person Decimate. It's like Harry in order, how it's just a guy cosplaying Harry effectively. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like scorched earth policy here. We've had order. 
that is the union's minor. At no point has there been a discussion of resin union. I think the closest we got was uh, when we were talking to Russ at SteamCon, and mm. he said that's probably the team he wants to redo in resin the most. Okay, well, my point is yeah. we should have had them technically at least on the radar because the idea of when the major comes out, yeah. uh, res- minor comes out, the major gets resin. But we haven't. Does that mean this might be the first team they just absolutely say, yep, do you know what? They're dead. They're gone. They're not in the game. Fine for casual, but they're out of tournaments. You cannot play uni. I don't think you'd ever get them saying you can't do it in uh, tournaments. Okay. I don't think that'll happen. I think it would make a lot of people very angry. I think so too. I'm just throwing the grenade. I can see them saying we are no longer going to FAQ update Irata the Union. And like I can also see them possibly like maybe not even stocking them again. Mm. But I don't think they'd ever remove them completely from the tournament. Okay. I think that's fair. See, I think that's a sad place for them to end up because I think there are so well. many characters in the game who are, like you said, already dead in the story. We have original and veteran and seasoned versions of the same character all in the same event, in some cases in the same 12-person lineup. I think if we're... In every other instance, we separate fluff from game. Yeah. Like they're great. Yeah. Sherwin's work is fantastic, but in no other instance has it dictated what happens on the actual table. Mm-hmm. We've never turned around and said, "Well, actually, as the guild has gotten bigger, maybe some of the things they used to have to be able to do, they don't need to do anymore." Mm. Um, and I think just axing a whole guild out of what feels like laziness, when arguably this is the best time to put them in a new design space. Mm. would be a really sad way for them to end. So yep. I really hope you're wrong yep. on that one. Yeah, I, agree. I, I mean, I really am just throwing the hand grenade. Absolutely. I genuinely hope, and I, as you do, that it all comes back hardcore. Because I think, actually, the models would be amazing. <laughs> and I have to... Uh, primarily, I'm a miniature guy, and that's what I'm looking at. I would love resin ones of those with new style. Yeah, cool. Um, Next one. Yeah, we better start cracking through these. Uh, which Spartan is going to win Vengeance? No None one. of us. Uh, Rich, so that was from Dyson. Uh, Rich Bailey, on the note of vengeance to those not playing, what teams would you be running if you were, and what's the t- what's the matchup players or teams you want to see on stream and commentate on? Dan, go first. Uh, it depends. Like, if I'm playing to have fun, I'd be playing probably Union because Fang 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 is, team. or Kirks because I love Kirks. If if I was going to play and like try and like Win. play as competitively as I can, yeah. I'd either be on. Brewers, because I think they're very good into the current meta. I think they've got a good matchup against Boar. I think they've got a not horrible matchup against Smiths and Farmers. Uh, or, if I had put in the time, I'd be on, like, basically mono steel draw with, like, Scartha for one matchup. We've discussed this, yeah. Who's the one like that? Like, Farmers. But even then, I think steel draw can play that matchup quite easily. Well. But I think I have... I've not put steel draw on the table. I've, I've done a lot of theory for it, but... She feels like one of those players that has yet to be have a champion. In our area, certainly where our club and the tournaments yeah. we've been to, I'm waiting for that champion to step forward. If I if Cooks hadn't come out when they did, I'd be on Yukai Steel Draw as like the things that I'm trying to make work. Okay. Like I played five games with the Yukai, I think. And you no, no, I played more than that, like eight or nine. And I enjoyed that. But Steel Draw looks fun. Is that all of our robotic questions? I'm not finished yet. We oh, sorry. Oh, for starters, <laughs> we haven't finished answering that one. Of course, no, because your your phone was down. I thought we were on to the next one. No, I'm no, sorry. that's only about halfway. Um, I was going to say I'd be on Smiths because they're what I've been playing yes. the most at the moment. They're what I feel the most comfortable with. I think I'm the best at at the moment. Sure. 
probably better with my Swiss now than I was with my bros. Um, except maybe at the height of their decimated power. <laughs> yeah. um, that wasn't yeah. on you. That was would, you to, would you want to stream slash commentate on? Um, I'd like a Spartan to be on stream at some point so we can commentate on them. That would be fun. Yeah, but it would involve them going undefeated. Not on day one. Sure. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, I'd like... Just like interesting, preferably no grindy matchups, but that's about it. I did no more shot ball. Funny as it is, it's hard to commentate on by the sounds of it. Yeah, it was not easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. I would like to. I did. I both inventions I have commentated on. I have managed to commentate Timmy. Admittedly, one of them was shot ball, but like he is a pleasure to commentate just because yeah. it's interesting. Nice. Um, great one next, Dan. This is a really strong question. Uh, David Cameron, not that one. Yeah. Tell me about Aristea. Sorry, it's meant <laughs> to be in the form of a question. Tell me about Aristea. <laughs> It's a, it's a great question, Dave. It's really strong. I've been tweeting about it a lot from the Rollbaiter account, and I've been trying to tweet about it less because I don't mm. want people to get annoyed when they follow us from... I'm really glad that content. we're finally playing this because I bought this day one. I bought the limited edition box with metal models. I bought the Warsenal walls. Big shout out to Warsenal. There was a problem with my walls. I bought them two years ago. I contacted them on a Sunday saying, hi, I bought these two years ago, and there's actually a problem with it. I had them Friday. The replacements were sent out. It's all US, right? Yeah. yeah. All done, all dusted in less than a week. Well done, Warsnall. Great customer service. It was great customer service. And it was handled by Tom Shadel, who does the Mayacast Infinity podcast. I'm a big fan of it. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're emailing me. Oh my God, I, love I, love I love your podcast. Because I do. They did the um, remix of um, the more combat theme with Aristea. That's Tom Shadel. So I'm glad that we are finally playing it. But you guys have got more games than me, and I need to play. I played like a dozen or so games now. Dan's not far behind that, I don't think. I've only played like one or two that you haven't. I played three. It's to pitch it to people. But Dan, actually, you pitch it. You you got me into it. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I'm I was prepared for I'm this. Put, I'm putting you on the spot here, Why? and you look so panicked. Uh, it's a hex-based tactical combat skirmish game based on like sort of like uh, it's a character battler. Functionally, like everyone's a very yeah. individual, unique battler. It's it's just raiding. It's raiding. It's fine. Um, so the way I had it, like talked to about me, it's like Shadesbar is a card game with miniatures attached. Arasaya is a miniature game with cards attached. Like most of what you'll do is based on miniatures the cards are there to deny like the, the where it can become chess like I think some people have called it where there's no gotchas functionally and there yeah. are some fucking gotchas there are some fucking big gotchas in the Valkyrie. cards but models are nice everything's unique aesthetics nice apparently nice to paint if you like that sort of thing <laughs> they have been so far um, cheap buy-in and really you, all the models I, don't, I can't remember how many we're up to now is it 26 20? with the next two released yeah. uh, could, like spoil and there's no teams so everyone can go with yeah. everyone you can yeah. do what the hell you like it's very the combat system is very flowing yeah where you've got not, not as like flowing an option based as say the playbook system is in Guild because I still think that is one of the it best it is very clever um, like Minch's Games uh, rules to date but like you have a lot of options for not having a lot on the card surprisingly yeah. I like the fact that like the other day like I was shooting Matt in the face and he did more damage to me than I did to him <laughs> that's Infinity all over though that is Infinity you know how yeah. times that like we played and it's like well I've opened up my sniper rifle and you're like well I've got a shotgun I need a one. Oh crit good yeah I blew your head off yeah 
Yeah, so that's good. I like the setting of Infinity. Yeah. But Arist- just to set it Aristeo is effectively a television show set 175 years. It's more like a sports show. It's not yeah. It's not fictional in the no. Infinity universe. No, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's the sports entertainment of 175, 180 years in the future. Yeah, hex-based arena combat. Very fast, very easy to learn. Lots of depth to it. Uh, most of it is scenario-driven yeah. rather than just pitch battle kill things yeah I'd be interested to see if we ever get more board layouts in the future yeah maybe I'd be interested in that but like it's a really cheap buying like the Corsair gets you the first eight Aristos all of which are a, a hugely viable and probably the best at what they do and is 43 quid from a second from a, like third point retailer are very good at uh, A miniature production B very good at side grading their miniatures rather than upgrading where like the stuff in the Corsair is not um uh, uh, I can't think of the word. Invalidated by future yeah. releases. Yes. So the stuff in the course set is generally like Max is the best tank, but all the other tanks in the expansions are nice to have because they can do multiple things, but they don't tank as well as Max. Yeah. And models wise, the metals are beautiful. Corvus Belly do do great models, but the plastics they are you know it's like kind of board game. No, I think they're slightly above that. Yeah. I I don't think they're as good as say SFG's plastic teams. I would agree with that. I think. Uh, SFG's hard PVC is better than the yeah, board game. Yeah, plastic. but when you consider these are like roughly like six pound a model, and you're getting the cards, and you're getting the like, so are the SFG ones, right? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, no, less than six pound a model, right? Yeah, I think I. I'm just saying, I, you know, yeah. I ain't knocking out there. I love it. I'm just saying, I think that. That's fair enough. In in terms of people buying a set, I don't want them to get the models and go, oh my god, what, like those guys said, they're amazing. I f- be aware that the metal ones are great. Yeah. The plastic ones aren't as great. They are serviceable for if you want to. Pick them up and... Perfectly, yes. Yeah. And they're cool. They're very cool. Um, so there you go, DC. Um, pa has asked, what happened to my tenderizer? Oh, yeah, right. Very common. So back in season two, two uh, I commissioned... He did the full butcher's thing as um, as art. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, uh, one of my friends was getting into uh, Guild Ball, but hated tenderizer's pose. Uh, so I commissioned uh, the stoic artwork tenderizer... Uh, they've not played since, uh, so I think it saw the table once. It is now in someone's box, but it was a birthday yeah, present. Yeah, saw the table against me, and yeah. I and I was bad and ran up, and she smashed me in the face. Yeah, <laughs> which is criminal because it's a beautiful conversion. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but get... it's a birthday present. I wasn't gonna. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you don't. Would it be anymore. all right if I offered money for it? <laughs> Hi, Becky. Can I have your? I don't think right it's now? okay. <laughs> She might sell it. We just need to like pressure her to do stuff with it. Which we need her to play Gilball again. Yeah. Let's just peer pressure people. Okay, let's be quick because I'm conscious of the fact that um, Charlie has a long way to drive home. Plus, uh, need to play games. Dan Stroll, my daughter is two and a half years old. I think it's time to introduce her to Gilball pretty early on. Yeah, get you know, get them while they're young. I'll be honest that she is damn competitive and bloodthirsty. She doesn't win. If she doesn't win, it's likely to be a table flipping moment. Obviously, a small table. She's two. Uh, she needs a nice, simple team. Uh, who is, if you were to advise her to play one captain, who is really just simple but also competitive, who would it be? Is this like when people say, my friend is having a problem and he's really asking for Maybe himself? Maybe he just wants someone who's simple and competitive. Surely it's just Vetbor is the answer to that question every yeah, time. Yeah, give her Vetbor. <laughs> well, I mean, Vetbor has a lot of like triggers to remember. True. Uh, but like, tap but Yeah, because he can't seriously suggest a two-year-old plays this game. No. Hashtag to say. Yeah. Exactly. Um... If you're looking for a simple competitive captain, hey, look, Vetball. Yeah. Um, if you're genuinely looking for a simple captain to get someone into the game, 
Which is, which is more likely what the question was actually like, about. Like, literally just get Honor's card and tip X out superior strategy. Yeah, that's fair. She does a lot of things very simply. There's a reason why she's in kickoff. Yeah. She kills people, she scores goals. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Next bit. Oh, you, that's in, that's in we're going one. for Charlie's question. Oh, yeah, Charlie's got yeah. a question. So, Charlie posted on Discord a new thing. Ooh. Ooh. So yeah, I asked the question on the Hobby Forum in Discord and Speed Freak, which I believe is part... It is, again, I believe, yeah. ...said, talk about Steamforge Games' model quality, their material choices, and pinning. I think there's like two questions and then a separate, completely question, two questions in one. So model quality and material choices are inherently linked, in my mind. I think that's um, true. I can't talk intelligently about the business case for any of particular material or the production issues or the logistics. So I suspect all of those things weigh heavily when Steamforge make a decision and I have no information on how they came to those decisions. From purely a hobby perspective, mm -hmm. I think when you talk about material choices and model quality, it's an uh, individual choice thing. You've got softball game plastics or you've got metal or you've got resin and they all have pros and cons, and how much weight you put on any particular one of those elements that you consider a pro or a con will likely shape how you view um, any particular material. So your plastics are great for, take straight out of the box and play, I don't need any assembly, I don't want to have to paint my models, they're a colour, get my toys out, play straight away. That's great if that's what you want, and they're decent quality product certainly compared to other similar PVC miniatures I've seen they're probably the better PVC models but I still think they're behind where metal or resin would be for miniature quality that's inarguable I yeah. agree um, I actually also find PVC rather than hard vacuum moulded plastic annoying to remove mould lines and things from absolutely agree. Um, lots of people go oh plastic's way easier to remove mould lines from than metal if that's what you're finding great for me personally that's true of hard injection molded plastics. It's not true of the PVC plastics. Correct. What I wind up with is weird feathering where the mold line used to be, or I've actually cut into and damaged the model. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So they're harder to clean up, I think. They paint up nicely, but at the end of the day, you're painting on the undercoat, not the surface. So if you put an aerosol undercoat on them, you're painting on that. They paint fine. They just lack some of the detail of metal or resin. Um, with metal, obviously, you're going to have more construction. You can't paint them unpainted because that's how Guild Ball's rules work. Um, I prefer a weightier model on the table. Agreed. The heft Agreed. of a metal model heft is, is real. Not only in a nice sense, but in a practical sense. When you're putting down a widget and your PVC flies an inch, you're yeah. like, fuck. Whereas, like, if you do that with Vetcat, Vetcat going nowhere. <laughs> Not so, that he ever sees a table. So I think that that's a quality of metal that you either consider good or not. Mm. How much weight you put in it is up to you. Um, pun intended. Um, <laughs> great for painting. Difficult to work with if you do converting. It's the hardest substance to cut into shape and change. But again, how much of an issue is that for you? Individual preference. Resin, I think, is by far the highest quality from a detail perspective. Yep. Um, Inarguable. It's not as hard wearing as metal and arguably far easier to break than either metal or plastic mm. but maybe less likely to chip when painted than metal because mm. it's got that soft that little bit of giving it yeah um, easy to convert again because easy to cut into 
can come in a single colour, so you can have that almost play straight out of the box. But my experience of resin is always there's a random bit of flash that makes no sense, looks confusing on the model, and can be a nose to get rid of. Mm -hmm. How big of a deal that is for you? Again, it's person fruit. Fish's butt? Oh, no. Fish's butt was butt, awful. Yeah. Have you got miners, Charlie? No. So, on the back of Fissure, the tank, yeah. was this round, well, round circle, <laughs> shock, a circle with a cross in it. And I was like, that's the gate. And I thought, that's a bit odd to leave on the model, but, you know, you know, that's obviously where the resin came in. I don't quite understand the cross, but fine, okay. And then it was about, I don't know, four days later after people had been posting pictures, that someone's, on the back was a ring, what I call like the Gilgal ring. You know, there's just like leather at the top and it was a metal loop. Mm -hmm. Theirs was perfect. It, I, it's the only one I've ever seen. Everyone else's looked like mine. That was just the outline of a circle with a cross in the middle. And so people have been cutting it off or filing it yeah. off. Yeah, but it's actually meant to be a leather ring, sorry, a leather held on ring kind of thing. Big. But I've, yeah. I've seen one on the internet that's actually correct. So I'd be interested to see other people to see. If I'm now going to go around looking at people's fishes going. Yeah, can I see, can I see a fish's butt? <laughs> yeah, that was a real, a real problem. So yeah, in answer to that question, I guess model quality, I think, is dependent on material. Material preference is personal preference. It depends what mm. you want out of that model, what you're going to use it for. Yep. If they, if they'd stayed metal, I'd be fine. Same. I, I um, like the metal because I like the heft. Uh, yeah, I much prefer heavy models. I am glad that they swapped their resin mm. because I've had huge problems with the resin models I had from before yeah, when they the, had the last. The original yes. resins, we've all, like anyone that's got a flint, if there's a little bit of heat, he's lying on the ground. My uh, fillet's like that as well. Yeah. This is the Kickstarter resins. And they were also just low quality. The resin was a bit more porous, it didn't hold the paint as well. The details were lovely on them. Yeah. Because I've got a that. lot of those actually. Yeah. My, my alchemists are all resin. I actually bought. Um, vet cat in resin ordered it sorry, sorry I ordered it and I had so much trouble that week with some of my resin models I actually contacted SFG's um, customer service when there was a girl who, was who did all of it I said I'm really sorry I've done this order and I said resin please can I just have it in metal I can't deal with your fucking resin anymore and she was like yeah sure no problem so I've got a metal one which is a shame because for a while those resin ones were going for like 70 quid yeah but um, not that I would have sold it but yeah Metal is the answer. I like the I like the clean crispness of resin, but metal would have been my choice. I think as long as they had decent quality miniatures, I was always going to be happy. Yeah. Um, I get disappointed when bits of my blacksmiths are droopy, that yeah. didn't need to be. Furnace swords have always annoyed me, but I still think the quality of the plastics was sufficient that. I'd have kept playing the game if they'd just gone all plastic. Mm. Same. Um, I would, like, Guild Ball is a great rule set. Probably the best gaming rule set I've played, I think. Um, it's the best competitive gaming rule set I've played. I would not play this game with tokens. No, sure. If the, if the quality ever went below where the blacksmiths and the farmers' plastics were, that would be me out, or I'd just play with the existing models I've got. You're a, you're a hunter player, right? Yeah. Did you buy Falconers? No. I didn't, and um, as subsequently do not have a faceless Minerva. Yeah, that's a... um, I, From when I get back to get... playing my hunters again, I need to track down 
the missing. The you buy just buy the Wonder Woman Minerva and the Metal Limited Matagi, and you've got the players you needed. Exactly. Mm. Um, What's so there was the other pinning bit. I, I think so, Mars, and then sure he said, that was. "Talk about pinning." So, so it's when you put a metal rod into a miniature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know what pinning is, it's using a small metal pin to strengthen a joint on a conversion, usually. But you can also use it for just attaching miniatures to bases, especially if you're going to take a miniature off of the base it came on and put it on a new scenic base. There are lots of resin ones out there. Um, or if you're going to make your own for whatever reason. Um, I think pinning's great. I pin everything. If you do any sort of hobby work, I thoroughly recommend owning a pin drill. Mine cost, I think, about 10 or 12 pounds from my local hobby craft. Mm. They're not expensive. Um, and it really is a game changer for modeling. Um, get a set of small drill bits. I think I, I got a set that ranges from like 0.3 mil up to 1.6 mil. Mm. And I can safely say I've never used either end of that spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I do almost all my work with the one mil drill bit yeah. or the 1.2 mil drill bit. Yeah. So. I, I use my Dremel, which can be dangerous, but I've got good with it. Like, because putting that much power for it can be a bit of a thing, but I just do it. It's like, yeah, see, I worry mainstay multi through. I'm just going to put a hole straight through the model. And play. Mm. Oh well, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Especially with the plastics or the resins, there's yeah. like straight. So there is like some of the like, contact points for the resins, like Yukai. Like mm. I look at them and I'm like, that's going to snap. Unless yeah. you put a large metal rod through that leg or so, a ton of resin, aka which beard. Yeah. yeah. When I painted um, Vet Velocity for my brother, there's a point where Vet Velocity's toe touches the base. Yeah. And you just look at it from day one, that is breaking. Yeah, it's going to go. So I broke it deliberately, yeah. drilled in through the bottom of her foot up into her calf, put a length, and it was just a length of paper clip, but even that metal is harder wearing than the metal that the soft metal yeah. the miniatures are made yes. out of. Feed that in the whole way up through the ankle, which is the bit that's going to break, into the calf, and then pin that back into the base. Never going anywhere, right? It's never gone anywhere. Well, uh, just as a side note, sort of a, a foil to that, my hemlock. Resin hemlock is pinned, and the model snapped around the pin. Okay. So her foot is going fucking nowhere, but the rest of the model, <laughs> the rest of the model cracked around the, her calf. Oh jeez. So I've glued it back on, but it isn't quite as nice because the resin mm. isn't that forgiving. Like when it cracks, it's moved a bit and stuff. Yeah, it's not yeah. great. In fairness, I mostly pin metal models, mm. but. I would probably still pin most resins. I think you just maybe have, like you have to be a bit wary with how close to the thickness of the thing you're drilling into mm. you go with the gauge of so the drill. Yeah. I sometimes pin with green stuff, which is weird. So I'll drill the hole in both sides instead of using a pin. I'll just do like a roll of green stuff mm -hmm. and put that in and like squidge it down. So I get a bit of a seal with the green stuff, and the green stuff is effectively drying as a bar. So I do that an awful lot. I think if you're going to talk about tips for pinning, um, I would say my favourite one is hold the biggest thing you can be holding. At any point, if you've cut the pin to the size you ultimately want the pin to be, and you're having to hold a tiny little pin and glue it somewhere, what you're going to do is glue the pin to you. Absolutely. And not the model. And then it's going to be like <laughs> on the carpet or the cat's eating it or God knows what. So <laughs> drill into the biggest part of the model. Take a pin that's way bigger than you intend glue it into place, let it dry, then cut back to length. Cool. And Very then sensible. set the ne next thing on. Very rather sensible. Rather than, here's my exactly the right length pin, because now I've got to get the depth of my drill exactly right, and I've got yeah. to get 
not glue this to my eyeball or something. <laughs> We've all done. So technique-wise, that'd be like my top tip for pinning, I guess. Top tips. Yeah, good top tip. Pro tips. Um, I know. Is there anything else to say on pinning specifically, other than do it to your metal models? It strengthens all those contact points. Mm, cool. Cool. Dan, do we have questions from oh. Gubs? Bollocks, yes. Um, hello. Uh, <clears throat> just loading. That's not your music. Um, right, okay, here we go. Here we go. Gubs. Question one from Chris Chalico. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher Chalkum. these names. Chalkum. Uh, are you worried that the game is being forgotten about by SFG as they move on to other things that make more money? A, a bit. I'm not worried about it, but yes. It's going to happen eventually. It's going it has to, to. Yeah. The game makes yeah. them no money, other things make them more money. They always told us, they've said from the beginning, this game is going to end. I worry that we're getting closer to it than At I want to. At no be. point could they ever put out a GB model or a box of GB models that will make what a board game Kickstarter does. Yeah, it's and this isn't. It's not a bad thing to understand that they they are at the end of the day a business. A business's primary function is to make money. Yes, they are. Although they are a gaming company, so yeah. they do have a certain responsibility to the people who have helped them become what they are. I well, oh, I'm going to say I don't think they have a responsibility. I think the whole point is they hook us in with this, and then because we're in, we buy that. I don't think it's a responsibility. I think it's a here. Little children come into my toy shop. <laughs> okay, so on the flip side, very that, creepy. Though, yeah, I hope you never own a toy shop. <laughs> if Guild Ball draws everybody in, mm. yeah. and I don't know, I don't know who's backing Kickstarters, but are the people backing Steamforge Kickstarters the people who are already Steamforge fans? Do, uh, do you know many people who don't play Guild Ball? who have backed any of Steamforge Kickstarter? The computer game guys, yeah. There's computer okay. game guys that have never heard of Guild Ball, but we're all in on some of the computer game guys. Horizons Zero Dawn and... Um, Dark Souls. Dark Souls, Souls and... Um, Devil May Cry, Devil not May so Cry. much. Devil May Cry, I expect, was a lot of people who like the game. Build, no, no, yeah, absolutely agree. Game. But just in terms of pure numbers, that one didn't seem to... Yes, but yeah, it's do what they about are they Guild Ball players who are sure. they Because my, my concern If you had a pie chart of people and whether they are... Yeah. If Guild you're Steamforge fans because you love Guild Ball, and oh, yeah. so you're backing everything else Steamforge does, if they stop feeding Guild Ball, do you stop being a Steamforge fan and go away? And do they lose a significant sure. portion? Is there not an no, inherent sure. interest in maintaining Guild Ball for, because it provides a certain proportion of the income to the other products? So yes, Guild Ball may only ultimately have a finite yeah. life. It probably mm. can't go on forever. There's but if you just go, probably. my cash cow is the next Kickstarter and completely forget Guild Ball. Do you actually cut away 50% of your backers for your next I mean, Kickstarter? My I ideal don't... cynicism would be, I think we're going to get miners for everything, for all the ones that have got left. I think possibly see another round of mascots so that we can have three boxes of six for every guild. All of those go on to resin, direct order, whatever. So you've got direct order, you can get your, your three boxes for your major guild and your minor guild. And then I think... The cynic in me says, after that, I think we'll only see limited edition models and then erratas and... Uh, uh, all the play kits, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think that's probably I think that's true. Okay. I think within the next two years, the, the Guild Ball will be largely completed. they said that they had stuff up to season, season five. Was it five? Yeah. yeah. And the idea was God tier comes, and then that's the thing that ticks over and makes them a bit of money. And 
do we all switch from being Guildhall fans to we play Guildhall but we're now God Tier fans? I'm very excited about God Tier. The rule set looks really yeah. interesting. And what, from what I played on it, it was really fun. And it's coming up October and, now? Well, it's Kickstarter, so I think like people put way too much stock in Kickstarter oh, yeah, know, for yeah. these dates. Like, um, I, Towards the end of the year. To, but back yeah, to Charlie. Idea. I don't believe that Guild Ball fans are relevant to their Kickstarter successes. No. And if that's game. the case, then maybe Guild Ball is falling behind in their priorities because yeah. that's yeah. not where the money is. And it doesn't make, which doesn't business, make a money. You, I understand it. I don't blame them for it, really. Um, so, but back to the question: Who, who was the gentleman's question? Uh, Chris. Chalkin? Back to Chris's question: Are we worried about it? No. I think I was, but because we've talked about it quite a lot, I think that I've gone through the grieving. Yeah. And I'm moving. <laughs> like, this is like when a kid finds out their parents are getting a divorce, but then they explain to the kid that it's not their fault, and slowly they <laughs> say, so I'll come to accept it. Dark, but okay. And, okay, maybe it's hard. And we'll get what a new dad that's gone to. Yeah, we're going to get two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> this went very dark. Next question. I just mean that uh, I love that we talked Baz through the five stages of grief <laughs> around Gilball. Again from uh, Chris uh, Chalkham. Uh, game related, if Vet Boar is winning games for lower ranked players but not winning many tournaments, how do you know if him without making Butchers bad again? Butchers were never bad. True. I don't think that's true. I think Steve's yeah. already proved that I, somewhere. I think if I think you go and look at those stats and in a sort of professional also, way. Also, Ox was really quite okay. And yeah. People just weren't. Yeah, I think, yeah, the work Steve's done on that thread people should go and look at that I'd like some hit points knocked off Vet Boar and I'd like a uh, point of armour knocked off Ox and I'd like probably an influence knocked off Boar and maybe yeah. like the auras dropped if I'm being really picky to four inches rather than six yeah but... <laughs> yeah because then you can interact with him by because currently at six inches it's like even if you have pushy models it's, it's bloody hard it's a long way to get out of the way like it's like you have to all in something with Vet Deathway and then yes you can move them out or you have to yeah. break the surface with you guy or whatever. But. Mm, agreed. Yeah, go check that thread out on Gubs. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Matthias Jacobson. Uh, what would you like to see in the reigning three captains, rules and fluffways? I think we've done that one. Transforming model. Kamehameha. Super Saiyan. Two cards, one model. Yes. Or two models, one card. <laughs> no, two I didn't want two. Thing. You're right, I didn't want two. I want to show you. Two models, two cards. Uh, two cards. Four cards, two models. <laughs> Scott Gibbs, Spartan. Uh, yeah. If you were, if you was a soup, what soup would you be? <laughs> if you was a soup. Strong Scott. Your strong. answer is very important for GB. Moonface. <laughs> Does Moonface mean anything in your young person's vernacular? The, the Moonface is the soup he wants to be. Okay. I don't know. Um, was, it, was it the Mighty Boosh had a moon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there was something about soup in there. There was this uh, this one time the sun he went to front of thing? me and uh, he <laughs> don't know this, but I licked his back. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just good. reaching here for Love what it might be. Bush is weird, man. Loved I it. got to go on set for once when they were doing that international cr- crimping when they were on in space crimping in space with the gorilla or something. I was on set for that and it was like, <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> Do you feel like you've taken something? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so go. Um, Tomato. And you said that's the only right answer. I'll you tell basic you, for bitch. Me, I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you why. Uh, tomato, on the face of it, it's just tomato. But no, 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 no. You've got tomato and basil. You've got. No, that's not. Bit. That's not tomato soup, then, is it? That's tomato and basil soup. I'm. I'm putting this all under one umbrella. I'm sorry, but you can. You can have. You can spice it up. You can add some croutons. You can strip it back. Tomato is very, very versatile. 
You can't take a single base ingredient and claim that every food that features it is under the same umbrella. Other, otherwise, every sandwich is one kind of sandwich. Fifty percent Italian menu. Pasta is one dish. I'm pizza saying, is the other one. <laughs> pizza is under the tomato there umbrella. There's only one apparently. pizza. It's just you change the ingredients. I think I am. All dishes are either white or red. I'm fine in saying that tomato soup, if you add a herb or a spice, is still fundamentally tomato soup and I'm saying it's a very versatile soup okay. sometimes it's basic bitch sometimes it's uh, posh and spicy and sorry I'm, I'm, and I'm still really I'm sticking with it really I'm sure occasionally it will fuck you up acid reflux is real yeah it's straining <laughs> it's straining why there's so much going on okay. it's soup it's pasta there's veg in there beans Okay. And it's vegetarian. Well, it can be. I think you can put meat in minestrone, can't you? You put meat in anything. But then it would be beef in minestrone, possibly. Or it would be like some. According to you, that's still all minestrone. <laughs> that's no, still no. <laughs> Absolutely not what I'm saying, Charlie. No, beef is a, a whole new ingredient. A whole new thing's been introduced. I think beef is such, much, such a substantial item that it changes the nature of it. Okay, so thyme and basil and sage, they're not missed. They're, they're not, not beef. They're not, they're it's not a fucking cow. <laughs> Dan, what's your soup? I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> I just really enjoyed how, how the three of us like completely derailed what Baz is saying. I'm fine with it. Sticking to it. I'm fine with it. Uh, I don't know, it's probably like, like a cream of chicken, where it's like, it's fine, and you probably add way more things to it to make it even passable as a dish, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly croutons and cheese is what I'm telling, telling you. <laughs> croutons and cheese. That's a soup. Melt some cheese down, stick some crunchy bread in it. Bush. Done. I would quite like to have croutons and cheese in my tomato soup. <laughs> That's not a fucking tomato soup then, is it? used to do that at Harvester when I was young. That was the starter of choice for me. Salad bar, me at the Harvester, is like, I have sweet corn and then it's just like onion bits, bacon bits, red croutons, sauce. red devil sauce. Me too. Yeah. When they used to do grated cheese, I missed those days. It was a long time ago, admittedly, but... I've never seen it. No, it was a long time ago. Back when we used to still have the Wurzel Gummidge children's menu. Before you guys were born. Hashtag the same. Wurzel Gummidge? What, the, um... The TV show. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know how old Charlie is, but do you remember Wurzel Gummidge? I'm aware of Wurzel Gummidge. I don't think I ever remember watching him on television. Mm, but it's coming back, actually. The, um... Or him featuring on a Harvester menu. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. Gareth from The Office is redoing it, and he looks scary as fuck. That's got an eco bent. Oh, Mac um, yes. Macaulay. Yes. No, you, so, so close. Something Macaulay. It's not Macaulay, Mac but yes. That guy is Boys Are Coming. He did Detectorists. Yes. That was great. But on to Charlie's soup. Soup. Anything that can be served hot, because ultimately soup is just dipping sauce for cheese sandwiches. Mm. So just anything that isn't gazpacho. So yeah. as, a, as a soup, Charlie would be a cheese sandwich. There we go. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. All right, next question. I think we nailed that one. Uh, Smashed it. Again, I'm going to butcher the name. Apologies. Uh, Michael Remy Rudsky. How do you know you're playing the right guild? You never know. You never know. And you're always playing the wrong guild. That's my problem. It's been a real positive end to the episode, hasn't as, it? As soon as I'm playing a guild and someone puts down the one opposite, I'm like, I wish I was playing that one. <laughs> Not that one looks better, though. What's he got? He's got cream on his. How come he gets cream? This isn't bad. This is a straightforward question. Either you're enjoying what you're doing, yeah. or it's confusing the fuck out of you. And if it's confusing the fuck out of you, try something different. Yeah. 
Or enjoy being confused. Or enjoy being confused. But yeah, ultimately, if you're enjoying it, yeah. it's probably not a bad choice. Could you enjoy other things as well? Yes. It's not like a relationship. You don't have to be monogamous. Ooh, it depends who you ask. You don't even have to be monogamous in a relationship, depending on who you ask. Fair. Matt's effectively just stating he's a slut. No, I was. We hear it all better. I was making a point. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, polyamorous relationships exist. It's just a posh word for being a slut. Sluts exist. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, yeah, you slut. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough because I've often felt that I've. I sometimes think, oh, I'm in. On the wrong one, but looking back, I never was. I was always in the right place. I think sometimes it's tough when you get pinned by what a guild. You got to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can get pinned by a guild and be like, "Should I be playing them because they seem better?" But that's just a, like a knee-jerk reaction. I think your, your Charlie's thing. I think is absolutely right. Like when you're when you're not having fun, it's the wrong guild, right? Yeah, hundred percent. That's why I unfortunately stopped with miners pre-nerf. That's why I stopped with fish because they just were kind of boring to me at least. That playstyle thing is fucking weird though. Like people, go, oh my playstyle. It's like I still don't know what that means. I mean, intellectually, I know what it means, but yeah. in relation to me, you haven't figured out. I still don't truly get it. If someone asked you to write down your playstyle, you couldn't. Yeah. yeah, I put down my hunters and went looking for another guild. When I reached a point where I was getting frustrated with playing hunters, I was. I felt like I was doing the same thing into the same matchup and couldn't understand why I was getting wildly different results. And that was starting to frustrate me. Yeah. I was like, well, if this is starting to annoy me and affect my emotional state negatively, mm. then clearly that's not what I want to be dealing with in my hobby time. Put them in the box, come back to them later, go play a different mm. guild. But that was Absolutely. possibly tied with my desire to at least be competently competitive I've yeah. never been a top tier player but I usually go as many wins as losses and then suddenly I'd find myself with Hunters losing when I thought I shouldn't be or winning when I didn't understand how I won it's like this is annoying me mm. and because it's annoying me I'm going to put them down and go do something else so if it's fun it's the right guild I think uh, I coming from a computer gaming uh, thing there's a lot of people that forget games are meant to be fun yeah like, especially because uh, I've played a lot of competitive computer games, like, so many people get into winning and getting better, and so people find the, the concept of improving themselves at a game, like, that's what the enjoyment they get, but mm. sometimes they do forget that games are meant to be fun, and you're playing this, like, they're, they're a social activity, functionally, and yeah. if you're not enjoying sitting down, like, playing across from someone, then... What the hell are you doing? Like... You've paid to come and have this day? Yeah, but it can be tough when you can have the right guild, get destroyed by someone, feel sad, and then you're like, oh, I don't but, think I've got the right guild. But it actually could be your right I think guild. it happens in a specific game. I think you're having fun all day, yeah. and then you get your ass handed to mm. you because a particular matchup wasn't right, yeah, yeah. or the other guy was just way better. And that's a single negative play mm. experience, but it doesn't... No, absolutely. Uh, when that starts to relate to every time you put the guild on the table, yeah. you're in the wrong guild. In yes. Magic, there's a term uh, people use called results-oriented thinking, where sure. like you can you can make the wrong decision and you get the right outcome, or you can make the right decision and get the wrong outcome, and it's separating the outcome from the decision. Mm. If like you can go, you can make all the right decisions, and you can still get spanked across the table. That could be because your dice didn't quite work, uh, or it could be that like you didn't quite play as well as you thought you did. 
and accepting that like you will make mistakes and dice will go wrong is like you separate that from the fun you're having of the game That's and sometimes if all your dice hard, roll ones for the entire game yes it's going to be a miserable game yeah just but then you just need to like accept that that game was going to be miserable try and find the funny side when whatever you do is wrong but mm. there's a degree of resilience required yeah yeah. Fair. Especially if you're in a tournament setting, I find, because then not only do you have a duty to yourself, you have a duty to the person you're playing against. Because having played against people, it is not fun when they are literally just sitting across from you being a salty piece of shit. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Next, next question? Next question. Next question. Uh, Michael Remywitzki again. If you, you are in charge of releasing an alt sculpt for model, which is it and what has changed? Great question. Good I question. love this question. I love this question. We get it all the time. Uh, we always say something different. I'm going to offer it over to our special yes. guest, Mr. Charlie Culver. Who can just make his alt model? Who can just make it? So, which models haven't I changed? If um, you didn't have to make it. <laughs> no, I think there's a whole number of places. Generally, I really like Steamforge work. So, yeah, Russ but equally, I find a lot of the time if there's a, a sculpt I'm not 100% on. Interestingly, that's often the one that's got an alternate sculpt. Okay. Um, where I definitely would go, I think, like I'm, I think for me the two standout ones, and it is, it is like a neck and neck yeah. race. Sledge. Yep. I was about to say Sledge as well. Sledge has <laughs> got a two-inch melee and a momentous eight result, and he's meant to be massive. And yeah, if you huh? read like the small piece of fluff they did for him, he's meant to be like the bully on the pitch. He's meant to be like a big guy. What I get in a miniature is a guy with a hammer that barely fits in one hand, trying to hold it in two, looking like he's cuddling it. Mm. Now, that, that doesn't head. scream mom eight damage in a two-inch reach. That screams, I've stolen my dad's armour and got on the pitch, and now I'm not sure I meant it. <laughs> um, so, give Sledge, like, put Sledge in either Mallet's pose, mm. or sure. with the same size cavalry hammer, or tenderizers Chef's pose, and just have him standing there looking ominous. Yeah. Like, if you own a sledge and a tenderizer, uh, do that conversion. I've said it before, uh, the, Lux, the Luxumbra <laughs> Ajax pose. Yes, yes. I really wanted that for when I thought we were going to get the blacksmith girl, Blaze, when blacksmith, when that yes. was going to happen. Like, just holding it, like you said, mallet, but like, square, I wanted squared feet, mallet, hammer, like that, just screaming, like, fuck. I'd love that. Even maybe something... Like you've seen, seen somebody swing a sledgehammer and a hand starts near the half, then it sort of travels down and meets the other. Maybe they're more dynamic, but both Ferris like baseball bat yeah. style at the bottom, like something that looks like there's going to be immense damage on the end of it. Not That's a good my chance. Chance. I was I was on the end of the hammer. <laughs> I think even something similar to um, Kickstarter rocks. One hand out, one hand back, looking like he's about to wallop something. Not quite like so that. similar to that. But hammer, hammer's got the weird lungy ballerina forward pose with the hammer dragging behind him. Sure. The, the ox pose, his feet are planted. He's got one hand out balancing and the other hand's about to come in. Something like... Imagine Thor in any of a hundred poses from sure. the Marvel com, uh, Cinematic Universe. Like something like that. He's got the same style I th- hammer. I think Sledge is a good shout. Neck and neck with. One. Neck and neck bushel. Oh, okay. Ah. So, I look at bushel and I think I can see what they meant. And I think bushel is supposed to be playing on the fact that people think she's... Um, naive and innocent farm girl come to the city little farm girl, yeah. and she's sort of avoiding eye contact a bit shy and trying to hide her weapons behind her back and the foot's sort of awkwardly shifting on the floor the problem for me is all of that imagery works with motion what you've actually got is a static picture of a leg at an unnatural angle arms hung limp at the side a head that can't quite hold itself she looks like a zombie 
I see your and that's point. all I see when I look at that model. Well, is, that, was that it your fault? The bushel vaulting the. Snow? That's what yes. she should be: is vaulting the fence. Yeah, kicking a football doesn't need two weapons. One's fine. Jace Fox has actually done his farmer's as zombies. Yes, that's fine. And, yeah. and yeah. I like said he needed to do no conversion work on bushel. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's for me. It's a toss up between those two. Oh. And yeah, that's what I do to fix them both. Okay. Cool. Dan, I would quite like not because I don't like the original model. But I would like an alt grace because in the fluff she's quite menacing. Okay. And I'd yes, like a is. more stoic, inquisitor esque grace rather than I'm an aeroplane, which I do. I love the I'm a aeroplane pose. There is nothing wrong with that at all. Mm. But I just like it. Sure. Okay. I can see that. Baz, I'm struggling. Can you go next? Well, I'm struggling because I think um, my primary one is Sledge. Because I love so him in the, in the game, and I'm having real. We were talking about this like literally the other night, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm having trouble with him, so yeah, I think that's my main one. So, I would, I would have said Colossus, but we've had the new Colossus, which is fantastic. Yes, we've had the alt sculpt Colossus, oh. which is brilliant. Uh, we've had an alt sculpt Flint because Flint, I think, from the originals, is one of the weaker sculpts, but the limited edition Flint is very good. I would like a proper sized um, limited honor. Okay, like yeah, slightly upscale. Yeah, because the that masons have issues, but when yeah. you look at like Tower, he's fantastic. Yes, Granite, fantastic. I just don't like Dancing Queen on her, but I yeah. really like Limited on her. But it's slightly too small. Slightly too small. Agreed. Um, I it's weird because we're going to get one, but I have never really been a fan of Ocat and his hand out leg back. Sure, like how he looks. I really like the design of him. I really yeah. enjoy. It's just specifically that pose. Yeah. So I'd quite like a more hulking pose for him, more enforcer rather than I'm running and I'm coming through with my hand out. Like he's playing old timey um, NFL, <laughs> yeah. which we're yeah, gonna so get. I think crouched down in like an NFL about him like an O line pose, like one, I, yeah, almost like Midas's pose. Yes. Which I wanted for Iron when we spoke so about like, an Iron. Like, uh, fist down here, one hand up, like he's like <laughs> just face palm. What's the the Blood Bowl ones? Are oh, the ogres. I've got my ogres. Is it the ogres, yeah. The original, well, not original ogres. But I, like, I know I've seen ogres. that in Blood Bowl. Mm. I've got them there. But they're, um, I think him is calling people. We're going to get an alt post for him when the Lamplighters and Alchemists come out. So. I'd also, Loki, like a new original Velocity, just because mine keeps on breaking. I yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> Russ, when we spoke to Russ, we've said, he said about Masons and Engineers need a little bit of a change because the designers switch. Like, you look at Locus how good is that model? And then you look at like Hoist and Velocity and it just doesn't compute. The um, Ascuri Wolves Hoist with the, oh, I love the Ascuri Ascuri Wolves transforming hoist. Um, uh, um, Pacific Rim plasma I wonder gunner. if they're officially the rarest There's probably models. like the least. Yeah. Apart from possibly Chaos Boiler? Not Chaos Boiler. Um, yeah, yeah, limited edition. Yeah, Show Boiler. I think Show Boiler and Eskiri Wolves have got to be in the yeah. rarest Gilbert models. It's Chaos Boiler the one where he's jumping over the clothy bollard. Yeah. Mm. The one that's exactly like normal Boiler but with a cloth bollard. Hmm. I have one of those. I've got for Rick, I think. Um, what's yours? A sledge. It's still Sledge. Still I'm sledge. just going to stick with Sledge. I, think I, really, I really hate his pose yeah. and I love him on the field. Mm. Uh, I do now, however, want to see a Blacksmith team where on every one of their weapons they have one of the um, one of the values, yeah, yeah, one of the damage result on the hammer. So it just yeah. says like, I don't know, like, like uh, on car- you got it on cast shields. Yeah, or like written around the edge of anvil shield is strike <laughs> while the iron is hot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question now? 
Uh, it is. Last one from Dan Stroll. Uh, considering both fluff and rules, if one of the minor guilds has to become a main guild, uh, what a community event that would be, who would you pick and what sort of second captain would you like for that minor slash major? Can I just say the obvious and easiest answer that we've already kind of discussed? And it would just be the order take over from the union and then yeah. the union is done and the order is the new major guild. Tough to disagree with that in story terms as well. Yes. Like the, the church all-encompassing. Yeah. Agreed. And they're going, they're getting so big and it's becoming such a threatening presence in the story, especially with everyone refusing to join Obulus's um, let's stop the church plan before he was moided. Mm. So it, that makes the most sense to me in story terms. Uh, yeah, and in game terms, I think, yeah. as well, I could see it. And like, you could have people from all walks of life, all aspects, all classes, and it would be an interesting team. Yeah, yeah. I really like the like uh, story design space of like the All Stars team. Because like they've got Fang Tooth, because I think that's what I can't remember who it was. It might have been Showen, where they were specifically targeting well-known players in other teams to get onto like, hey, look at our best of. Mm, that's Google. cool. Spigot Harry. Yeah, they had Spigot, and they got Harry because it was like, or new fake Harry because mm. they were like, we need to pretend Sothesis has brought this well-known person back from the dead. Or was he? I don't know if people think he was dead. I think not dead. I think they think he's the real guy, and he's just. No, that's the idea, but, they, but the no, rumour was that he was killed, and the idea yeah. is that Sothesis The order of telling people back. that they've... He was reincarnated, yeah. effectively. Or, was like, saved from near I think the, Yeah, I think it's the save, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I think that's a good answer. Charlie, what's your thought? I think, yeah, I think because you could then maybe use that as a design space to keep the union models you wanted to keep in their new yeah. Sothikian roles. Yeah, so now we... out the team to a full yeah. build size, and really all you're doing is deciding which one or both... Either you axe one of Blackheart and Rage, or you axe them both and create a new captain that's maybe the slightly deranged Blackheart haunted Rage. Rage. Oh, Season Captain Rageheart. On a side note, on sculpts, I love the Harry sculpts so much. Mm. It, like it looks a bit derpy at first, and then you read the, the piece fluff of fluff, is, and it's just like, yeah, it's perfect. I yeah. wasn't bothered at all. Praise the sun. Until you read the fluff, and then and like, I read the story, so and at SteamCon, I bought the box, so I only needed the. Yeah, I technically didn't need any models in that box, but I bought it just for the different lion and a different Harry because I need all the models. So good. Is that all our questions? Yeah. Then I've got one bit of admin. I would like to say congratulations to Kevin Alcantara. I was going to bring this up, yeah. yeah. He was the gentleman who <laughs> replied first. You may remember in last episode, at the end, Matt threw out, uh, we've got so many fucking shadow games that I will give a copy away to the first person that responds with this code. Yeah. And Kevin Alcantara was, in fact, that person. And he was very fucking inconsiderate because he lives in, like, California or some <laughs> shit. I had to, at my own cost, I hadn't thought, but what if an international listener? Of that was all I don't have international listeners. I was just like, no, there's only, like, six dudes in a shed in, like, somewhere up north that listen to us. There's no one. No one and all the Americans listen to Strictly. Yeah, they listen to, like, Strictly and the pitch. And the pitch, shout out to the pitch. Yeah, yes. like... They listen to the big boys. No one's going to be listening. And then Kevin gets in touch. He's like, oh, yeah, no, here's, here's the code. And we're like, oh, yeah, brilliant. What's your address? Bloody, 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 blah, blah, blah. CA. I would point oh. out he was very sweet. And he did say, guys, I actually do live in California. Postage is a real lot. If you don't want to do it, it's fine. I was like, no, no, Matt brought this on himself. And I, I was like, no. No, I, I did bring it on myself. I said I'd do it. I kind of have to now. Yeah, so congratulations to Kevin. Yeah, well done. I'm not doing it again. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a second one. No. Well, well we I'm, could. 
Good. We've got two minutes. Someone else is turning the barrel. If anyone else wants to ship to the States, there you go. You can rattle off the code now. It's when one of us does it and it's just Dyson. <laughs> yeah. He can't help But um, that's it. So thank you for joining us, Charlie. I hope you've been, you enjoyed it. Thank Hopefully we will have you me. back again. Remember how, how at the start of this episode we were playing? Oh, it'll be like a nice short one. We'll just talk to Charlie for a little bit, answer a few questions, and we'll be nice and short. It's as lo- almost as long as the last one. I know. It's a problem. Well done if you've got this far. <laughs> we have a disease. Hello, future people. This is what happens when you don't make regular content. Yeah. Is yeah. that you do all your content in one episode rather than three. Yeah. But even but like even when we were doing an episode every like month, it was still three hours. Yeah. We just like talking shit. See. Fact. It's been fun talking shit with you. Well, it's been fun having you. Hopefully, we, we will yeah. have you back again. I'd like that. That'd I know it's a long way, but but um, it's been great. So thanks, man. Yeah. Cheers, bud. Do it um, again sometime. Do you want to see us off? Thank you for listening. Roll better. Strong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>